PKA episode 496. New guest, Mark from 60 Days In. Kyle? Couple of sponsors tonight. Goat, Netgear, and AmeriCorps. PKA is proudly brought to you by AmeriCorps. AmeriCorps needs your help now more than ever. What is AmeriCorps? It is a, it is a, uh, it's your opportunity to help your neighbor and your nation through these difficult times. AmeriCorps members serve their communities by fighting hunger, teaching, tutoring, and mentoring students, as well as responding to natural disasters. AmeriCorps is your chance to get involved and be the greater good. Uh, search the hundreds of opportunities and apply at joinamericorps.gov. That's America. That's joinamericorps.gov. Yeah, link down below. Dot that's gov. That's We've really made it. <laughs> 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 so, uh, Mark, thank you so much for coming on, man. I was hey, yeah, uh, my pleasure, y'all. Yeah, I was saying before the show the the kind of beginning of this is I, I started streaming it on Twitch. And everybody wanted to get someone from the show. And we were on season five. I, I jumped in at season five for some random ass reason. And they wanted Mark. And so Chiz, by God, he got Mark. So thanks again for coming on, man. Hey, fist bump, guys. Hell yeah. There we go. <laughs> I like a little engagement. That's nice. So <laughs> that makes you feel good. So, you know, I like one of the most obvious questions on there, I guess, uh, for people who don't know, 60 Days In, it's a program where you spend 60 days in a, in a prison or a jail. And you have to try and solve a mission where you need to figure out some information on behalf of, you know, the prison guards and everything. But one of the things, the first thing I thought of what I wanted to ask you was, what was the, was there anything so scary, so outrageous that they couldn't even put it on the show that happened to you where like someone got stabbed or like there was blood? Like, cause I imagine there's a line A&E goes with like, oh shit, that's a little too brutal. We can't show up what it's, what's about to become a rape. You know, I can only speak of, uh, of of my pod, but no, we never had anything like that happen. Um, I think the A and E was pretty true to what they showed, minus the editing. But we can get into that here as the as the interview progresses. Yeah. But as far as anything too graphic, too nasty, nah, nah, it, there was nothing that bad. That's good to hear. I I went into every every episode or the very beginning of every season, kind of making my own internal power rankings. Where I'm like, this motherfucker's gonna kill it, or like, oh no, this chick is fucked. Oh no, like she's not gonna do well. I think that was the season where that was that blonde woman, and her only Chiron was right wing conservative. Yeah, apparently that was that's all she's ever been about is. And like the, the intro for those people is hilarious because like you'll come from someone you know like like yours where it's like I just kind of you know want to learn how this goes. I want to try and you know you're you're Christian. You want to reach them with a, with a positive message, and she's like packing in her nice hair ties and everything, being like only bad people go to prison, and I'm a good person, and so I'll be fine in there, and it's not. You know, I think we give it, they have it too easy in there. And it's like, oh no, this bitch is in for a rude awakening. The people who think that prisoners have it too easy, you know, they, they never do so well. Strange enough, you know, it yeah, turns out it's not yeah. that easy. So, well, I was stuck though with that nomenclature super fan, which I didn't like. But yeah. that, was, that was an A&E production decision. <laughs> yeah. So I think I would have rather been, I don't know, I don't know who got worse, uh, worse criticism was either me or the right wing conservative. So uh, I think I think uh, if I hadn't uh, finished it as strong as I did, I might have gotten. So I don't know. I don't know which which nomenclature is worse. I didn't think you were going to make it. I didn't think you were going to make it. I didn't. You, think... uh, no, it it looked you you really proved everybody wrong. I'm I'm sure you take pride in that. And I, that was probably I want to say in like there's in the first episode of every uh, every season there's sort of this sort of moment where you're hanging out with some of the uh, people who run the jail and. 
And I want to say one of them was even kind of rude to you, right? Like, like wasn't? Yeah. So Sheriff <laughs> Lamb, he he came up to me, and said, "Man, would you steal pencils?" <laughs> man, come on, dog. Come on. I was I was stuck as the uh, pencil, and then when if if you guys remember the the first day I walked in the pod, Rocker came up and mm-hmm. accused me of stealing a pig and a bicycle. So unfortunately, and <laughs> <laughs> in, in, in the very beginning, I was kind of labeled as the weak person. Um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, you know, I know I wear the glasses. I'm kind of the big, the big, fat, jovial, nerdy dude. But uh, you know, what a lot of people don't know about me is. You know, I, I served 13 years in the Army first, and then I actually became a corrections officer for a, for a spell here in Georgia. And uh, and so I, I won't say that that prepared me, but I've learned how to put up with a lot of crap and just deal with it. So I would say I was vastly underestimated. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You definitely found like a niche within the uh, within the pod, I guess. And it seemed like before long, you were kind of like the number two guy among the whites. What, because like like our audience knows, like it's it's very divided racially in the uh, in the pods and jails and especially in prisons. But it seemed like you were kind of like second in command of the whites at some point. You were the guy who was like, <laughs> "All right, guys, white meeting, let's go." Yeah. And so, yeah. But but uh, there were these awkward moments where the guy who was in charge, I can't recall his name, but like Josh. the guy who. Yeah, the leader yeah, of the Lord whites. Farquaad. Yeah. yeah, Lord Farquaad, who's like a legit white. He's and of course super racist guy. But he would he would say some awful things like <laughs> to you. He'd be like, you know, this race or that race. You know how they are. Just 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 rat people, really. And you're just like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if you guys if you guys yeah. saw the the pre-edited stuff, it was even worse, man. He was, <laughs> sure. He was talking all this Aryan German German Nazi language lingo to me. And I'm like, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what was the most absurd thing you had to agree with with him? Because every, <laughs> everything he says, you just have to be a sounding board, right? You can't go, actually, I'm not hundred percent sure about that assertion. You have to go, hell yeah, obviously. Yeah, I mean, duh, geez. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I would say that you know he was very, he was very much, you know, his views, uh, you know, fell in line kind of with the Nazi Party, if you will, if you can imagine what Hitler <laughs> would say. And I was like, oh boy, this is going to be awesome. But you know, I got, especially if you watch uh, Twitter traffic during the show, I got a lot of crap for White TV Day. But yeah. uh, <laughs> oh my God, White TV <laughs> Day was so funny. <laughs> and. But you got to understand there it's it's about surviving and and I'm sure that maybe this will lead up to uh to uh, uh Dylan the kid that got jumped for wanting to hang with the black guys. Before we but, jump to that, can you can you break yeah. down the white TV day thing for people who don't know what happened there? Okay. So, once again, <laughs> a lot of it was edited and I own it. I I will completely own that awkward moment. Yeah. But um so so you know, uh, everyone had a TV day. We had a schedule and, and, and in jail, of course, uh, you know, I, I didn't care what was on TV that, that day, but doggone it. It's the white guy's day to watch TV. And there's no way you're going to be able to, to let any other race. And that was a, another thing that, you know, they, they mentioned it, but, but the general public didn't take it too well is it really was a racially divided gel. It was in Arizona. And I actually heard one of your previous podcasts where you talked, uh, and, and I felt some redemption by listening to the podcast, um, where you had the gentleman on that had done the, the British guy. And I don't remember his name. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. And he talked about being in Arizona and how racially divided it was. So it was racially divided. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you March Madness was on and I wanted to watch some doggone basketball. But it was more the only reason why I, I really made a big deal about it was because it was more of of, you know what, it's white TV day. You had to fit in. You know, I didn't like any of the crap that Josh talked about. Once again, I you know, I did time in the army. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a law enforcement officer now. And, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter, you know, what color you are. You got to have my back. If you got my back, I got your back. So that was kind of the background that I came from. And uh, even though growing up in the deep south, um, you know, we still, you know, have people here that aren't racist. Um, but <clears throat> it was just one of those things that, that, you know, I had to prove a point. I had to get in, if you will, with Josh. It didn't matter who, uh, any of the other guys because it was the white guys that had my back, and I had to, mm-hmm. I had to get in so I can find information. So I think they were watching. My pod was weird, you know, working at the prison, and uh, having worked before, you know, in a jail. Um, you know, most guys that have that uh, machoism that they all want to watch sports all the time. But I was stuck in a pod that wanted to watch cartoons and I was kind of sick of cartoons. <laughs> that and I really wanted to watch doggone basketball. So in my head, it was just a great idea. Hey, let's, let's prove myself to, uh, to Josh. And, um, I had no intention of ever being elevated to second in charge. That one kind of, kind of, uh, broadsided me. Um, but, <laughs> But um, the number two Nazi, yeah, put yeah. That on your, <laughs> if you ever do 60 days in, days in again, that could be your Chiron number two. Nazi. <laughs> hey, I put it on my resume. And, yeah. uh, and so I've, I've got that out now. We'll see. We'll see if anything happens as a result of that. But um, yeah, um, you know, it was just one of those things that it, it, it had no, I could care less what was on TV. It was more about accepting. And mm. uh, unfortunately there, even though on the outside, I, I despise, you know, racism. On the inside, I had to give a crap about it because you know there you don't you don't run with the whites you get jumped. Playing the hand you're dealt, you're in prison. Mm-hmm. You have to be racist. Like that's the rules. Yeah, yeah, and and that, they will tell you in there in Pinal County, one of the biggest topics of uh, of discussion was everything you do here follows you in the Department of Corrections. So one thing you guys didn't really see um, that was edited out is Josh got all his directions. He'd make a phone call up to uh, whoever it was up at DOC that was in charge of the white guys. And and every decision you make follows you because he they communicate with the uh, Department of Correction, the guys in prison up there. Oh, wow. So what was, when you, when you chose March Madness for White TV Day, and then immediately it seemed like Rocker, who was like the, the black main enforcer on the block, immediately it seems like he's like you you're turning it to march madness and you're not even gonna watch this motherfucker's not even watching the march madness and like he immediately starts calling you out were you just i i would have been scared right away like oh no i i thought i did something that everybody would like and now i'm getting roasted so i wasn't really scared of rocker rocker you saw him fight uh, that one mm-hmm. kid brandon and he, you know, don't get me wrong. I, I had no issues with Rocker on a personal level, but he didn't scare me. Once again, probably being in the military, I don't get scared at a lot of things, except my wife. Yeah, she scares me. <laughs> but but uh, that being said, I don't get scared at a lot of things. But, you know, um, at that point, I, it, a lot of editing took place there. So I watched TV for probably an hour. And then and then I walked away and was I don't remember what I was doing. And, and then, of course, uh, Rocker uh, made that comment. So, you know, 
it was more to prove a point. And then the one thing you really kind of saw a little bit of, but you didn't see the whole story is we kind of took everything to Josh to see how he'd react since he was the pod boss uh, for the whites, for the woods. Remember it's woods, mm-hmm. whites only one day soon. And uh, uh, just to kind of see how he reacted. And at the end he relented and said, Hey, y'all put it on whatever you want to. And it's like, dude, Dude, why are you why are you talking all this talk and then you back down whenever anything happens? But yeah, he sold you down the story. river on that. We didn't, oh, we didn't see that part. Absolutely, I still oh. hate that guy for for that. <laughs> <Still don't laughs> son of a gun. The number one thing was the TV thing. A few rungs down was the Nazi thing. You know, <laughs> <laughs> mainly the the throwing me under the bus. Of the TV yeah, that thing. pissed me off. That pissed me yeah. off. I I did another part I liked was once you started to get your your mojo your groove going. You were like, I'm gonna, I'm a Christian man, I'm gonna get a Bible study rocking and rolling in here. Yeah. And you just start yelling in the pod, Bible study, <laughs> Bible study. And I could I could tell the body language because you did the like uh the shoulder pop, like moving around the Bible study, by like imitating the, the prison, the, the head bobbing kind of thing. Yeah. And I was like, as I'm watching, I'm like, please someone go to his bible study <laughs> just, just one guy go to his bible study and then and no one wanted to learn about the bible that shocked me because i was like i thought that was a safe bet in prison like there's so many people there who are you know born again or whatever like I, and there were no so, takers no christians so so can i can i can i unveil the curtain of tv magic Hold the curtain back yeah okay okay awesome <laughs> So what they did was they took pretty much every time I yelled Bible study. Let me let me explain that story. Let me explain <laughs> that story just a little more. So uh, I had a lot of people that would actually come to my Bible study. Everyone I had, I had anywhere from seven to about 15 guys that would come. Wow. And uh, and a couple of them, it gets so loud in the pod, just everybody chit-chatting and talking and watching TV and whatnot, that they would want me to yell Bible study. So they knew, oh, okay, cool. I'm going to go mm-hmm. to Bible study. And what they did was they took, multiple moments that I called it throughout the entire 60 days in and they edited it into one clip. <laughs> and and trust me, when we saw that, I was just like, oh my God. Are you serious right now? Yeah, because um, it ends with you sitting there to by myself, a, private, right? a private Bible study. You're like, all right. And Bible yeah. study has begun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and it's just me. Yeah. That is, that is awesome. Maybe I'll read about Jonah. News. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of which, you know how Trump yells fake news all the time? Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. that was fake news. This is yeah, truly yeah. fake news. Yeah. 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 Oh, <laughs> dude, that was awesome. That oh, was thank awesome. you. <laughs> I'll, I'll uh, bust that out a little I more. Thought, I thought it was Trump for a minute. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, uh, so I never had no one come to my Bible study. Um, that was just more, you know, we're going to edit it to make them look corny. In fact, to be to be <laughs> to tell you a little bit of more of, 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 of some funny stuff that came out, when they came out, when I came out of jail, I made good friends with uh with some of the production people. And one of them actually came up to me and said, you're going to hate like the first five episodes. But after that, you're going to love it. And I'm like, <laughs> huh? Her? So once again, the one thing about 60 Days In that you guys don't see is there's a lot of editing to, and, and I understand it because if you saw that 99% of the time we watch TV, you probably mm-hmm. wouldn't tune in. So it's 99% of there. boredom followed by 1% of sheer terror. And I would be livid if I saw that episode with the Bible study and like you're watching, you're like, yeah, that was like week three. Oh, and that call, that was like week seven. That was yeah. like, and then all edited to get those bastards. They, they really <laughs> like, fucked you on that segment. <laughs> like, like, see, now go back and watch and you'll see some interviews at one point in the interview. I'm clean shaven. 
and then the next point I have a beard, and uh, and you'll see, you'll see. Now, now I'm not I'm not saying that 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 it's all bad. It's not, but there it, it is an extremely edited show, and uh, and you'd be surprised. But uh, being stuck as the Bible study guy is, uh, you know, I'm a Christian anyway. I'm a man of faith, so it's not exactly a terrible a terrible mantra to be mm-hmm. stuck with. Um, in fact, on my Instagram account, a lot of, there's one guy all the time. Like, I mean, this show has been off now for over a year. And every time I post something, he's got to put Bible study, but he's got to put study. <laughs> Jesus, dude. I'm like, it's been a year. Oh, you yeah. shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I'm sure no one else will do that. Yeah, no one else will do that. It'll just be him. Oh, yeah. It'll just, it'll just up the engagement. It's kind of like a large podcast, so never mind. I just set myself up for failure. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, hey, it gets the engagement up. That's what you want on Instagram, right? Yes. yes. So, my goodness. So, what was uh, what was the or Kyle? You can probably relate this better. The whole or both of you, the whole money situation. When they when you went in there initially, did they kind of prime you and say like, "Hey, don't go to commissary and drop, you know, big money. Yeah, go there and yes. spend like six dollars on ramen or something." Yeah. So just to let you know, production actually puts money on your books, um, but they tell you in the beginning they don't put a lot of money, like maybe thirty or forty dollars a week. And when you buy phone time and all that, it doesn't work out to where you you have a lot. But yes, every every. Uh, uh, to answer your question on that, uh, they would tell you don't make yourself a target because the moment you go and you buy a whole store, and I've watched some of these other seasons, especially season six here recently, where uh, one guy, I think it was Tony, got like freaking 500 ramen noodle packets and stuff like that. Now, Tony <laughs> could back it up, okay? Tony looks like he could whoop some butt and take some names. But uh, but that was a big thing that A&E said, uh, pr- uh, production people said, do not make yourself a target. Um, yeah, there was one guy in season three or maybe season four that as soon as he stepped foot in, he treated it like it was supermarket sweep. And he oof. was like, I need I need all of that. All of the, he just had a giant satchel. And immediately this one like jacked black dude, like his interview happens and he's not someone who's in on the show. He's like, I'm, I'm going to push up on everybody. I'm pushing up on everybody in this. And immediately he like goes to that guy and is like, give me your chips. <laughs> just, oh, no, give me your magazines. And the guy had a stack of magazines and he gave just, here you go. Here's all my magazines I just spent money on. Like, what do you, what, yeah. Yeah. You don't, you don't give your stuff up. Even mm-hmm. as a participant, man, the moment you give your stuff up, you make yourself a target um, because uh, they'll, they'll, they'll see you as a weak minded. And uh, so, you didn't really see a lot, but I would I would trade commissary even even uh, uh, in my season, and but I would make sure if I gave you a pack of ramen, I got two in return. So you never at any point do you yeah. So seeing some of that, but it is what it is. But once as I said, the editing is also so some sometimes so substantial that mm-hmm. it's like okay, what do I believe and what do I don't believe? Yeah, but was there a there was one season I was watching that when they have that little round table at the end, one of the woman, women did drugs, like smoked pot or did some like weird drug mixture paste. And everybody's like, oh, that's bullshit. And she was like, no, I everybody liked me after that. Nobody thought I was in the program after that. Yeah. Did, were you ever offered drugs or were tempted? You don't seem like a drug user normally, but were you ever tempted? Like, man, if I do this, I'll be really in. They'll know that I'm not on this program. Okay, so no, I, I was never offered drugs, strangely enough. So I guess I was Bible study guy. Mm-hmm. But um, 
uh, towards the end. And, and there's some things that, that as far as intel that I gave the sheriff that didn't make the final cut. But, uh, in fact, the guy Rocker, Rocker always talked about how many drugs he could get. And he told me about a possible uh, or, or uh, a staff member there at Pinal County that was uh, he was crooked and uh, you could get drugs off of him. So I actually tried to make up a cell to where I could get it off the staff member so I could go in and just drop the I don't remember mm-hmm. what I was asking for. I think I was asking for cocaine. And uh, yeah, because I look like a cokehead, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's going to be my first time, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, maybe weed. Like I got the belly for weed, but maybe not. Not. But anyway, you can pull um, weed off. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, some of the things you actually didn't see, uh, there were some things that transpired, and everybody in the uh, pod turned on Rocker, and we were pretty much told if we ever talked to Rocker again, that uh, that we would uh, we would be jumped. So the entire pod turned on Rocker. I wish they had shown that, but I was actually trying to set up a cocaine deal and I was in the process of, of, of getting it done. And I probably would have had it if, if he hadn't of, uh, he, he wound up punching out an old, an old guy. And, uh, and yeah. Oh, that's content. Yeah. Why, why didn't they show that? They okay. Show so we had a guy that was crazy. He was crazy. I mean, he was mm-hmm. crazy, but he was just an old, old guy, you know? don't mess with the crazy old guy was he one of the woods or one of i think he was a paisa so they did a good job of showing what what they called chicanos the woods um and the kinsfolk but what they didn't show was they didn't show what they call paisa so the difference between a chicano and a paisa is a chicano is an american-born person of mexican heritage whereas a a paisa is illegal and Mm. um so yeah, so this guy, he was just old, and I, he, he just was just, he just ticked off a lot of people, but he was an old guy. Well, a rocker went up to him at one point and just knocked the crap out of him, and I was standing there like, should I do something? And, uh, yeah, I didn't do anything. No? Uh, I mean, I, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> should I do something? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he hit this guy, and the retaliation with that was uh was basically we're gonna run him out of here he's about to get jumped and uh before all that transpired or anything happened we actually got pulled um so i don't know what happened to rocker as a result of that but i almost had a bag of cocaine (laughs) damn it that would have been a true victory because so many times i'll see people talk about the mission and it's like no, like you three in particular, maybe it was three women during your season where all they did was just, I get the seasons mixed up because I've been watching them in different orders yeah. all chained together. Yeah. But I think it was your season where there were three women and almost immediately, as soon as they discerned, oh, you're in the program too. It's like, that was just the click. It was like, we're yeah. hardly even You can't blame them though. Like, like that's what I do too. Like, like, frankly, if the pay is the same, then fuck their mission. Right, like I'm not gonna be getting in with anybody. Be like, hey, uh, I know I'm I'm new here, and my charges are a little bit foggy because of that whole federal hold thing. But I really want a weapon. Could you get Could you get me a weapon and also drugs of some kind, any kind, really? Just I would like. No, I'm not putting my neck out for them unless I'm getting a bonus. Now, if there was, that's how the show should be. It should be more like, all right, we're gonna pay you ten thousand dollars to do this thing, but. For every piece of contraband you get for weapons, five thousand cash, and they should they, they should just be laying it on you. Oh, that would get me motivated. To, yeah, that Ooh. would get me motivated, 
And I bet that would motivate yeah. you too, right? Like if they had well, told you, who's got drugs? Oh, I'm already <laughs> gaming the system. Money. They gave me this yeah. whip. That's a shoelace. <laughs> Fuck off. It's a yes. prison whip. So that is your belt. <laughs> that is your belt. Yeah, but it's got these studs on the end. Shoot, I would have had shanks. I would have had samurai swords. I would have had what I could, man. I but made if they're just stuff, sending dude. me in for this flat fee and I meet someone who is not a degenerate piece of shit. <laughs> Me and him are gonna be buddies. We're gonna be, we're gonna sit over there and talk about not being degenerate pieces of shit and how we actually have families and we know our fathers. Like that's gonna be our topic of conversation <laughs> and hope that we get to watch some March Madness in between. But I'm or not cartoons. mixing it up. Yeah. Now I will actually. That's a good point. I will say that uh, one one of the things they told us before going in: don't act like something you're not. Um, you know, I'm obviously don't call it, come across as a tough guy. So if I went in there and started trying to pick a fight, I probably would have found it. So they said, you know, yeah. don't go in and act act any different than you already are. So I just kind of went in and did what I do uh, as an awkward fist bump Bible study guy <laughs> as I am. Yeah. You know, and, you, and you owned that, and people thought you were genuine because of it. Like, and that's yeah. why you were endearing to a lot of them, because it became evident, like, you're not trying to put on airs and, and be a wood gangster. I, uh, well, I, I think I attracted a lot of people with my gen. You know, it's either they felt really bad for me, or, or you know, there's a lot of awkward people out there. But you know, I mean, if I was going to do the show, my idea is I'd be like, all right, I'll do it. But when you bring me into the pod, I'm not walking in that line all chained <laughs> up. You put me on a dolly. <laughs> chained up with a Hannibal Lecter mask yeah, and so say, so many chains like that, that it's absurd. Con Air. Yes, you know, exactly yeah, like Shimmy and Con Air. Exactly yeah. like yeah. Con Air, and they wheel me in, and I'm thrashing around and everything, and suddenly it's like, what's that guy have? And then they say a lot of uh, AIDS and FC. <laughs> he'll, he'll bite yes. you, and then you know I probably I would have got the shit beat out of me for that. But even no, so. nobody's gonna want you to bleed on them. Nobody's gonna want to fuck all, with that. That's all right, brother. I would have I would have given you Bible study after you got your butt kicked. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I would have been I would have been happy to go to Bible study after getting my ass kicked. <laughs> would have been a nice little thing, you know. <laughs> so yeah, oh, go ahead, guy. I was just gonna say I had never seen the show until a couple of months ago. Last year, I did two months in a federal prison. And while I was in there, they were, <clears throat> I told them, I was like, yeah, I'm here for 60 days. And they kept giving me these weird looks. And then somebody was like, you know, uh, they think you're in some part of a TV show called 60 Days In. Because, you know, you really don't fit in, you know? And I was just like, uh, I don't know what that is. He's like, oh, it's where they send in a narc. And I'm just like, yeah. no, <laughs> no. No, <laughs> but then, but so when I got out, I was like, I, I got to watch this fucking TV show that, that they were all talking about. But th that's got to be a problem going forward because every season the show gets more popular mm -hmm. and more and more inmates are aware of the show. So if a fucking production crew shows up to your jail, you've got to immediately start wondering, you know, are they filming 60 Days In right now? So. Mm -hmm. The company that we actually filmed with isn't A and E. It's a, and and for safety reasons, I'm not gonna name. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna name the production company. It's Lucky A Casting that does it, but um, they'll they'll come in and they'll have people sign waivers. Everyone that's in the pod has to sign a waiver, and it says what production company it was. Well, part of me didn't realize it was the guy Ratchet, the guy uh, that that jumped uh, Dylan. And uh, he called home and had someone do some research. Um, and 
they were like, uh, hey, this production company works for A&E. And so I'm sitting there the whole time stressing, like, oh, goodness gracious, because there's only one gel show on A&E. Yeah. Like, I hope they're not smart enough to put this together. But then I played it off completely. And I was like, did you see that one guy, the camera guy? He had a lockdown raw uh, a key tag, you know, on his keys. And they were like, what? I was like, yeah. And so then they started believing it was uh, the show lockdown. Yeah. So, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. They took the bait. Thank goodness. Yeah. yeah. They need a good cover story because I, I, I can't think of many things you would want to be known as less than a narc in there. You know, like, like, mm-hmm. like you, you can be gay or you can, you can be a race trader. You can, but, but if, if you're a narc, then, then that's just going against, they're not going to have anything to do with you and they may very well hurt you. But at the very least, they're going to try to get you the fuck out of that pod. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're going to run you out. Absolutely. I would. Yeah. I would. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, thank God. Uh, I know some of the other pods, uh, the pod with Abner and the, the female pod, they mentioned six people. Oh, you're talking in. about the enforcer? The, uh, who? Oh, you, Vivian? <laughs> <laughs> who was the enforcer my season? Abner. 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 All ah, constantly, that. constantly. It was he just slapped really... the shit out of that kid. That, that was kid. hilarious. Good for him. That was one of the one of his best bits. So the public opinion turned on him at that point. He was the strongest, you know, participant our season, and he was he was you know the enforcer of the. Apparently, if y'all didn't know, he was the enforcer of the Chicanos. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you didn't know that, okay. But um. But I saw a lot of public opinion, especially Twitter, that uh, turned on him when he did that. And I understand it doesn't look good, but most of us have never lived in that environment. Mm-hmm. I think he probably saved the kid's life. Uh, I understood it because not only was like like he was in a position where he really had to slap that kid because the kid was mm-hmm. talking shit to him instead of listening. And it was like at some point he had to back up all the stuff that he'd been saying. And he had lived that life for real in the past. So, like, he had to slap that guy. It, it, that guy was lucky that all he got was a slap, really. That was the big-eared fuck who was stealing sodas, right? No. No, um, it was the kid that was, uh, like, he wanted to run with all the different races. Oh, like, yeah, we had yeah. Dylan, but then uh, in Abner's pod, they had that kid. I think he was from Hawaii, or he mm-hmm. looked like he was Hawaiian, maybe. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I understood it. And I understand the perception that people had from that, and, and and a lot of people turned on him, but he probably straightened that kid out. Yeah, that kid needed a slap, um, and, and and really he had to deliver that slap, or he was going to start looking very weak in front of everyone if he let a newcomer, and not just a newcomer, but like that kid was like nineteen, maybe yeah. twenty, something like that. If he lets that guy talk shit to him, and sort of, yeah. you know, he he had, he, he kind of had to do that to maintain his cover. But, but it didn't look to good. Explain to people. I remember they were talking to him, and they called him. If I remember right, he told him to shut up. And there are some things, and and you know, there are some things you don't do in jail. And if you don't respond, like if you're called a bitch or stuff like that, you've got to respond. Yeah, that won't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just that won't it work. just doesn't look like much fun at all. Something I do get a kick out of on that show is there. There has never been a convincing backstory like the um the cover stories they make those so intentionally convoluted and difficult i watched i watched a guy who clearly they they took one guy whose charge was 
growing a bunch of pot, a huge grow up, and they put him in the room with a guy Oops. who's in there for a grow up. And he, yeah, and even in all his interviews, yeah. he's just like, I, I just hope he doesn't ask me anything about weed. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Look, so where yeah. do you get your seeds from? What what wattage are you running down there? How do you handle the pot? I'd rather not talk about it. Um, yeah. Why? <laughs> why not? <laughs> well, it's just natural that a lot of these people have never been undercover. Now, in the military, mm -hmm. I work as what's called a human intelligence collector. So what we do is uh, we did uh, some undercover work. Um, and so I had, you know, I had the experience, you know, not vast, a massive amount of experience, but I've been, I've been undercover before in a military uh, setting. Mm -hmm. And I think people, you know, they don't know how to sell their story. And if anyone questions them, like, uh, like that deer in the headlight type look, um, I never had any problems with my story. My story was a uh, possession of stolen checkbooks. So I took a little bit of truth uh, and I grained it with a lot of lies um, because I was a real estate or I'm a real estate agent here in Georgia. Um, well, I don't do it now. I'm actually back in law enforcement, but I just said, Hey, you know, I fell on hard times. We would go, uh, we would go to uh, uh, people's houses, you know, I'm showing them the house and there'd be a, a stolen checkbook out there. And I, or I'm sorry, a, a checkbook out there, and then I would just steal it. And uh, so I took a little bit of truth, ingrained it with a whole mm -hmm. lot of lies. And uh, uh, I, I think people, they just don't know how to sell that story. And uh, I've never had any issues except uh, pigs and stolen bikes in the beginning. Yeah. But we, we overcame <laughs> that one. Yeah, there was, there was one woman who, she was talking to someone else, and the other lady was like, what's your name? And she had to like, Kimberly. She looked at her bracelet, and then there was another guy who his cover story was that he embezzled money, and it is very clear that even in the jail, he does not know what embezzlement means. <laughs> he doesn't fl because he's in the he's in the cell. It's like a white guy, black guy. They're in the cell. The white guy's the one undercover, and the black guy asks, "Like, what are you what are you in for?" White guy's like, "Embezzlement." And he just goes, "Embezzlement? What that is?" <laughs> and then, and then you hear the white guy give not that correct an, ex an explanation of what he did to constitute embezzlement. I think it was something like, "Yeah, I worked for a charity, and then uh, and they accused us of taking the money." And it was like, I guess strictly that's right, but that's not very compelling. But his celly bought it, if I recall. But and there are other times where someone will go in thinking they're so confident. I think Calvin was one of those characters. Calvin was a black guy who like had very nice hair. And he immediately the they picked up on that. Guy. Yeah. yeah he, he was one that came in and he said, let me show you my crib. Yeah. yeah that, that, that went over well. Wait, what did they pick up <laughs> on with his hair? I didn't follow. So he basically, he gets in his cell and he clearly has like a fresh new do. He's clean cut, like does not look like a guy that belongs in prison. And he leaves to do an interview, I suppose, or, you know, as, as Mark has been saying, it is heavily edited. And as he's saying, you know, I'm obviously this is edited. He's saying, you know, I really think they trust me. I, I got in there. They really seem to like me. And then it shows his celly standing on the desk, shouting through the air vent, being like, yeah, his hair way too nice. He's yeah, he, he he's on he's on 60 days in. This motherfucker's <laughs> on 60 days in. And then it goes back to Calvin being like, I think I've earned their trust. It's like, <laughs> it's like no, you're fucked. You're, yeah. you're fucked. Yeah, that was so good. He'd been there like an hour. <laughs> he just had gotten there. He's like, I get this locked down and then they just the editing is so good i you know you never know with the editing because it's a reality show but but you know editing straight to that guy will be like yeah 
60 days in. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm all good. <laughs> oh, yeah. And and like the one of the best characters, I say characters, but one of the participants is Nate from season three oh, and yeah. four. And I, I think you even said in one of your you know interviews, you're like, I want to be one of the good ones. I want to be like Nate. I want to like conquer this. Nate is the one, if you don't know, he did 60 days so well in season three that they ask him, you want to do 60 more? And he's like, sure, let's do it. <laughs> and like anything bad happens to Nate during it, like a, a black guy fucks with his iPad that you can rent. And immediately everybody in the cell, not just the white guys, the other black guys, these friends with, they're like, we got your back. We're going to go fuck him up for breaking <laughs> your iPad. And, and he has to like be like, you know, guys, I don't think we should, uh, we shouldn't fuck him up too bad. Uh, and no, like, no, no, no. We're going to hold him down. You stomp his eye. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe nothing with I, the eyes. Oh, you got to get the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> to all the 60 Days In fans that love Nate, I'm going to break your heart for a minute. You know, they actually flew him out there. And he was part of our pre prepping crew. Like you had us, you know, all sitting in the hotel conference room and they're telling us, you know, the, when the, the sheriff and all them introduced themselves. He actually came out there and did a whole lot of, like about an hour of talking to us and getting us ready, and they completely cut it. Oh, and so oh, he had the opportunity to be at least on the first episode of season five, and for whatever reason, the, the TV gods decided no. How did your plan going in for getting along with everyone, like, go off course, or did your plans come and work out? Like, you must have had some sort of strategy for social stuff. Yes. Uh, my strategy going in for social stuff was to not do anything and sit back and chill. About eight days in, they called me out for an interview and they were like, you can't do that. You got to get involved. And I was like, uh, but, but, but I guess it wasn't good TV. So, you know, as I said, being a man of faith, you know, that's, that's kind of where I, I went. I was like, Hey, you know what? Everybody haven't been a CEO in the past. Everybody loves Bible study. And so uh, that was kind of my end. There was a couple of things I did. One thing also that got left at the uh, on the editing room floor, if you will, was uh, I've got a bachelor's degree and all that stuff. So I'd like to think I'm semi-educated, but um, uh, you know, I, I helped write resumes um, for for a lot of the guys. That could get hilarious real quick. <laughs> oh, it was awesome. What work experience do you have? Yeah, <laughs> crackhead. You know, you know. Um, but I helped write resumes for a lot of the guys because, you know, a lot of them were, they were good people. I mean, they screwed up, they had addiction issues, whatever the case may be, but I didn't want to see them come back. So I would write, uh, I would write resumes. Uh, I probably wrote 30 resumes in there uh, for the guys and wow. then the Bible study thing. And, what was the uh, but you ever had to stretch a resume? Like where, where's, <laughs> where's someone like, you're like, I'm going to help you out, John, what work experience? Like, was there one oh, where you're just filling in words, like any any really funny ones? So there was this one guy. He was, I don't know, maybe 25. He was a young kid. I mean, relatively speaking. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and like, every time he'd smile, he had, like, one tooth. And uh, he had no life experience, like crystal meth. And uh, uh, he did a lot of meth. And uh, uh, he was still a good kid. Uh, but uh, I believe we put that he had a lot of management experience. <laughs> um, where he was actually a drug dealer. I mean, it is what it is. You know? Did he have anyone underneath him? Pharmaceutical. pharmaceutical Sales cells. experience. Yeah. In the <laughs> pharmaceutical industry. I like that. One, one track mind. 
Doesn't waste time with deodorant. High energy. I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> he was the unlicensed neighborhood pharmaceutical or pharmacist. There we go. And, Jesus uh, Christ. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he got a job as an ER physician after that. I mean, you know, I hope they don't find out his real past. You can pop that on here. Yeah, she's walking in there like I don't know. I don't know what you got, but I, I know what I need. You know, she's <laughs> uh, but what was uh I you always imagine the biggest drugs in there are gonna be heroin flying around willy-nilly. Is that true or is it just a menagerie of everything? You know, unlike uh the other facilities, our facility wasn't that broken. I I I will be honest with you. Uh it wasn't that broken. I would say the biggest drugs that came in and out of our facility. Yeah, there were some people suitcased it. And by suitcasing it, what I mean is they shove it up their butt. Yes. 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 And, uh, but the biggest smuggle out there is, uh, uh, the pharmaceutical drugs. So, you know, pill call would come, they cheek it and they wouldn't swallow it and then they'd sell it. Um, so that was probably the biggest drug in there is just prescription drugs. That makes sense. Easier to get on the outside. Or actually, no, not at all. I don't. Easier I don't know anything about about, uh, about heroin. <laughs> well, that, that being said, I don't know a lot. Of, apparently, sure you do. Don't I don't short yourself. You told me all about your heroin days. Shh. Don't look at my the crux of my elbow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right off with a rubber hose. I just thought you breathed it. in heroin this whole time. <laughs> you What's the one heroin? with the smooth? What's the spoon one? That's one. You, yeah, you all right. Draw it out and then you inject it. You can also smoke opium. I doubt a lot of opium is being smoked in these prisons. I don't recall seeing any. Nobody's smoking opium outside of like 18th century fucking San China? Francisco. Chi- I was yeah. gonna say China, maybe 17th or 19th century. Yeah, nobody's smoking like opium samurai. anymore. Get with it, Taylor. You Sherlock Holmes this? did. Jeez, Taylor. Yeah. Like- <laughs> It's like you exactly. Thank you. Sherlock Holmes <laughs> did it in China. Or no, actually, that was in the UK. How many episodes in a row are you going to come off like a square, huh, Taylor? I'm just a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> just a drug bitch. Hard <laughs> 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 <Our> drug bitch. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I always cool. like I like the episode when um, the guys were making hooch in their cell and and like trying to hide it, and it wasn't like they were making like. A bottle of alcohol, hooch is hooch is like contraband alcohol that they're making using uh, like fruit pulp that they're getting from com- com- either commissary or from their lunch trays. They weren't making a bottle of it. They had like three gallons of it. They were cooking up in like a yeah, tote. How do you under- even hide that? It's it it smells so strongly if you've never smelled it. Like it's potent, sort of sweet, rotten sort of smell. If you get anywhere near it, you smell it. It, it was outrageous that they thought they could hide that. So the police just didn't care. The correctional officers. No, didn't. they caught. They, they walked in the cell. Was like, I smell hooch, and they like <laughs> drag out a tote full of alcohol, oh. and it's like a gigantic trash bag full of this stuff. And they're like, All right, whose is it? And the one guy's like, It's mine. All right, come on, you're going to the hole, and they drag him out of there. He was done. How strong as hooch? Is that like a vodka level thing, or a, you always hear the the phrase toilet wine? Yeah, I think it's more like wine. I think you're, I think you're looking at like ten or twelve percent mm-hmm. alcohol. And it's made, you know, I, I wouldn't care for that. But if it's all you've or, got, you know, it'd probably pass the time. Or another thing is orange pills. Did you ever see orange pills? No. Uh, no. They'll dry, but, them, they'll dry them out and smoke them. 
in uh in the prison i was in uh they they just had real alcohol like they would have somebody uh go and throw alcohol over the fences or fly it in with drones and then oh, yeah. when, when we'd go out for rec time <clears throat> they would just go out there and they would pick up a bottle of alcohol stuff it down their pants and they'd be back in the back in the uh, dorms that night the great idea drones <sighs> oh, yeah. yeah drones have become more and more now um that's the preferred method because uh, uh, there's a sense of risk. Uh, so what a lot of people will do is they'll fill uh, they, in, in the past is they would fill the drugs, cell phones, whatever, in a football or a soccer ball, and then they throw it over. Um, I don't know why I had to demonstrate throw it over. <laughs> there you go. Ah, throwing. I, mean, I get um, it. Yeah, but, <laughs> whatever. But uh, now, now there's always a risk and inherent risk with that, and uh, now it's become a lot easier. Just fly it in, out, and you don't have a chance of getting caught. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there was every drug uh, where I was, like like every conceivable drug. Um, you would smell the marijuana, and uh, what do they what do they call that fucking synthetic marijuana that that's always messing spice. people up? Spice. Yeah, there would there would be a lot of people with spice, and uh, but cigarettes was the main contraband item that the guards didn't give a damn about cigarettes or tobacco in general, as long as you didn't do it right under their noses. But as soon as the guards walked like in to do a, a head count, like everybody that smoked went to the bathroom to light up a cigarette. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's actually that's a good point, because any anything that we planned in our pod was based on the guard schedule, because they would walk through and you knew as soon as they walked out the door, they wouldn't be back for 30, 45 minutes. Yeah. So everything from whether it be drugs or fights or whatever was planned around when they left. Absolutely. Yeah. It, I don't remember the exact schedule, but I, I think um, I think they'd come through around 9 p.m. or like 930 p.m. And then it would be like another three hours before they came back through. It, we would have we would have two and a half, three hours at a time of like no guards whatsoever at nighttime. So that's when everybody would smoke or get up to whatever else they wanted to get up to. Mm-hmm. Were there any fights in your prison, Kyle? Not while I was there, I don't think. Not in front of me, for sure. Yeah, that's because they didn't want to mess with Kyle. They knew Kyle would whoop their. It makes sense. Yeah, that that was it. That was fine. You know, when I when I first heard about you, I heard that you were a ninja by training. I do have some ninja training. Dabbled. (laughs) I've dabbled in the the ninja arts. Um, I watched every season of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as a child. I had the van that shot the pizzas, so that was your ass. Because I watched every season of Street Sharks. I love street street sharks. I know the yeah. theme song to street sharks. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, then we're then we're equally matched. <laughs> Very well. Okay. I'll, I'll 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 take that. Yeah. No, I don't think I ever saw any fights. I, I know I didn't see any. I definitely saw people uh, get a little rowdy and like threaten each other. <clears throat> and I was told of some fights that had happened before I had gotten there. Like in my cell, somebody had gotten the shit beaten out of them. And uh, I don't remember what for. What's a I, I, cell I know in the context? Because I picture like a a really big room with no, yeah, our cells were were weird. Um, it's it was a gigantic dorm room with um these concrete dividers that on me they would come up to right about here, so like five and a half feet or something like that. Um, and but there's no door, you know. There's just concrete dividers splitting rooms. Uh, alongside the wall so so one of your walls is the wall of the dorm with a little bullshit window in it and then 
to your left is a five and a half foot tall cinder block wall and to your right is as well. And then there's just an open space to walk into a hallway. It's and, the world's you know, easiest to solve maze. Just Yes. Yeah. There's no maze to it at all, really. And, you know, there's along each side of the wall, there was a, a row of these cells, if you will. And then down the center, there was two rows of them as well. Um, so, yeah, we're, we were just locked in a big, big dorm with 125, 150 guys. You said you were in a, a cell. Is that what you refer to as you and the guy, the bunk? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what we called those rooms. We called them cells or cubes. Okay. Uh, it, it was one or the other. You know, you called your buddy your your celly. <laughs> so, uh, which which I never cared for. Your celly uh, that talked too no, much is my British. favorite story of the whole. Oh, time. <laughs> God, Greg was the worst. <laughs> Greg, I had a I had a cellmate that would. Uh, he was a he was about a 60, 65 year old black man, and he'd been in for maybe eight, and he had about four or five more to go. And he was very focused on getting out, getting his life back together. He'd see his family every Saturday. <clears throat> he would talk to himself continuously, all the fucking time. All the time he would talk to himself. Not about anything really poignant. Really just about what he was doing right now. He's like, all right. About to get ourselves fresh and clean. As he like put his hair treatment in and like like combed his hair. But getting fresh and clean. Getting the day started right. Yes, sir. Old Greg getting the day started right. About to get that mouthwash. Yep, getting fresh and clean. Fresh and clean. I'm like, is he reusing mouthwash? Fresh and clean. Fresh and clean. <laughs> he spit the mouthwash back into the bottle. Fresh and kind of clean. <laughs> kind of clean. Defeats the whole point. <laughs> but it was of like, yeah, look at Greg making the making the bed. Greg so making clean. the bed. Uh, his bed has particulars floating around. Making the bed, cell. making it up right and tight, right and tight. Yes, sir. Making the bed, starting the day right. Yes, sir. <laughs> and I'm just up there on the top bunk, just like staring at the ceiling, like. 23 more days. 23 yeah. more days. Most people's yeah, favorite character in the Kyle story is Snow, but I'm I'm on I'm on Team Greg. Greg, Greg is, is like, the worst. <laughs> Greg was so annoying. Greg was more annoying than the guy that wanted to rape me. Greg, <laughs> Greg was so at least I knew where at least I knew where the guy that wanted to rape me was at all time because I kept my eyes on, on his area of the <laughs> But 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 Greg I'd be asleep and I'm like, all right, good. Greg's visiting his family. I'd hear Good day with the family. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good day with the family. And I'm like, oh, he's back. He's fucking back. He'd have B.O. all the time. People talk to you about Greg. I mean, other people must have shared this yes. frustration. Yeah. Yeah. Me and Snow would talk about Greg all the time. We'd be out like during rec time, like, like doing our laps. And I'd be like, this motherfucker smells so bad. And he talks nonstop. He's like, Yo, what's he talking about? He talking shit. And I'm just like, no, 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 he's, he's not talking shit. No, he's just talking to himself. He's talking shit to himself. And I was like, no, what if he is? We're going to get him for that? Greg, Maybe. you kind of smell. <laughs> I can't remember what uh, what Snow would call him, um, but he smelled like from al- oh, formaldehyde or something like that. He had that that the hair stuff. Black people have a different kind of hair treatment than than, than we do, and and I don't I'm not very accustomed to. That wasn't sm- even black. No, Greg was black. Oh, Greg was black. I thought I thought we said Snow for a second. No, no, Snow Snow was uh, Mexican, Texan, something or another. But but Greg had that stuff he put in his hair, and he was the only black person who used that particular brand it was like old black man hair treatment that smelled so much fouler than anything else anyone else used like the stuff that the young black guys used i'd be like i'd smell it and be like hmm kind of got like a 
Axe body spray kind of a, a nice smell to it. All right. You know, like I could get down with something like that. That smells good because my hair stuff was literally like a bottle of green aloe vera hair gel. It, it, it wasn't, it, and you had to put so much in your hair to make your hair like do anything like what mine does now. It, it, it didn't work. Greg always smelled like chemicals all the time. And I would just Greg have my blanket like pulled over my, Greg was the worst. He was a nice guy, I guess. You Spe know? Speaking of really terrible, annoying, awful people, I, I just looked back up to confirm, make sure. And that guy, Steve, on your season, Season five, he is the dickhead that we talked about, I think, on PKN, where he was in there for maybe three hours, and then a couple of inmates, He's he, first of all, he's covered up like a bitch, just saying, and his cover story is that he's listening for, for contraband info, and then a couple of inmates in there start fucking with him and saying, like, yeah, we're bringing acid into the into the prison, <laughs> and because they, they, they know they're oh, being and he filmed. thought it was, like, the biggest find in the history of freaking prison fights. oh yeah. and we know how big of a problem lsd is in our prison system <laughs> you hear about it non-stop and he thought that they were being real when it's like you dip a, a, a birthday card in lsd and then you spray a little bit of dolce and gabbana on there and then ship it in there and then i guess everybody's tripping like and then he immediately does the ah my neck my fucking neck or my shoulder oh oh shit my shoulder what was the when you finally saw him i guess on the footage or in that little round table, what was your kind of perspective on it? Was it just, this guy's a bitch? Okay, this guy, okay, just to let you know that uh, when you guys watched the reunion or the round table, as you called it, uh, we didn't know about him until uh, the reunion. And mm -hmm. um, um, man, the guy actually had a, as crazy as it sounds, he had a good edit. Um, from the oh, really he looks terrible <laughs> he was he was an, even a bigger a bigger d-bag man um and uh in fact i'll actually share share some other stuff with you guys before we get done with this conversation about him just to show you how big of a d-bag he is mm -hmm. but um he just came in blaming everybody but himself blaming production uh talking about how when they pulled him out he jumped the producer and i'm like no you didn't dude because you would have really like been in Pinal County, yeah, you know, like, for real, for real. Yeah, the the that, that would be kind of cool though. He'd be the first. Oh, that'd be hilarious. Series <laughs> history. First guy to go um, to prison. But uh, but yeah, man, he was just he came in. He was arrogant, and uh, he was even worse than as I said the reunion portrayed. Because I think I think they were um the, because they started naming names of production people, and so they took all that out. Um, in fact, when he left, because he only came in for a segment, we filmed for about 12 hours in New York, the the reunion episode, and he was there for an hour. And uh, uh, they actually pulled him out and chauffeured him out before they'd even let us get a break. But the guys just, you know, I try to, I'm, I'm, I'm the king of second chances, and I guess it's, it's because of my faith or whatnot that I try to give everyone a second chance. But mm -hmm. he recently faked his own death. Um, <laughs> what, what did he do? No what one noticed. <laughs> no one noticed. <laughs> like, so uh, he so got distraught when he realized there wasn't a funeral. They had a barbecue. <laughs> Man, I mean, he we had a going away party on the day after he died. Um, no, but uh, but yeah. So he just uh, I, I woke up and a fan sent me this uh, obituary and. You know, I, I was like, man, that sucks, dude. You know, I don't wish any ill will, no matter, no matter, no matter how much I don't like, I never wish ill will on somebody. 
And, uh, and, uh, that's exactly what happened here is, uh, I woke up to an obituary and I freaked out. So I started trying to call him and all this. He wouldn't answer. He turned his Facebook page into a, what do you call it? Remembering me Facebook page. <laughs> what an answer. Like, oh my God. So, so I actually, uh, you know, I was, I was freaked out, man. And, and, and so I posted on his Facebook page and, and some of his friends, man, hit me up on messenger. This is how big of a D bag he is. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I've known him for like freaking 20 30 40 years man and and um so i had this girl and she just like wigged out on me and and i'm like i'm sorry i'm like you know i just posted it because a fan a fan told me that he you know showed me his obituary and she's <laughs> like oh my god i'm gonna go to his house i'm gonna i'm gonna go check it out and all this stuff and uh i go to work and i come out of work and uh i have a message about how big of an a-hole i was and this that and the other because i freaked her out because he wasn't really dead <laughs> Did you what figure out why he did it? Nah, he's still supposedly dead. So I <laughs> well, he's still playing sticking... dead, so we can't get a word out of him. <laughs> yeah. Sticking yeah, with a failed cr- fake death, pretty balls. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's playing it out to the extreme. I even called, and a girl picked up his phone, and she's like, "Uh, yeah, I'll have him call you back." And he's never called me back, so I guess he's still dead. Of course not. He's dead. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, so it is what it is, you know. It. it He's he's even a bigger a bigger jerk in real life. Is he the one that yeah. was the private eye Taylor? Yeah, he was the one really going in, just saying yes. he was hard as shit, and he that he ringer. had been. I've been attacked while tailing people, and my first thought was, "Then you're a bad PI mm-hmm. because you shouldn't be tailing them to the point that they get so upset they not only lose you, they get out, confront you, and beat you up." that's you're a bad private investigator so yeah he, that guy right. sucked he was my least favorite he lo- lowest in the power rankings by far uh i don't well if we're going on the the, the whole show no no, you go by season otherwise oh, okay. it's just convoluted because remember there was that one guy who didn't even make it into the pod like 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 Gerson. He, he cracked in the uh in the holding cell no he cracked know? in a marriott he didn't even get in. Oh, I wasn't even going to make fun of that poor little man. Uh, yeah, he didn't even make it in. He was at the hotel. That little man did not need to be in there. And I've called him little man yeah. three times in a row now for a very good reason. He is the most tiny human being I've ever seen who didn't. He, how, how, how sm- did you, did you see that guy with your own eyes? How tiny is he? I don't know if he was on the same season. As, oh, as okay. yeah, I didn't think he was, but but he, no, no, he was named, so that, that led me astray. When, when he was given his excuse, he said, I'm 5'3 and little. I, I will give it. We're losing you a bit, Mark. We lost you on that one. He knew his limitations. Oh, are you? Hello? Hello? Yeah, hmm. I, think, I, think, I think you're okay. Yeah, you were saying, you're saying he knew his limitations. Well, he didn't before he signed up. He learned his limitations. He learned as he was watching free porn at that Marriott that night. Did he do that? I don't know um, if he did that. But he, uh, he, no he, he failed at the Marriott. He didn't even get pretend arrested yet. <laughs> he said, I don't really want to do it. And uh, I just want to go back to my job making candy at the Wonka factory. <laughs> I, I don't feel like here. This is a bad hey, idea. You guys, can you we guys can hear you now. now. Yeah, you're good now. 
Okay, sorry about that. I, I'm going to give the guy credit where credit's due, though. He knew his limitations, because let's be honest. If he had gone into Fulton <laughs> County, and I'm from the Atlanta, Georgia area, so I know Fulton County. Dude, I wouldn't have called. In fact, just to give you kind of a heads up, when you go through the whole interview process, the only reason why I agreed to go to Pinal County is I did some research. If they told me, like, Fulton County or doggone uh, uh, Rikers Island or L.A. County, I wouldn't have done it. But yeah. so I give the guy at least credit to say, "Hey, I'm not, I can't do this." That guy's biggest so, limitation is being able to get on roller coasters. Jesus Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't I ride the Batman? <laughs> you're really you're way nicer than me. Fuck that guy. You we're not entertaining in any way. You should have left the spot open for someone who would have taken it more seriously. Because there was someone who yeah. got booted from that shit who would have actually give a fuck, given a fuck. And, and yeah. that guy, not, that was disappointing. But are, are you sure I, that he wasn't good content in a different way? You know, like it, not everyone needs to be a surprise success. That, that's, that's just one piece of the puzzle in a good show. I now agree with you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but if you, if you look at the, stare, the, the casting of each season, we're all pretty much the same people. They have mm-hmm. to cast the, the tough guy. They got to cast the awkward, weird guy. For me, you know, I can think of past people. A lot of people have compared me because they say I look like uh, Jeff from season one. And Jeff's a great dude. Jeff's the guy that got hit. He was the security guard that wanted to be the uh, corrections officer. Oh. And, uh, and But you always have the goofy guy, which was me and I guess Jeff and uh, uh, Matt's son from season five. You know, the, 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 you know, the father-son couple. You know, they, they have, it seems like they have their own stereotypes that they want to put in. And, uh, but I think it's here that really di- dictates how well you'll do. Who was the really and, athletic uh, black guy, Taylor? Did, did, oh. Oh, I, if, if you remember, Mark, tell me. I, I, which season? On Mark's season? Talk- or I'm, I'm, my seasons are a little mixed up. I watched him on your stream, though. Then it was either seasons three, it was probably seasons five. He might have been a cop or wanted to David. be. David. You're talking about David. David. Yeah, David. Am I? How did he do? He was super well, strong. He was jacked. I think I called him a wide receiver on a different episode. Like, he looked like he could be a pro athlete. Very fit. Very fit. Yeah, oh, Mark's take on it. I love David. I mean, honestly, a lot of people love talk smack about David because of how our season ended. And Woody, I don't know if you remember, but David was the guy that uh, he blew the whole season. Um, he told uh, he told the corrections officer who he supposedly who he was, and then uh, and then he mm-hmm. told one of the inmates who he was, who in turn went over back to Abner's pod because him and Abner had beef uh, in the beginning, and then started getting everybody, you know, telling everybody that there was more to Abner than uh, met the eye, and almost got him jumped. So Abner actually had to tap out. In fact, that's my source of pride. I'm the big goofy guy, but I'm the last male to get pulled from the pot from uh, from my season. So, um, nice little badge but, you got. It's but true. A lot of people talk smack about him. I don't know what happened. He's he denies a lot of it. And to be honest, with so much editing on the show, some of us don't know what to believe. Whereas, how much is truth? How much is editing? And, uh, because he claims a lot of it didn't happen. Um, but what I do know for a fact is I was with him. Like, I love all my participants, every single one of them. But the only participant I saw on a consistent basis after the hotel and after going into jail was David. And I think the world of David. David's a great dude. He's a solid dude. Um, 
you know, he's still in law enforcement. Um, uh, and I know a lot, he gets a lot of hate from the uh, public as being the guy to screw up our season because as a result of what he did, we all got fooled. But I think the world of David, man. Do you know your scheduled last date? Like, are you looking in there saying this is the day I get out and trying to make it to that? They don't tell you when you're going to get out. Um, they just say it's going to be between this day and this day. Um, you know, um, so they don't tell you a specific date, but I did do little hash marks on <laughs> the, uh, on the, on, on the bottom of my bunk. I, uh, I did little hash marks every single day. So I knew how many days I had in, um, so yeah, I would think you yeah. get really lost among other hash marks from previous, <laughs> right? Or, <laughs> you, you just well, there weren't a lot of hash marks, but there was a lot of like I, I looked up at some devilish chick with bo- big boobs the entire time. Yeah, that was that was you know, that was right on the scene. He was a very talented artist, and, and <laughs> so I put the hash marks right on her chest. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you deprived yourself of a big titted demon. Apparently, that stinks. Yeah, well. <laughs> Well, I tried. I tried to give her Bible study, but she didn't yeah. talk. <laughs> yeah, she she was like the way you, they made it look in the show. I am so disappointed, and that's the biggest thing to me. I was I wanted to ask about the Bible study thing, and we did. And knowing that five, seven to fifteen people would show up for that, and they made yeah. you look like an absolute goober, like yeah. that is very <laughs> that's really unfair. That's not cool. Yeah, yeah. Lots of people talking about how good his Bible studies were. Lots of people <laughs> too afraid. Andy won't show it. They were the greatest. They were the greatest Bible studies in the history of all Bible studies. <laughs> <laughs> I've never read it before. Personally, it's long and boring. That fuck that. Lots of good lessons. Lots of good stuff in there. Um, <laughs> game before legacies. <laughs> yeah, when, when I watched it, it, it honestly it did tick me off. Um, there was one part <laughs> that really ups. Honestly, that really kind of upset my wife a little bit in the very, very beginning. Uh, they, they they did it. The officers, the sheriff, you know, the, the sheriff and all them uh, uh, did something that uh, they were trying to look out for me. But after the edit, it made it look like. But basically, uh, they said, hey, you look like a, ch- a chomo. A oh, lover. yes. Yeah, because and it wasn't Sheriff Lamb being being just uh, a jerk and saying, hey, that's what you look like. His whole point was, obviously, you're not a hardened criminal. You don't look tough. You don't act tough. Yeah, but that's not what he said. He said you look like a chomo. (laughs) Well, I'm going to get to that. Yes, you're right. Absolutely. Um, (laughs) uh, But what he did was he did a little role-playing with all of us. He did a little role-playing thing. This is what people are going to say. We're going to act like it. Act it out. You know, so so you know in your mind what's going to happen. And so they, that was part of a role-playing exercise. And A&E thought it would be a great idea to have him call me a choma. My wife was a little upset about that one. I, and, and you don't want to scare my wife. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was this, is, this is like the second or third time you've talked about being afraid of your wife. Yeah, she's <laughs> she's a ninja. Don't mess with her. <laughs> yeah. I think she, she was trained in the samurai arts. Ooh, so. ninja versus samurai. Kyle, I want to see this. I saw that on the History Channel once. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, it was still a great experience. I'm glad I did it. Um, You know, and as far as elevating myself to pod boss or to second in charge, that was unexpected. Literally, Josh walked up to me one day. He's like, hey, man, can I talk to you? And I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, man, I'm getting ready to get out of here. In fact, it was uh, the following week. 
and he said, uh, he said, look, dude, you get along with everybody. Um, you know, I don't want the white guys to automatically go to war all the time over every little thing. He says, you seem like you're a reasonable dude. I, I'm leaving for prison next week. I want you to take over. And I was like, no. <laughs> he's like, yes. You know, uh, I, that was awkward. And I'm glad I got pulled before I had to take over. Because I don't know how that would You were going to lead the whites, the woods? Yeah. You were yeah, going to be the was, head uh, Nazi dude. Yeah, I, was, <laughs> I was groomed to be uh, uh, Adolf himself. <laughs> so I was, the I was growing my mustache uh, accordingly. And, this is oh, that would have been great. That would have been great if you grew the mustache. And and it was just like, hey, hey what's with the mustache, though? We don't do that. That's <laughs> not, no, not anymore. No, that's that's a. Oh, uh, sorry, sorry. That's yeah, that's how. That's now we're going to start off with Astrid's tradition with the white people rule anthem. Play the white snake song. <laughs> Drink some, yeah. we're some white chocolate and. And talk about how much the other races are ass. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. You'd yeah. be surprised how many conversations I had to listen to from Josh that that it was just like, wow. It was like, dude, you really are messed up, man. I but, did like uh, one scene that was in particular stuck out to me where, you know, with the editing, like you said, I don't know if this was one of the first times, one of the middle last times you talked to Josh, but it was you guys talking in the cell, cameras looking at it. And the little Chiron or whatnot at the bottom is saying, like, Josh is introducing Mark to a lot of his ideas. About <laughs> and then, like, it shows you, because you're the one facing the camera, like, nodding, like, sagely, like, oh, oh, interesting, interesting, fascinating. Hadn't considered that angle before. And then Josh turns, Lord Farquaad turns around to leave. And then you get towards that camera and you just go, holy fuck <laughs> out. and it's just like you just realize in that moment it's like oh mark's mark's got to pretend to be a to be a white supremacist for the yeah. Rest of the season yeah. yeah yeah and so that ultimately actually that meeting you're talking about i think mm -hmm. that was where they talked about how us white people are better than the black people and as a result we are going to act like it and i was like oh great what have i gotten myself into Hey, how do I tap out? How do I tap out? <laughs> you're, like, you're like fucking, uh, what was his name, Steve? Where he's walking around rubbing both shoulders at one point. <laughs> that guy yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll blow this whole operation. <laughs> like, you're a bitch. You're a bitch. That was what I wanted to see that season more than anything, was Steve get the absolute shit stomped out of him by someone. That would have been satisfying. He, especially after when he threatens to throw the whole everybody under the bus, like really, he, he would have ruined the entire season. I know you hate this guy, but he sounds like good content, right? Like, like didn't oh, he, he add to the flavor of that season? He added to the sure. flavor. If they would have let him do what he threatened to do, it literally they would have been like, "Well, sorry guys, you're all out," because he was like threatening. Because apparently, mm -hmm. didn't, didn't he know who was in the program? You guys didn't know, but he did. That was the vibe I got from the show. Maybe. Yeah, so unlike any other season in 60 Days in History, we all met each other prior to going in. and uh, But he did not want to meet anybody, so they kept him as the mystery participant. So he knew who we were, uh, uh, but he, we had no idea who he was. Um, and, and that's part of another another reason why I lost it on him. You remember the uh, mm -hmm. if you remember the uh, reunion episode, I, I I was like, hey, let's let's go outside, let's go take take care of this and squash it, and uh, and that's 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 why I did that because ultimately at the end of the day, 
um, dude, if he had said something, that's that's our life. So A&E's 60 Days In is highly, highly edited. But I, I want to go ahead and squash some, some rumors here right now. A lot of people, you what you see on, on Facebook, say it's staged. It's not staged. I'm not an actor. Um, uh, I've never been an actor. Um, uh, but it is not a staged TV show at all. It's, it's, it is a reality show. So they edit the content uh, accordingly. But uh, it's not staged. So in reality, if he had done that, it could have put us in a lot of da- in, in a lot of danger. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. In fact, one thing you don't see on the show, one of the reasons when, when they pulled me out, as as y'all know, I was the last male participant to get to get pulled. But um, I sat there about a week. It was about a week after David got pulled before they decided to go ahead and pull me. And uh, Abner left about eight hours prior to me getting. He he tapped out. But uh, what happened was uh, the Chicanos had come up with a list of everybody that was in the facility that was from out of state. They're not dumb. Mm-hmm. And, um, and there were three people that were on that list, Abner, David, and myself. So at this point, okay, David's been pulled. Abner just quit because of, uh, uh, you know, uh, what was that guy's name? I don't even remember the inmate's name anymore. But uh, you know, he went he went back and started ratting out Abner. So they were like, okay, wait a minute. You know, if the Chicanos had put two and two together, they would have said, okay, these uh, out of these three guys, two of them are rats. So there was no immediate threat at the time, but the sheriff felt, you know, it could come. So we're going to go ahead and pull him. Yeah, better so, safe than sorry in that situation. Yeah. You yeah. want to actually die on sixty days in? That's not the. You don't want to be the first person to get. Well, really yeah, Jeff, the... Jeff carries the distinction as being the only participant uh, that's ever been hit by anyone on sixty days in. I didn't want to carry the distinction of being the only one that died. It just doesn't sound like a good time. What made no. you do it in the first place? Is there like it was the pay? Would you want to be on TV? Like, you... okay, so I was a corrections officer when the show came out, and you know, it's it's kind of weird. Uh, it's pro- probably kind of a funny story, but um. I, I was a fan of the show, not the super fan that they built me. That was more creative editing. We're going to make him the super fan. But um, I had posted something on their Facebook page, probably around season one. And uh, literally, I got this crazy message uh, uh, from Facebook uh, on Facebook. And it says, hey, I'm from a casting company. We'd love to talk to you about being on a TV show. Okay, yeah, and I won the Nigerian lottery too. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Sure, just send my banking account information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. I got it. But I didn't believe him at first. And so I actually responded very hesitantly. And I said, okay, what show? Oh, we need you to sign this non-disclosure agreement first. Uh, give me your email address. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not how this works. So anyway, I did some research. So this is who I am. I did some research. I found out. So I was like, it was more I was intrigued. I was like, I'm not committing to be on the show. Am I a fan of the show? Yes. Am I committing? No, but I'll go through the process. And I kept getting elevated uh, every time I interviewed a series of phone calls, a bunch of Skype interviews. They kept liking me. And so finally they called me up and uh, they said, okay, you've been selected. This is the jail you're going to. This is how much we're paying you. How much are you paying me again? I don't want to, I didn't do it for money, but I'm not going to lie. That helps. And, and we, we talked prior to the interview. I can't. I can't tell you what I got paid, but it mm-hmm. was like hmm, for two months' work. Cool. <laughs> so I did some research on the gel, and I said, "Okay, 
he can't be that bad. And so I hesitantly agreed to it. Um, my brother-in-law had, uh, had actually done some time. Uh, he went, he went in for 10 years. And, um, so, you know, at the same time I, I did hesitantly agree to it, but I was a corrections officer. I have a brother-in-law that's in the system and, you know, I kind of wanted to see things from his perspective. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I, I, I agreed to do it cause I wanted to see what it was. Like. And, uh, it's, it's infinitely helped me. As I said, uh, at the beginning of the podcast, I'm a law officer now. And, uh, it's, it's helped me significantly in my interactions, uh, you know, with people, um, you know, I, beforehand training was consistent of, you know, you can be friends, you know, you can be nice to them, but they're always trying to get over on you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, so understand they're always trying to get over on you. And, and there are people that do that, but, or that try to get over on you. But, uh, ultimately I, I, I. You know, it, it made me realize, hold on, I have a lot of officers that, especially the young guys, go in yelling and screaming at inmates and treating them inhumanely. And and I'm sure you, know, you can vouch, but uh, but they get treated inhumanely. And I'm like, you know, something's got to give because my my brother-in-law is one of those one of those guys. And so it's helped me immensely in my in my own law career. That's good. Yeah, it seems like a natural kind of pairing with what you do now. Mm-hmm. I uh, I have no interest in being on the show. What? What? You sure? I can, I can put a call for you. Put a call. <laughs> hold the hold the hold the phone on that. <laughs> <laughs> so, from what you've learned of the three of us so far, mm. who of us do you think in a power ranking system? Because that's how we do things here. Is power gonna do, ranking system <laughs> is going to do the best versus the the worst on, on 60 days in as the resident expert okay hmm. love you brother but i think you would do the worst oh rats i didn't yeah but carry on yeah and i'll tell you i'll tell you why as much as as much as i like you you're a good dude but you're too <laughs> damn nice um woody i think woody would do the best I didn't see this I'll coming. I'll tell you why. He's quiet. He's observant. He doesn't really talk a lot, so he observes everything. He's got the glasses thing going on, so he's kind of and and listen, I'm guilty, Woody. All right, um, he, you know we're kind of we're kind of uh, undervalued, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, oh, he's he's kind of the nerdy guy, but you got worse eyes than both of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm not joking. But I, I mean, you know. I'll I take know. my wins where I can get them. I like it. This is a great. You know what? Spot on. This is a bullshit. <laughs> what is like? Have him back for a second interview. Yes. <laughs> I thought Taylor being strong, you might have picked him first. Look at him. He's built for Taylor lifting shit. Too, but you're you're quiet. You're observant. You know everything. I just I don't know. I think you kind of know everything that goes on. Yeah, Woody. You can you be know how to the professor. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Man, y'all know before he come in here, he be flying around. <laughs> what, 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 so He's a computer repair man. <laughs> Can you hack the system? Get us out of here. <laughs> yeah, sixty-one days. <laughs> I heard he own a mining company. 
Yeah. Dude, I, I if we all if we all go down together though, we should start our own gang. No. We'll do it the <laughs> We'll name it after me. We'll call it the Woods. Just yeah. Thought. Well, I mean it's already an established brand. <laughs> you have to, you have to buy into it, we can be like, we're still the woods. We're kind of like the Confederate flag, where now we're gonna pretend it's about something different. Mm. Yeah, that's a really so I was back just to tell you sometimes 60 days in isn't a good isn't a good thing especially if you work in law enforcement i was back in the jail and this guy is like hey wait a minute you're from the tv show 60 days in aren't you and i'm like no no never done i don't what what show is that oh you're from 60 days in no that's not me he must be a good looking dude though because if he looks <laughs> like me i mean doggone and anyway it turned out this guy was uh, pretty high. He was like a lieutenant in the Aryan Brotherhood, and he wanted to talk to me about how I was able to infiltrate the woods. So I never, I never had that conversation with. Him. wasn't I wasn't too pleased that he recognized me as the guy that infiltrated the woods. I don't know so, if I'd want to talk to him either. Yeah, but it would yeah, be really weird. interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah. It would be. You know what? I would call because it'd be too interesting to pass up. You'd be thinking like, "What the hell is he going to ask? What's he going to say? What am I going to garner from this conversation?" Like, was well, it goes, it goes, it? it goes one way or the other because it could be, dude, "What'd you do?" And I'd be like, "Yeah, fist bump and this, that, and the other." Or it could be, "Hey, wait a minute, I'm a lieutenant in the Aryan Brotherhood, and now I'm going to butt because that'll give me street cred." So I never gave him that opportunity. So it's like the Aryan Brotherhood. The main one, and then the woods. So, like the Aryan yeah, kind of Johnson and Johnson, and then Tide Detergent would be, you know, the woods. Wait, yeah. which one's the Aryan Brotherhood? I was saying like Johnson and Johnson being the big oh, Aryan Brotherhood, okay. and Tide Detergent is the woods. Like just one. I think woods oh, I don't like... think so. I think it's more of a Dawn versus Palmolive thing. You know, competing peers. No, that that might be. I was I was thinking Tide versus Walmart. You know, like the offshoot. So the Aryan Brotherhood is like, we're the tide. People know who we are. You guys are starting your bullshit. You know, nobody's buying generic. Yeah, They want to be in the real AB. Yeah. And I did like how some of the air, like I like to imagine myself that if I was in jail and I had to join a gang and I had to be like you did in the woods of the Aryan Brotherhood and you make it high up enough, they want to give you a tattoo do you think you so let's say let's say you were in there for real and they get to the point they want to give you a tattoo and you have to accept because now you're second in command. They see you're not tatted up. Do you think it would fly being like, you know what, guys, one step at a time? Let's start out with the eagle. Just the eagle. Oh, no so very generic eagle. Just very a generic. generic eagle. You can put some angles on it, but let's, you know, be tactful about it, but you can't let them know you you just want the eagle. Or is it just like, no, you, you get a swastika, bitch. You're, you're part of us now. I would imagine. I think I would go for the generic eagle because if someone saw me with my shirt off, I could be like, America, America. <laughs> See, I would get the swastika. You can't really pull that off with the swastika. I guess <laughs> no. And then as soon as I leave, I'm just a big fan of Windows 10. I like this idea that Mark becomes the number one guy, the head of whites only one day. And says, you know what? Now that I'm in charge, we're going to stop being racist. We're just we're going to get along with everyone. I am in and charge. Like, we got we got a lot of Bible studies, man, and a lot of fist bumps. <laughs> yeah. I make it mandatory. But you know, people give me crap for fist bumps. This was pre-corona days, mind you. Fist bumps. 
give you 95% less bacteria than a handshake. So you can call me a visionary. That's true. Especially the way these guys are shaking hands where it's grab and pull and grab again. That's spreading so many germs. Yeah. There could be What's hugs involved. Hugs, kisses. Chest bumps. Well, hold on. Take a step back. <laughs> you know how easily Corona transmits through the porous uh, tissue in your asshole? Very easily. <laughs> yes, I do Very know. Easy. Don't ask me how. Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm COVID paused. I'm not sure about that one. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of a bug chaser. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Well, you know, it wasn't uh, voluntary. I think that <laughs> I think that's still one of the most disgusting things we've ever discovered on this show is the bug chasing uh, group of people. <sighs> yeah, Mark, if you don't know, there are people out there who aspire to be HIV positive. So they will seek out people who are HIV positive and have sex with them. They're bug chasers. And we found the, you know, some internet forums where they hang out and share their tales. And Kyle's not a fan. It's some of the most outrageous thing. The guy's like describing how he went about doing this because <clears throat> to say that they seek out people who are HIV positive doesn't, doesn't exactly put the, the, the hammer on the head of the nail. It, he just, he kind of likes the Russian roulette aspect of just lots of really dirty, unprotected sex with strange men in dark places. So he's just describing crawling on the floor and, and finding any loose condoms that are laying about and just stuffing those in his butt just to, just to get those extra loads if he can. And, and it, it, was, it went on and on and on. And, These people and spend I, very little time in Bible study. Zero Bible stuff. <laughs> hey, uh, Woody, I yeah. think I'm with Kyle on this one, man. I yeah, I think Kyle. we're on the it's same team here, Mark. You're painting me what? on the other side. <laughs> I mean, Woody is a former bug chaser, yes, but, but he's reformed. You, he's, we're all on the he's same team now. Yes. <laughs> he made it out. Mark, I, I've heard this about uh, jail and prison. That when, Once you get over a certain age, you're kind of not in the game. Right? Like if you're over 40 or 45 or something, they don't expect you to be a tough guy. They don't challenge you and, and you know, see if you stand up for yourself. Is that true? Do you, how old do you have to be to get a pass? You know, that's actually a very good question. Um, I, how old was I when I went in? I'm trying to think. I was 41 when I went in because um, we did it. We filmed in March through, uh, through April of 2000. 18. So I was 41 and I wasn't expected to be the tough guy. Um, in fact, our soldiers in the woods were uh, the young kids. So we had some we had some kids that came in and we kind of expected them to do all the work. Um, uh, that was kind of bad. But yeah, I had to play the game. Right. So I I put some of those kids to work. But I would say about 40 is the cutoff. 38. When you put 40, them to work. Expected. What did what did they have to do? Oh, they had to do. Uh, uh, they had to do if we wanted someone jumped, they had to go jump them. Um, they usually got to do the drugs, the drug running. Um, if that's the case, they're expected to do stuff like that. I I never put them to drug running or anything like that, but I uh, I did actually orchestrate an issue where uh, some of the young kids jumped uh, jumped Josh. Um, 
So Josh was the pod boss, but right towards the end, uh, there was something that happened, and uh, he had one of the white guys kicked out, which is weird because the entire time we we encouraged if you were a chomo or if you beat women or whatever, you were pretty much run out of the pod, which means you had to go to a CO and say, hey, I'm moving out. So we made this guy move out. Well, we had a new boss of the Chicanos who had just taken over. I don't remember if the other guy went to prison or if he got out that was over the Chicanos before. But he got really, really ticked off at Josh and said, okay, two people from every race are going to flash you up for 30 seconds. And I stepped up and said, no. And what, Okay, so if you're not familiar with the terminology, flashing you up means they get to beat the crap out of you for 30 seconds. And I said, no, that's not going to happen. We're not going to have any of the other races jump our pod box. Um, so I had the younger guys jump and flash up uh, Josh. So it could kind of, uh, and the reason why I did that was to kind of uh, uh, cool things off, but yet let it be known, uh, no, no other races are going to jump on the lines. It's good decision making. 30 seconds, that seems... Like you can live through that, right? If you go full defense, turtle up for 30 seconds, it, I mean, it's not a good day, but... Yeah, yes and no. Because mm-hmm. 30 seconds is a long time to... And I know it sounds crazy, but uh, uh, as a law enforcement officer, I've, I've gotten in fights where backup was there within 30 seconds. And I, you're pretty doggone winded. Yeah. And when you're being flashed up, you're not allowed to hit back. So being hit, hit on for 30 seconds isn't fun either but uh, yeah i guess it depends on where they hit you we told them body shots so you know no head anything like that but yeah it sucks but you can you can survive depending on where you get hit yeah as i'm processing it in my head well one you're right 30 seconds is completely exhausting even just going hard on a heavy bag for 30 seconds will wear you out um Mm -hmm. And if they hit you in the hip and the butt and the thigh and stuff, then you're probably okay. If they're cracking ribs and such, and that stinks. <laughs> All right, ass punches yeah. only. You guys know the rules. Yeah, not the middle, though, Kyle. Don't, don't... <laughs> we need some accuracy. Not you, Derek. I remember last time. <laughs> yeah. What? You punch with your thumb Why out, Why are you dude? looping up? <laughs> punch with your thumb out. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how you make a fist, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> it's kung fu eagle strikes. Different kind of fisting. <laughs> okay, it's an anteater strike, maybe. <laughs> We're going for something else. See, <laughs> so yeah. thirty seconds at the hands of someone who can't fight—that's okay. But thirty seconds at the hands of a ninja, like my boy up there, mm-hmm. now that would hurt. That would probably, yeah, that is a problem. Yeah, so you had to lay down ground rules. So I even had a whole training with the young guys. And it, once again, it got left at the editing room floor. I made them get up in the morning and work out in the day room. It was almost like basic, not basic training from the standpoint of young, but I made them exercise and stuff like that. And uh, that way we had some fit young soldiers. They really screwed you out of some great moments on there. That stinks. That's got to be very yeah. disappointing, especially like I'm sure in your head, like as you have a big Bible study or what or a workout session and you forged a relationship with them, like in your head, part of it's gotta be thinking, This is content. This is gonna oh, yeah. make me look great. I'm gonna look like the king of the castle here. And then you're watching, and you're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, the Bible, hun, 
watch the oh they made me look like a bitch what the, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck yeah. yeah but that's part of the character arc right you know if he was cool guy from number one maybe maybe it wouldn't have had the same impact if cool guy from day one i should have said wouldn't have the same impact as becoming pretty much the leader of the woods that's true yeah, yeah. and i actually have to agree with woody there it's, yes i feel like we got cheated content, but on the same token seeing the remarkable rise from crazy awkward fist bumps and yeah you know going on bible study yeah. <laughs> the entire pod 50 times to second in charge of the woods so i mean you wouldn't have seen that rise um and, and i'm not gonna say i didn't raise you know get better but, but you would it wouldn't have seemed as dramatic so i will tell you your most popular moment as far as everybody being pro mark according to my twitch stream was when you confronted steve everybody was saying that was very high t and so that's that's good. High T Matt. High testosterone. Yeah. I was ready to fight because he was just he came in there talking like he was all this, that, and the other. And he was naming as I said, if you and and ask any of my other uh participants, they edited him to where he actually looked better on TV at the reunion than he was. And I can't imagine him looking worse. He looked like such an asshole. But I can't talk bad anymore about my almost dead but not quite so dead co-stars anymore may he rest in in louisville kentucky (laughs) don't know really he's just on a huge pi mission undercover mission he's undercover dude i loved when they talked come onto my property i have landmines that'll blow you up i'm like dude really i'm sure the uh, atf would like to know about that yeah, it's like, are you a retarded person? Who protects their home with landmines? You're being uh, kind of judgmental, Taylor. I mean, what if a stray fox or a dog or a bird lands on a really sensitive one? Then you got a mess yeah, and a ruined lawn. Judge. What happens if the Secret Service were to stage a raid on his <laughs> That's That's true. The Secret Service would be like, mines? <laughs> we'll let you keep doing what you're doing, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> We don't have machines for this <laughs> that will trash your yard. <laughs> you know, that, that does that does tickle me about the people that like prep and they save bullets and they're like, just in case forever, I'll be ready. I'm like, dude, they can freaking blow you up by flying a one into you. They're not even going to put people in danger at that point. They'll be like, okay, press this button, boom, you're dead. So tell me how those landmines work out for you, Steve. That's the thing. Well, you're talking about uh, Doomsday Preppers now. Something I've found with that show is you either laugh at how unprepared they are or you find some motherfucker who's a multimillionaire from the dot-com boom and you're like, oh my God, he's genuinely going to make it. <laughs> he's he's going to fucking make it through this, isn't he? So if you if you had to go on a not another 60 Days In, but a different reality show, what would be your next up pick? Naked and Afraid. Really? Nice. I like that no. one. No, I, I wouldn't pick that one either. I don't want to catch like a thorn in my nutsack. See, the problem is I'm fat, and you know, not at the end of Naked and Afraid, that. you would be thin. Well, I don't I think it's long thin enough thin. to thin you out. I think you want Survivor for 21 that. Twenty-one days with no food. These people lose 30, 40 pounds sometimes. Yeah, some of them lose some. There's one hilarious one where no, it's really not. There's this one because they're working constantly all day, and I think it's it's. Yeah, 21, 23. They just some failed kind of to find like food that. for three weeks. It's like our survival trip, but 
three times longer. There, there was one guy who was like big jacked with some some gut yeah, on impossible. him. And he went in at like 230 pounds. And the woman he was with went in at like one 130 or something for easy math. And by the end of it, they have the side by side photos. And she lost. And because she insisted they have a 50-50 food split. Oh, no. He went, He lost <laughs> 40 pounds. And she lost like six and so you see his before and after, and he is now the kind of shredded where it's like, dude, you need a cup of water. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, she looks dehydrated. Normal. Yeah. Well, oh, no, dehydration is a big part of the weight loss. It's not all fat. Yeah. He didn't lose 40 pounds of fat in three weeks. He lost a ton of water weight and probably 20 pounds of fat or something. And some muscle. And some a muscle. A lot of muscle, yeah. 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 yeah I, will say, I will say what's cool mm. about being on the show is, you know, I'm on – I'm on my Facebook, Twitter, and uh, and Instagram. Is you get people that follow you for all sorts of different reality shows. So it's almost like reality stars unite. <laughs> um, okay, but uh, so I've I've had actually conversations, actually a lot of them. real world. Uh, is that a big a Big Brother? I think I would think Big Brother would be kind of cool, but it's all a bunch of young kids, so I think they would tick me off after. <laughs> I would want to do Survivor. Survivor still seems like the cool one. Yeah, I've got a Survivor as well that follows me. I think that would be semi-cool, but it could suck at the same time. I used to want to do... What was the Joe Rogan one with the bravery? Fear Factor. Fear Factor, Fear Factor, Fear Factor is the one I wanted no. to do. I don't want to eat roaches. Nah. Yeah. I, 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 or drink cum. Those would be the or hardest like ones for me. Crawl all over you and up your nose. I thought I'd be yeah. fine tolerating insects crawling on me. A lot of them were like uh, climbing based or water based, and I thought I'd do really well on that. It's if I could just make it through the eating challenges, I thought I'd do well on that show. I know I would gag. I would just vomit. Like like even if I could force myself to put like those uh, those camel spiders in my mouth, I know I'd just throw them up. You got to do what Homer Simpson did for that spicy chili challenge: is you drink a bunch of wax. Mm-hmm coats the liquid wax coats the inside of your mouth and then you can eat any amount of spicy chili it worked for homer simpson about you... 20 years ago yeah not... actually no the more no, i'm thinking about that episode is it actually didn't work so that's right he had that psychedelic <laughs> trip right after and it goes on for like five minutes yeah where he sees the fox on the the fucking arizona yeah. plane or whatever uh, he takes a step forward and the moon and the sun comes up a step for, a step back and it goes down up, yeah. up down up down up down up down and then it like cracks on the horizon and breaks and he's like oh 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 no oh no dude old simpsons is so good <laughs> i can't bring myself to watch a new episode they're so, so <gasps> is it bad now i haven't seen a new episode it's, terrible. it's not as good i mean there was a yeah. t- during its during its golden age if you just look at the writers that were working on that show it's um it's incredible it was very talented. The, the writers turned the show. out to be big writers and important people. You know, Conan O'Brien comes to mind. But yeah. who's to say that these batch of writers won't turn into great people? Me. Okay. It's bad. It's not as good anymore. It's just not as funny. I haven't seen it, so I wouldn't know. Hey, so y'all asked me a question earlier, and yeah. you, you wanted me to rate you on who would do best in a gel setting versus... I already know I'm last. Yeah. Um, and I still love you. Nothing but love. He's restacking it. This isn't going to be good. Yes. <laughs> but... There's a lot of uh, social media traffic that says, and I want to ask you guys, says I talk and I sound like Kinky. So I'm going to say something real quick, and I want I want to get y'all's vote. Do I sound like Hank Hill? Hold on, check us out. Damn it, Bobby. <laughs> yes or no? Damn it, Bobby. You don't sound like Hank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
You don't oh, think so? I see of... it. No, I see it. I, I hear it too. I, I hear a little bit of it. Yeah. You need to. I'm trying to. I need a good phrase from. Oh, Bobby, do you know what the plaza is? It's where the gays go dancing. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, and I'm and I'm ripping that straight from some other impressionist because if you can listen to an impressionist do a sentence, it is so much easier than doing it from the person because it's like. I think even Anthony Camille talked about this. Like you listen to someone do an impression of someone else. You're like, oh, that's the cadence you need that they figured out the formula. And then you can just take their work, repurpose it. You know, so, this is a whole new language. I, my impressions are so bad. It, if you were to tell me how you listen to music and then instantly know all the notes and can play it yourself, it would be just as foreign to me. I don't know how you do that. Impressions are hard. No, impressions are fun. <laughs> I like I like trying to get certain impressions to resonate in the uh, in the shower. <laughs> you know, those are fun. You, Hank Hill, actually, ironically, that's one of the good ones. You can get his oh, like if you extend that, you can get that. I like to oh, think Taylor's in the shower solo, doing that repeatedly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his girlfriend's like, "What are you doing? I'm right Why here." Why would you do drugs when you could just mow the lawn? <laughs> <laughs> that show is a. A brilliant show. Glad to hear that you're... Oh, it's, come on, Kyle. It's just it's okay. Genu- no, it's not. It's great. It's just okay. It doesn't make you laugh out loud, and you don't like the way that it kind of develops characters a little better. It, not better necessarily, uh, but differently I mean, than shows like Family Guy. I like the episodes when Hank's dad's on, and uh, I like the Bill episodes when we when uh, we talk, when talk we go back in time and we do the Bill Dozer. Uh, I love that. And uh, Project Walrus Man. I like all that. <laughs> Um, but like Hank's day to day life and Bobby and uh, Con Junior and all that, I'm just like, man. Well, Con Junior sucks and Con Senior sucks. They're not that interesting. Peggy can be annoying, but the gang, you know, Bobby, Hank, Bill, Boomhauer, Dale. Dale, Dale, I, I like everything with Dale and Bill. I don't like Hank, and I like Hank's dad. That's it. Um, I like those three characters. And uh, if if anything else, if it's like a Bobby centric episode, I'm just not into it. So before we lose Mark, Mark, you're a police officer right now. Police officers getting a lot of attention in social media and in the world. Where are they right? Where are they wrong? Ooh, I'm gonna get some hate no matter what I say. Thanks for <laughs> throwing. It's me a well designed question. <laughs> yeah, sure. What do you want to okay. be disliked for? <laughs> <laughs> so. Obviously, the big hot-button issue now is, is George Floyd and mm-hmm. systemic racism. Um, I have not yet met a single officer that uh, that believes that the killing of George Floyd was justified. No, you can't sit on a guy's freaking road for minutes at any point ever justify that. And that's where, you know, I know we're getting a bad rap right now, <clears throat> those of us that are in law enforcement. Um, getting a bad rap right now, but this is one of the, one of the things that I, I'm, as I said, I've yet to meet one single officer um, that 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 agrees that that was a good thing. So, are we right? Um, I think we need to work on 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 people. As I said, one of the things I did in the show was I got to see things from the other. Side. So, I'm not going to say all the DOs were bad, and that was the one thing about the show that. They didn't concentrate on the good on the on the good deals. Um, uh, you know, I'm sure having done 60 days in federal prison, you know, you would say there were a few good COs. There. 
Um, there are a lot of good officers out there. Um, and, and unfortunately, it's almost like it seems like we're lumped together with all the bad officers. I would say there are a lot more good officers than bad officers. Um, but I mean, if we're going to have an honest dialogue about racism in America or, or police brutality, we've got to also say, hey, there are some bad officers out there, and there absolutely are. Um, I think uh, I think we've got to root out the bad officers um, and 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 get them out of law enforcement. But on the same token, I think the general public has to understand that that ninety percent. I would say you know the majority of officers, ninety percent of officers are good officers, and we're just doing a tough job. Um, the criticism you know, is I, if ninety percent are good, that same ninety percent looks the other way regarding the bad. Right, they are there to enforce the law. There, and it, you could take the George Floyd incident. There were four people there. Are all four of them that ten percent? Is that the argument, or maybe some of those guys just go along too easily? I think, and I, I, I'm only going on on what I'm trying to remember here. On the George Floyd incident, they were all rookie. Had just like one of them had only been on the week, and I think when when you're new, you automatically defer to the senior officer. Um, but no, I think we have to root out bad where they're bad and we have to call it out. The problem is just like where, where, whatever it is you guys do, you know, you might have a really bad employee and no matter what you say, you know, it's up to the administration to, you know, it's up to management to, to handle the, the disciplinary issues. But I will tell you, there is no, we don't go to shift briefing. And at no point do they say, hey, today we're going to go kill a black person. That, that doesn't happen. And I think we get an unfair, mm. an unfair rap. Uh-oh. Go ahead. Well, I think sometimes they do. I mean, so there's been, you're like, that never happens. Well, it probably happens sometimes. Okay, in my experience. I've yeah, never, never... I, and and I don't think that I don't think I think it's a false comparison to say that like whatever jobs that we might do, there might be another employee that's doing something wrong, and it's not really on us. But law enforcement, it it literally is their job to like mm -hmm. enforce the law. And so if you, I think that you've, you know, you talked earlier about how in the army and in law enforcement, you know, you don't see color, and I, I definitely yeah. believe that's true. You don't see white, you don't see black or brown, but I think they definitely see blue and green. You know, I, I think that in the army, I think you're going to see green. I think, yeah, we're on the same team here. We're all green. And, and in the, in the police force, I think, yeah, we're all blue here. They're, they're not. Yeah. I think there's a lot of, of that that goes on. Um, it's interesting this week. I see so many of the uh, Atlanta police department stepping off the job. Um, I saw that. Yeah. I'm thrilled mm -hmm. about that. They should just get fired, right? Like if you want to self-identify as someone who's in support of, for example, shooting an unarmed guy running away in the back. Great. I'm glad you self-identified. I appreciate that. Here we thought we were going to have to figure out which one of you were in favor of that, and now you come forward and tell us. Congratulations. Yeah, if they're not showing up for job, for uh, for work, they're already, um, you know, they, they take an oath as a police officer. They're, they're already going against their oath. Just go ahead and let those people go. Well, right? You can't just not go to work in any job, but of course you get fired. If the challenge is figuring out which ones are the bad ones, and then they come forward and say, it's me. Thank you for your help. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think there are officers out there that have forgot their oath. They forgot. It is a people. It's a people. I mean, it is a public service job, which means I work 
for the public. Yes, there are times I can't be nice. There are times I have to do a job. Um, But for the most part, what I will tell people that I talk with is you dictate the level of nicety that I, or the level of service that I'm going to give you. In other words, if you're cool, I'm going to be cool. And I'm, I think you guys know me well enough, especially watching my shows. My personality on the show doesn't differ than, than in law enforcement. And if anything, as I said, uh, having, having done the show, it, it opened my eyes to people that are stuck in the system. You know, yeah, there are people, and I think no matter what side of the political aisle you sit, we'll all agree, there are people that deserve to be in prison for the rest of their life, period. But then there are, oftentimes there, there are people that it's an addiction issue. It's a, whatever issue it may be, mm-hmm. it's, 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 let's get to the root of the problem. I'm a big proponent of rehab. I'm a big proponent of, you know, people aren't going to change until we figure out what the issue is and we can and we can address that issue um you can keep them incarcerated and then it's just a big a big circle of reincarceration um but let's let's figure out hey are they addicted get them off the drug let's get them off fight the addiction because oftentimes these guys will come in and they'll suitcase in drugs and they're just as messed up in jail as they were on the street let's give them a chance let's give people fighting chance um, to overcome whatever it is. Yes, the people that commit murder, the people that commit rape, the you know the people that deserve to be in prison, they need to be. But a good majority of people, I think, you know, we need to address it. And I, I think uh, as an officer, you can't forget that, that you know, you're in people serving business. Um, yes, there are some interactions that I have that don't end and, you know, with the greatest of outcomes, you know, but many more, much more often than that, you know, um, I, I try to be as nice to people as I possibly can, um, you know, uh, to each his own, I guess. But as I said, just doing the show has, I think, helped me in my career because, you know, I don't go in yelling and screaming at people. There are sometimes you have to be firm and fair and all that, you know, but that's, that's, in fact, actually, that's one of the key words you always you have to be firm, but you have to be fair. And I think you always have to be fair. You know, I'm not going to go in there mm-hmm. treating every every person I interact with like some jerk. Um, and I understand the majority of them. No, not I understand they're all people. Even even the uh, the people that are you know that are fel- that that are yeah, rapists, like murderers, you know? rapists, the the, the truly yeah. evil ones. The truly evil ones, I still treat them like people. I've got a job to do, and I believe you should be in prison for the rest of your life on some of them. That doesn't mean I have to, you know, uh, treat you like crap in the process of doing it. I think most um, people would definitely be on board with your rehab point of view. Like, if it's if it's a war on drugs style thing where someone's in there for fucking ever because of some drug charge in the late 80s, like, yeah. of course. Well, well, the three it, it's better for the- us as a society to to get those people rehabbed than it is to have them just in prison, probably causing more problems than they would otherwise if they were clean, because now they've got a drug addiction and they're trying to do whatever they can to fulfill it while in jail, causing violence or whatever else. So I met a guy who goes to prisons and he teaches decision-making courses and his pitch to me was kind of interesting because he's like, they're all in there for decision-making. And my knee jerk response was like, yeah, well, like, they're all decision-making, right? Every, every second of life is one decision or another. What do you really mean? But 
these guys are considering options that most people just don't have on the table. You know, oh, I need some money. Should I knock over a liquor store? Yes or no. Right? We've never thought about that. We've never thought of that as a viable way to get some extra cash, rob a convenience store or a liquor store or what have you. And he's just trying to reprogram people to some extent so that they just say, you know what? The cost benefit on that is not a winning outcome. You know, even if this goes well and I get $75, I eventually get caught and get three years. This this sucks. And, a lot of people yeah. that commit uh, burglaries, uh, you know, robberies, it stems from some other issue, and that's why they're committing the crimes. Do in in some of those cases, do they deserve prison time? Absolutely. However, once again, let's let's look at the issue. Why did he? Because sometimes you know, armed they do it, and I'm not saying it's right at all. So mm-hmm. so hey, if if my department's watching this, at no point am I saying that armed robbery is good, but they might be committing these crimes because of an addiction or, or hey here's here's a big one is what's your family upbringing what was your upbringing like you know mm-hmm. we model our parents whether you whether you want to or not now sometimes that's good sometimes that's bad so let's let's i'm not a big proponent of what they're called they call defund the police but someone explained it to me hold on actually let me take it back a buddy of mine's a criminal defense attorney And he said, we're not saying defund the police. We're saying let them get back to fighting crime. Let's deal with the issues, you know, some of the other issues law enforcement's being called out to. um, Let the professionals deal with that because we're acknowledging you guys are working a lot harder than you need to. You need to be fighting crime, not being a counselor, you know, psychologist, social worker. The skill set required for policemen is too broad, right? You you guys are sometimes dog catchers you're sometimes dealing with the homeless you're sometimes dealing with the addicted and you're sometimes dealing with the you know armed robbery if we could maybe have someone else deal like if there's a homeless guy and he's whatever stopping customers from going into a store that doesn't need to be a policeman in there that could be some other kind of specialist who helps them get back on their feet and puts them in a program the vagrant squad (laughs) sure and there's those guys don't need guns they need they need clubs because yeah. some of those hobos, they won't feel a gunshot. You've got to really pound it. you got to send the message home. I'm thinking Negan from Walking Dead, right? The- yes, one of those <laughs> yeah. bats with the wire on. Dude, mm-hmm. I would or even better, we can decide one city no, that kidding. we all as Americans are okay with making shitty, and then we will incentivize every homeless St. Louis. To No. You're halfway what there, you- Taylor. You Come know on, what? what? I actually, I disagree with Chicago? this. Chicago? <laughs> <laughs> Because the obvious solution to this would be St. Louis. Yes. <laughs> you know, I, I, I watched Escape from New Louis York. It's Detroit. Take your pick. New York's Detroit. already an island. <laughs> New York is already an island, right? We could just knock down the bridges and put them there. They made a movie about that. Yeah, it was a good movie. Isn't it that how okay Australia movie. started? <laughs> Isn't this just Australia? Isn't that how Look Australia Look how well began? that worked out. Yeah, it was, it was an island of convicts from uh, England that they yeah. just went and dropped off. And now look at them. Now they've now they got fun things to do down there. A lot of fun, not, not a lot of crime. Mm-hmm. Kind of racist to the the Aboriginal folk. Some good coral Canada. reefs, I hear. Sorry. Yeah, good, well, good for now. Good coral. Well, good coral reefs for now. You know, mm-hmm. get it in while it's hot. You know, because those are probably uh, going to be gone. Well, one thing I would use this platform to say, guys, don't hate us. Don't hate all law. You're anti-blue. 
to understand we're people too. Yes, there are bad. So yes, are the Nazis. <laughs> and we agree some of them are bad. Some of the Nazis were <laughs> Some of them? Wait a minute. Probably okay. See, Josh was misunderstood. See, the pod <laughs> boss, he was just misunderstood. No, but uh, <laughs> hey, don't hate us all. Yes, there are bad, but there are many more good. I yeah, like his, you. His... Well, I certainly don't hate I'll, you, Mark. I'll I think you're a very likable guy. Everybody's yeah. going to like you. Hey, I'll treat all of y'all to a day. Sounds like a plan. All right. We'll do it. So, I'll drink the you... Coke, though. <laughs> oh, I'm no, not no, allowed no. alcohol. Well, by that point, you will be. You know, I'll we'll get be... you a cherry Coke. Maybe. I I like I'll get you a Jack and Coke. Virgin Jack and Coke. That's what I'll get you. Yeah, version Jack and Coke. It's just Coke. <laughs> I know. We, we, I, I, I put the pieces together. Thank you so much for coming on, Mark. We really, really, really appreciate it. Uh, we'll have to have Chiz talk to you about hooking up. Uh, the next person I know a lot of people wanted on maybe a couple months from now is is Nate, uh, who stormed through two seasons very successfully. So yes. that, w- that would be very neat. But th- thank you so much for coming on, man. You had a lot of interesting takes. I am so I'm like upset on your behalf about the Bible story thing. <laughs> that is that is sticking with me. That is so unfair. That is having 17 people in there and them editing it to make it look like you're just some goob to yeah. playing by yourself. That's it is what it is. Hey, one thing before we go, sure. I'd like to talk to you guys about a lot of people want to know what's going on with Dylan. Dylan was the kid that got jumped mm-hmm. because he wanted to hang out with him. He's doing really, really good. I talked to him. He is he's got a couple of months left in the Senate. And he is planning on starting his life. He's doing excellent, though. And uh, we, we talk quite a bit. So, Good. Uh, But he is doing very, very well. And I just wanted to update update that. And so y'all know that, hey, he's a great kid. He really is a great kid. And uh, I think he committed, once again, a guy that he committed burglary to feed his drug addiction. So mm-hmm. but he's, he's about to wrap that up. He's got about two months left, and he'll be out. <clears throat> that's so, awesome I'm glad you're Dylan's doing well yeah got a, so got a good role model in you hey I'm gonna follow all you guys on social media make sure I get your uh, social media follow. okay don't subject yourself to that <laughs> <laughs> but yeah th- well, well Chiz will make sure he'll hook you up with every every link you need and uh, is there yeah, anything you're, you're promoting or shouting out or or just just came, came on to chat hey if y'all want to fa- follow me at, at the real market 60 i just uh, on twitter or on instagram at the real mark six zero mark with a k um i just live life on there sometimes it's social media i mean some sometimes it's 60 days in stuff oftentimes it's words of positivity because i really i really think we should just be kind to each other and that's that's what i think would solve a lot of world's problems is if we were just respectful and kind to one another you'd see a lot mm-hmm. of good come out of this hey yeah. i love you guys thank yeah. y'all for having me on today Thanks yeah, thank you on. so much for coming on, man. Really, really Have a good one. It. Thank you. Yeah, all right. Talk to you all, all right. later. Take care. <clears throat> Pig. <laughs> you asshole. I his face for that. Woody's face was so good. <laughs> oh. My look of disapproval. <laughs> disapproval. Don't I'm talk just, shit on my man, Mark. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I know. To people who are yeah. watching, I turned his volume up all the way in Discord. That was uh, the best he could get. He was using an iPhone, and that's what it mm-hmm. sounds like. 
Oh, I thought it was it was good for me. I, it, I, it sounded I don't know good how on it'll my sound. end too. Oh, he was cutting out sometimes, and towards yeah. the end he was for me in yeah. the very. You the guys have hour, lower standards than our viewers, and also sometimes it sounds worse for them. Like I know in my car it sounds mm -hmm. worse than it does on my computer. Yeah, I think that what we what I get in my ears is very different than what like goes to you and then gets recorded and then no and... no it sounds fucking great to me and it's not until i go to my car that i hear what people are complaining about or some Weird. other yeah and that i at this point i listened through speakers and three different headsets it sounds amazing and then like I, I need to find i've heard in earbuds make it sound bad so i'm gonna oh. try that too and uh like i yeah so anyway it's harder than you'd think no i believe it I can't stand those in earbuds. They hurt my ears so much. Do you try the foam you ones, ears? like the the smushy ones? I don't. I I didn't know there were smushy ones, but the uh, the hard like I, the I always, Apple like a, ones are hard. I don't. I'm not a fan. Also, yeah. I just wear this headset if I'm listening to music on the go. I drive everywhere with this on. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm kidding. That would be incredibly dangerous. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For um, uh, sweaty I keep things. One ear out I prefer earbuds for sweaty <laughs> stuff, like mowing or exercising or what have you mm, now yeah, it isn't something sense. you would expect but i am getting a lot of google ads for high quality calipers now <laughs> <laughs> because i purchased those one head sizing calipers which oh here, here's a side little thing before because kyle i know we need to hit some ads soon is i i was going into the head measuring thing for those of you who don't didn't see it taylor murka on twitch we're taking that fucking platform by storm is 2000 subs. I measured my head with a, a caliper and there is actually a Wikipedia page for all of the common measurements for the human skull. Okay. And there's 13 of them. And let me, <laughs> let me read to you the percentages I got. And I, I oh, I, I got to find the actual Oh, While you look it up, well, yeah, when yeah. Hope was born, she was a gigantic baby. She was nine pounds, nine, ounce, nine ounces, and then she just got bigger from there. And if you don't know, they measure babies in length, weight, and head circumference. I always looked at those scores like they were school grades. If she wasn't in like the mid-90s or something, it's like, we got to feed this kid more. She's turned into like a B-plus child. You know, 89% in length. Like, what the fuck? I, I have an A child, not some not some 89th percentile. <laughs> some bitch. <laughs> so I have a feeling that Taylor is going to be an A child. Yes, I'm, I'm trying to find in my fucking browsing history where this fucking shit was. Regardless, regardless, there's a bunch of measurements where it's like, you know, measure from the bottom of the chin to the top of the head measure from the center of each pupil, <laughs> the center of the other people measure this measure your jaw measure jaw to nose all of them and i genuinely went into this thinking like oh man this this might ruin a little bit of the big head bit because i know i have a big head but i thought it was going to be like on the above average side no <laughs> Not even close. There were a lot of times during the measurements that I would like pull it off and look at it and then look at the averages. Be like, that can't be right. And then and then put it back on because it, it broke down on it. It would say this is like the if you're in the 1% with really small head, then here's the 25, here's the 50, here's the 75, the 95, and the 99%. And so there were there were 13 measurements, each of these different areas, and here are the percentiles that I scored in. 
99th percentile, 78th percentile, 80th percentile, 99th percentile, 99th percentile, 99th percentile, uh, 87th percentile, 99th percentile, 93rd percentile, 60th percentile, which I realized later was an error. It was actually 99th percentile. <laughs> uh, 99th percentile, 96th percentile, 99th percentile, 96th percentile, 99th percentile, 99th percentile. And so I genuinely do have an enormous skull. What did you get? 78th? Was that one of the early numbers? Yeah, it was. I think that was, I think that was like the, the eye. I, I was guessing <laughs> that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think my eye difference is, is pretty normal-ish, but it's just the rest of this shit just adding up, adding up. And so, uh, yeah, I, I, I really thought I would get better scores than that or better. You know, what, what would be, what would be better, but still, yeah. They say big brains aren't related to intelligence, but don't they have to be right? Is it a big brain? Like, I know, I know they're going to say, no, Woody, it's the surface area. It's the amount of folds, etc. All else put even if all factors are equal, the bigger wrinkly brain has more surface area than the smaller wrinkly that, brain. That's correct. That's right? why some and if people, we go, yeah. if we go to the animal kingdom, right? Dumb things like birds and ants have small brains, and smart things like humans and dolphins have big brains. I feel like this brain size intelligence link is is more appropriate it, it is. on target so, than so, people uh, say. Uh, there's a couple of different ways. So one is that's why some researchers are like Neanderthals were even smarter than we are because they had more more brain capacity in the skull. But there's also stuff I've seen where it's like it's more about brain size to body ratio. So like our brain to body ratio is insanely high, higher than anything else in the animal kingdom. It's not even close. Whereas like a blue whale, which does have a very large brain and is smart, it has a brain way bigger than ours, even though it's way bigger. They do like that proportionality towards the size of its body. And of course, a blue whale can't do calculus. Neither can I. But, you know, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the way. No, no matter how smart a blue whale is, it's not going to figure that shit out, even if it had little whale fingers. And so like the, the brain proportionality to the size of body seems to make sense. I remember. I, I, I get that as a trend and something that like mm -hmm. might be true. I don't know why it would be true. Right? I don't know. Why is it that a big brain in a big animal is not as effective as a medium-sized brain in a small animal? You're, we're, we're out of my depth now. I just remember mm. in a biology class learning that and being like, God damn, that does make sense because those whales have some big-ass brains. And I'm smarter than whales. Unless <laughs> it's like a really bright whale. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how to... Like, maybe maybe, maybe they just, if they had thumbs, then... You know, if they, they, if, they would have been figuring things out in a different way. If dolphins had thumbs, we would have bigger problems than China. I tell you, <laughs> they, they'd be they'd be causing problems on the coast. Just stay out of the water. <laughs> Just stay out of the water. They can oh, breathe air. They'll evolve their way out. For how, for how far inland are they going to waddle? I don't know. Uh, if they get thumbs, they go in a whole new direction. Yeah, I guess it's your guys' problem. They're not making it to St. Louis. And even You're if they did it to Atlanta, it's 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 like three hundred miles or something. Yeah, that's true. Well, then Woody's the one to to be in trouble, I guess. Raleigh, how, how, how far is Raleigh from the coast? It's oh, a three-hour drive. Yeah. Huh. I always like picture in my head if I was like, man, if I was one of those people who like lived close to the ocean, I would go to the ocean all the time. And then like I really think about myself, and it's like three hours, a three-hour drive. No, 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 I don't want to do that. I'll Three hours is close to you? I used to live two blocks from the ocean. I did go to the ocean all the time. It was 
I was saying for you, you're the closest one, and I've never. Oh. I can't imagine. I hate out. the ocean so much. I would whenever I'm in a city like that has an ocean, it's rare that I even go. Like if I'm in LA, we're not going to the beach. No fucking way. When I'm in Coco, last time I was in Cocoa Beach in Florida, I didn't go to the beach. No. Oh, I hate it. So it's all sandy and salty. It's salt water. You get to experience nature and see little critters that bury into the sand and go look for fish. I go like the ocean. Fish? What are you, and I'm child? good at it. Like I explore <laughs> the explorer over there. You gonna go look for fish? Yes, I'm gonna go to the guy who's renting out dirty snorkels, and then I'm gonna pop it in my <laughs> mouth and look for critters. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely no. gonna do that. Not on the East Coast, you're not. You can hardly see a foot yeah. <laughs> through the water. <laughs> I will look for them there. There's a swamp out there. Um, I mean, there's some where I was in Florida. I guess that was more like Panhandle. That was all right. When I went to like uh, the British Virgin Islands when I was like 15 or so, crystal clear, you could see lots of cool fish from a ways away, like the schools swimming when you're under there, even close to the shore. That was neat. Where was this? Yeah, that was in the British Virgin Islands. Oh, in the Caribbean, right? Is that what that is? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, good I mean, stuff. They had cool ocean. What What's the best the best ocean you've ever been in, Woody? You, you said oh, I East- forget the name of it. I've been to some that are ranked best in the world, uh, but whatever. They, like you get to a certain level, and all right, it's perfectly clear. You're in some sort of cove. Usually, there's no waves. So mm-hmm. my personal. Like, I guess if you were to ask me, I'd say Hawaii. I like the black sand. That was kind of a novelty, and there was waves that you could yeah. play in and do. And and uh, I, I the facilities were good, so you could rent, like, surfboards or um, uh, kayaks and shit like that. So I had a really good time in Hawaii on the beach. Other people prefer way, or oceans that are just like saltwater lakes or something, you know, where they're protected and there's palm trees and stuff. But that, to me, is boring. I remember being at... And this is almost uh, equivalent to like going, what do you understand this? Going to a men's league hockey thing and seeing someone who's so much better than you that it it intimidates you to the point of like, man, my foot hurts. I want to go home. But I remember <laughs> being like 12, 13 and nobody's judging 12, 13 year old kids on the beach when I was in Hawaii. And I would like want to go boogie board, but I would see surfers out there like real deal surfers and i'd be like i'm embarrassed i don't want to go boogie board in front of the surfers because like when you're 12 you like give you think that you they're care more yeah you. yeah when in reality like they, they didn't obviously give a shit they're having a fun time on their own but yeah i still remember that being like oh I'm gonna I'm gonna look so lame next to yeah. laying on my belly on these little leftover waves that they already finished. I was just yeah, I was, surfers are not interested in the same part of the wave that you are, right? They want mm-hmm. the bigger part and they want the unbroken part that's next to the broken part. That's the area closest to the curl is where they live. Mm-hmm. A boogie boarder, especially a new one, tends to just get pushed by the whitewater. There's no surfers competing for that. No, no, definitely not. Well, what is this hockey thing you linked, Kyle? Uh, read through it while I do the ad. It's uh, just just more news about your disgusting sport. Oh, that's that's not fair. Well, it's it's right, fair if you read the article. Read the very bright article. <clears throat> is your home Wi-Fi struggling? <laughs> it is bright. Look at you, you're glowing now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good God, the hockeynews.com. <laughs> oh, Ken Campbell, put on dark mode. <laughs> <laughs> Is your home Wi-Fi struggling to keep up? Can it handle streaming, gaming, video conferencing, and homeschooling? What about all at once? Sounds like it's time for a Wi-Fi upgrade. Bring your Wi-Fi up to speed with Orbi Wi-Fi 6 from Netgear. Wi-Fi 6 is a whole new kind of Wi-Fi. 
it's the latest tech that gives you uh, – oh, I skipped way too far ahead. Uh, <laughs> whole new kind of Wi-Fi. It's the latest tech that gives you the fastest speeds possible, even as you connect uh, more and more devices. It's all upgrading your – it's like upgrading your Wi-Fi to first class. If you are ready for the best Wi-Fi ever, you can get it today from Netgear and never worry about Wi-Fi again. Check out Orbi Wi-Fi 6 at netgear.com slash best Wi-Fi. That's netgear.com slash best Wi-Fi. This is what you need. Your, your sister's playing on or watching Netflix and you're trying to game. Prioritize your traffic. You're the one that needs it. Yep. Reading this right now. Mm. Are you going to just do one, Kyle? I was going to, but now I will tell everyone about GOAT. <clears throat> if you're buying sneakers online, there's a good chance that the shoe you're looking at is fake. How can you be sure that it's real? Well, GOAT.com is the safest uh, way to buy and sell authentic sneakers online. They're the largest marketplace in the world for authentic Yeezys, Jordans, and over 600,000 other sneaker listings. They've made the whole process frictionless and trustworthy. Uh, they do this by only accepting from sellers with the best reputation and by verifying that all those all those sneakers to ensure their authenticity for buyers. Every detail is inspected from the stitching and the color to the size and weight. GOAT certifies that every pair of sneakers on their site match exact factory specifications. With over half a million sneakers on their platform and 10 million users, you won't find better prices for 100% verified uh, authentic sneakers anywhere online. Find the perfect 100% authentic sneaker at GOAT.com slash PKA. That's GOAT.com slash PKA. Yeah. Check them out. It's how you prevent yourself from getting ripped off with imitation sneakers. Spelled GOAT, G-O-A-T dot com slash P-K-A. So, Kyle, this article you linked, this is some hardcore fucking hazing right mm-hmm. here. This, I'm, I'm going to read some of this. Is, and this is, a, this is an NHL. This is uh, a couple minor league uh, teams, diff, different minor leagues. You know, there's OHL, CHL, a lot of different ones. Uh, QMJHL, a lot of these are are accused of this. And so here's just the first paragraph, and it goes <laughs> on for pages. <laughs> it launched in Toronto on Thursday afternoon against the Canadian Hockey League, the Western League, and the Ontario League, and the Quebec League was brought forth by Daniel Carcillo and Garrett Taylor. And the allegations are explosive and disturbing. According to the lawsuit, players in the class were, among other things, forced to masturbate in front of teammates and coaches and forced to sexually assault teammates to consume saliva, urine, semen, and feces. feces. I didn't see that. <laughs> Other players and to sexually engage with animals. Animals? <laughs> players had heavy objects tied to their genitals, had their genitals dipped in irritants and toxic liquids, and had objects such as hockey sticks, brooms, and food forced into their anuses. There's also <laughs> that players consume large amounts of alcohol and illicit drugs. That part is... Why would they add that sentence? I feel like they <laughs> just like long enough at the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you thought they were doing this oh, sober? You... <laughs> no, but yeah. like it's weird to me because they're like, dude, they, there was some hardcore stuff going. They had to consume saliva, urine, semen. Oh, and they fucked animals too. I'm like, how does that just that that's the lead, right? Am, am I? And who, yeah, I'm with mean? you a thousand like, percent. They're like shoving eggs it, up each other's asses. What was? They're like it, they had to engage in sexual acts with animals. First of all, be more specific. What kind of animals? Because if it's the mascot for the team, that is hilarious. If it is the mascot <laughs> for the rival team, bonkers, head on the ceiling, hilarious. All right. I need to if, if that's the case, I need to know. If, <laughs> if if like the if like the the rival team is the penguins, and you're like, all right, fuck a penguin. 
and you're, <laughs> and, and you're like standing there face to beak with a, a poor <laughs> penguin, a poor penguin. That Where'd she's, you get this? She's like, I'm really not affiliated with Sidney <laughs> Crosby. Where did you find a penguin? <laughs> What they're asking me to do to a penguin, and they, if they brought out an actual penguin, I'd be like, I, I gotta call the Dude, police. Let me read some of this stuff. <laughs> Give me the uh, during yeah, showers, penguin. rookies were required to sit in the middle of the shower room naked while older players urinated, spat saliva, and tobacco chew on them. At least once, the head coach walked into the shower while this was happening, laughed, and walked out. Rookies were repetitively hit on the buttocks with a sawed-off goalie stick, developing large welts and open sores. The injuries were so bad they couldn't sit down, even while attending local high school classes. <laughs> they advised the teams of the abuse, and it did not stop. On road trips, rookies would be stripped naked and sent into the bus bathroom eight at a time. The older players would tape the boys' clothes up in a ball, which were thrown into the bathroom. The boys were not allowed out until they were dressed, which could take hours. <laughs> Why? I'm missing something. <laughs> Older players would pour chew, saliva, and urine on them through the bathroom vents. This took place in front of coaches and trainers. Rookies had to bob for apples in a cooler filled with the older players' urine, saliva, and other bodily fluids. The older players would put the rookies in a laundry bin on wheels, four at a time. They would run the laundry bin into a wall as fast as it would go. Players suffering injuries, including being knocked unconscious. It was called the Rookie Rocket. The rookie rocket. <laughs> <laughs> Older players would organize orgies at house parties. Rookies were required to take part in sexual acts while the older players watched and took part. The head coach walked in on a naked rookie taped to a table with his buttocks in the air. The older <laughs> players were whipping him with the belt. The head coach took part, whipped the child, and laughed while the boy cried. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> are, are you trying to make a good hockey team here? Where's, where's that into play? <laughs> uh, that, that's most of the good stuff. I'm reading ahead. Yeah, you get the good gist good of stuff. it. Yeah. Uh, yeah there's, uh, the head coach provided the team credit card to one of the older players to buy alcohol for the team rookie party. The 16 and 17-year-old rookies were required to dress up in women's clothing and forced to consume large amounts of alcohol to the point of blacking out and vomiting. Uh, lots of stuff like that. Jesus. Don't stop. Fucking <laughs> roll! Uh, oh my god, that was so. Fucked. During team practices, the head coach took Taylor aside and demanded that he fight other sixteen and seventeen-year-old players to increase the intensity level of the team. This took place numerous times. Taylor was seriously, I'm sorry, Taylor was seriously concussed during one fight in practice, and he and other team members suffered injuries during fights. Yeah, man. Uh, some hazing. Is this what it was like for you, Woody? In no in men's in, league in, in, in B league men's league hockey. <laughs> <laughs> is, is All right, Matt, it's your first day here. Hop on the table and strip down. <laughs> yeah, welcome dude. to the rookie rocket. So welcome <laughs> to Jackass. This is the rookie rocket. <laughs> my team had like a lot of professionals on it. There were like different kinds of engineers, packaging engineers. A guy managed a golf club. Probably made more than all of us. And like the, but. If you got there early or stayed late, in, in hockey, there are some magic numbers. 10 is really good, 12, 13 are good. But if your, player, if your team has 11 players, then you're kind of fucked and it's hard to do like the rotations, yeah. Taylor knows. So what would happen is I'd stick around and be like, hey, I see you've got 11. But if you had me, it would be 12. You know, would you like to pick me up? And I'd get yeses a lot. These other teams weren't like ours. They had fucking strippers in the locker room and stuff. 
So yeah, like legit cool. strippers. And I'm I'm in there and it's like, huh? You know, it kind of feels like I'm the stripper too, but <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cause you know, you, you get totally naked. You're putting a cup on and everything. Like this is the whole deal. Mm-hmm. And uh so yeah, that had that going on, but it wasn't quite comparing to this. No, I, I've I didn't. No, get, I, I played hockey as a high schooler, not nearly at the level these guys are playing at, but higher than high school. Aren't level. you glad? There was no, no hazing of the kind. Like if a coach would have come in and even seen you like talking shit or bullying some new player, like you would have been sat. It would have been like, no, that's not what the team is. You don't talk so, shit. So Taylor, I'm sure, like in the back of your head, you've you thought, man, maybe if I committed a little more maybe if i tried a little harder maybe if i just had a little bit of an edge i could i could have gotten to to the pros maybe maybe that maybe that was a possibility maybe in all the alternate realities that exist there's a taylor out there somewhere and he's playing goalie for the blues after this though <laughs> after reading this is that little part of you going whoo we dodged a bullet, didn't we? Whew. Oh, come you know, on. Something, something crazy that I, I guarantee the goalies were not getting fucked with this way because you do not psychologically fuck with your... This is something that's very... What are you can back me up? Goalie is a very psychological position. No team wants to bring on a new goalie that's promising and immediately start hazing him. Being so, a goalie... So which positions like benefit from psychological torture? <laughs> no. Enforcer. So if you're a forward, <laughs> oh, if you can get in the head of your forward, make him cry himself to sleep at night, man, does he play Maybe hard. your enforcer, Taylor, huh? Like, fuck with that it, guy a little bit. Make him a psycho. If it's the enforcer, yeah. But, like, <laughs> even that, like, I'm just saying, being a goalie is like being... We've been a, raping yeah. Donnie all week. He's gonna crack some fucking skulls. <laughs> he's, still he's, a man. he's doing a hat trick. You know, he was skating kind of wonky, but he... <laughs> <laughs> But he scored his shots on point. Taylor, yeah. let me ask you this, right? Yeah. So uh, perhaps you've shared the dream of being a professional athlete. I think most guys have. I've certainly won a you know, daydream. Everybody who plays sports thought about it, of course. Yeah. Now, would you take a little hockey stick up the anus in exchange for playing for the Blues? Yes. It's a good deal, right? I'd take a lot of hockey stick up the anus. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I'd tape the big knob on it how that I normally shit? do. <laughs> how much? How much literal shit? Can a man eat before he's just like, you know, I, I, uh, accounting sounds fun. You know, I, I would take I a lot think, of shit. <laughs> I don't, I don't think Coomtar is going to spit in my eye every day when we're going over the numbers for the Jefferson account. So, and you know, uh, the guys on the team are like, you're complaining at this, you're a bitch. You're <laughs> fucking, I escaped gulag to complain. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, that's. That's that's some serious fucking hazing. I had no idea stuff that intense was going on. Allegedly, we'll see. You know, I guess we won't see because I'm never. Allegedly, allegedly, this guy was no joke too. How do you pronounce his name? Cicerelli. Uh, Carcillo. Yeah, he played for the 2010 Hawks, but I don't know how much he actually played for him. Let's see. Let's see. Says you played as much as he could with the injuries he sustained. Well, this was when he played for the Blackhawks, and that is. Oh wait, he embarking on a pro career that lasted ten days. The Blackhawks? No, Daniel Carcillo. He played, you know, almost 500 games total. Oh, I switched. I, I'm I moved on to Taylor without realizing it. Oh, he played. Okay, won the Stanley Cup. I guess it was 2013 with the Hawks. Only played four games in that postseason. Had one assist. So you still got your name on the cup. So pretty fucking cool, dude. You know, 
and those guys who scored one assist are better than ever. they could go over to Europe or Russia and play and just absolutely be the Harlem Globetrotter version. Is that true? It seems like nowadays the Swedish Olympic team or something they are they're competitors in it. You know, Canada doesn't win every year. Russia doesn't <clears throat> win every like. That's Russia true. Wins. Like it, the national teams are very different. Like Canada is always so fucking stacked. Russia's very good. Sweden is getting up there as being good. Uh, Germany, their, their team's not good, but they have a couple of players like America's in it. Yeah, America. The U.S. is in it. So don't yeah, get it, away it, from the rape and abuse, boys. Who cares about the standings in Europe? <laughs> They're eating shit. That you know what? Thanks for bringing me back to Earth. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, Sl- Slovenia's got quite the team this year. No, no, there's something called a rookie rocket. <laughs> you know what? You the first time I met you, Kyle, you put me in a rookie rocket in the parking lot of a fucking Walmart. Welcome to YouTube, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. I got hazed, and then Woody and Kyle made me eat their cum and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure this is gonna get me subs? <laughs> I didn't eat all that hutch cum to not take my turn when it was time. <laughs> I, I ate hutch and seen and by right. God, you're gonna eat. Everyone me. thinks seen anders is so nice, but you haven't sucked his dick like I have. Hello, everybody. <laughs> time to eat my cum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that shit. That is some fucking intense hazing. That is. You know, it's I'm gonna next go on the level. It's too much. Hmm. I, the one that was actually funny, though, <clears throat> like I could get on board with, was when they took like eight rookies, stripped them naked, took all their clothes, and duct taped them in this big clothing ball, put them, and then threw it into the public bathroom with them. And it would take them hours to like get the ball untangled. See, and that, get that is genuinely hilarious. Every that is actually every it's so creative, often, it's oh. cruel, and it's it doesn't hurt. But you're in there with the rest of your bros, and so it's like you're laughing about it. You're having a good time. You're not isolated. Like you're all just fucking yeah. naked, looking for your pants and your shirt. Like, no one it, gets concussion. I can't yeah. name it, but the, the, there have been some in the NFL. There's a lot of hazing, and some of it's financial hazing, right? Like ah, yeah, you have to buy all this dinner, and the dinner's like fourteen thousand dollars, and you know it seems like these guys are making a lot, but some of them aren't. They're making like three hundred thousand that year. Cut that in half after taxes, and then fifteen thousand dollar dinners like ten percent of their annual income. Like it's no fucking joke. So mm-hmm. I've I like it when the rookies come in and they try to haze them, and they're just like, no, no. Listen, I'm 22. I'm already the best wide receiver on on this team. I'm immune to hazing, and fuck you all. And the other players are like, yeah. <clears throat> He's right. <laughs> you know, if you're, if you're really good. When you're you fucking that alpha, that at 22 you're telling like the 30 year old veterans to suck your dick. I, I, I tip my hat to them. And they I have to because that's the NHL way. You, <laughs> this you is like NFL. This way, yeah. but, I, but I guarantee that they were in 2005 or whatever. They weren't like, all right, Sydney, all right, Sydney Crosby, run through the gamut of the spankings. Like it's like, no, I'm, I'm better than all of you. By a huge margin. I'm, I'm not doing this. Sidney no, Crosby? He was the one swinging the belt. No. The, he, no, he, he's like, he is terminally boring. Yeah, it, that's what, so was Jared Fogle. You know, it, it's, it's. Well, but he, uh, he raped kids. He didn't rape them. He, he had sex with them. Or did he do that? Or was he, a, he was, he was child porn or he was a chomo. It was both. He was a chomo. Uh, a triple threat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'll rape That's, them, I'll kidnap them, I'll look at their porn. I'm so glad I found that article. That's fucking... That's hilarious. I, you had me laughing so hard when this, it just kept mounting. Like, 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 like they called it the Rookie Rocket. Yeah. Like, what did they call it? <laughs> the concussions and the. We keep glossing. There's so many horrific things in there that it's easy to gloss over. The forced bestiality. Yes. Yeah, that got one, one sentence in the article. That, that shouldn't get one sentence. That's its own article. That's its own <laughs> article. That's, I really want to know more article. about the animal. I want to know so much more about the animal. Oh, what's the name of the team? What's the name of the team? We might we might be able to figure this out. Mm. The team they played on were the... Ah, the Chicago Dog Fuckers. The, the, Sarnia, the Sarnia Sting. So maybe they had to let bees sting them. And then there's the Mississauga Ice Dogs. I'm impressed you pronounced Mississauga. <laughs> I'm not convinced he did. I I looked at it and I was worried. Like, M I S S I S. All right. M I S S I S. M I S S I S U G A. Yeah, that's Jesus Christ. Dogs are getting their dicks stung by bees. I don't think that counts as sex. That's some. I mean, that's sexual to some people, but I I think there was some. But did they fuck an animal or did an animal? They definitely fucked an. What did they do? I don't know. I want to know. Thehockeynews.com. Like, 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 I was about to be like, surely they didn't like get fucked. But, it, but then it's like, maybe, maybe they got fucked by an animal. I don't know. The animal like, part. I'm, you bob for apples and piss and cum. You have no self-esteem. No. I'm reading the animal part and they don't mention that. It's very hard to track down. It just says, hey, these are things that happened in the Canadian Hockey League, the Western Hockey League, the Ontario League, the Quebec League. And then these are like a broad list of things that ha it's like, man, that's fucking 400 teams. It, exactly. It, yeah. It's like, these are three very large leagues of juniors and what it's not like it was all on the same team. Yeah. If I could just look down like Minnesota ice dogs and the allegations and maybe I'd learn more, but it, the way they phrased it, it, it's hard to track it. If you just Google <laughs> hockey, hazing, animal sex, there are far too many results. <laughs> Hazing animal sex. Oh, that's a lot of porn. Sorority hazing dog porn video. This should be illegal. You know, it really serves me right for using that, Bing. That, that, technically, Taylor, that is illegal. Well, I'm not clicking it. I'm not clicking on that porn. Oh, you can watch it. You just can't produce it. Or I shouldn't display just how much about this I know. You already have. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you had more more info on top of that little sentence it's troubling <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not uh, you know charlie knows bird law i know animal fuck law oh it, I, I got excited i cut off the topic are we, are we wrapped up on the hockey did you guys see the trump west point thing and the news on that i did not you I, missed I that know. I haven't been that, that super plugged in. So Trump did a speech for uh, the graduates of West Point this year, right? You know, it's the Army University College thing. And yeah. two things happened. One, he was unable to drink a glass of water without using two hands. Like he started one-handed, then he had to finish and use a second hand to tip the cup up. This didn't. This got past you, huh? No, no I, I've, seen, I've seen him do that before. Why the fuck does he drink water like that? It, this one was a little so I've seen him do a weird like lip pursing thing where he's like before he gets to it, but um, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I can find it. And then the other thing was uh, he had a real hard time walking down a slight incline. Uh, there was That's another guy. Good incline. It was not a pretty good incline. Yeah, and, it was pretty serious. Oh, really? I did see that. I did see that. You could have skied down that thing. He said it was slippery. It was not slippery. I know that for a fact. Um, where he, I I did know that. How do you he, know it wasn't slippery? I'm curious. Because a says, friend of the family graduated from West Point, and he and the boys were. You got a man on the inside. I do. He and the boys were fucking around on inside. that slope on that exact thing. There's grip tape on it, and he and the boys were playing with it like the the night before. And it wasn't rainy. It was bright and sunny. I'm fat as shit, and I'm 73 years old. I'm treating every 74 years old. Even makes my point better. I would. I'm careful on every decline. Yes. Yes. It's just. I'm old as shit. If I fall, all that weight, all that. That's it. That's it. Boom. Done. The so they're bringing a. I guess it's kind of fair play, right? Because Trump questions everybody else's health nonstop, and uh, hopefully that link works. Yeah, it does. So they're they're kind of like pushing it back at him. It does, mm-hmm. You know, it was worse in my memory. You see, he starts to take a drink. He kind of struggles, and then he tips it with his other hand. You know what I think it is? I think that he's got so much like spray tan makeup on that if it if he were to like dribble on his chin, it might run and look crazy. He's just being yeah. careful by using. I don't know. It looked to me like he's having trouble with the tip. So. The internet's going wild with it. Some guys are calling it like a, neuro- a neurological disorder, right? Mm-hmm. But it could be, in fairness, just a really sore shoulder from golfing or something, right? Like, like it doesn't have to be a decrepit. Like, I see shoulder injuries through a different lens, like a shoulder or a knee or whatever. That, to me, is almost an athletic issue, you know? It, people who play video games don't have shoulder injuries. People who go golfing do. So, like, th- there could be a lot of reasons he struggles to drink a glass of water, it doesn't have to be frontal temporal. I mean, his decision making is so sound that how dare we question these little things? <sighs> Touche. Why do you drink? Because I, I don't get like the strength thing doesn't make a sense to me because he did get it up to here, and then I think it's a stability him. thing. I think it's a, a stability thing. So he has I think to, like, maybe he's a little maybe he's a little shaky. Old people get those shaky hands, especially it, it, when they're it, on amphetamines. Old people do get those shaky hands. I've never seen in Trump before. Like this is a guy who gets a lot of camera time. You'd think we'd have, we'd observe it other times. Wait, we've, we've seen this before. Yeah, he's he's gotten shit before for drinking with two hands. I've seen him do the two handed drink before. Not the shaky hands though. That's what I was pointing. No, out I've never particular. seen shaky hands. Yeah. <clears throat> not vis- not. I don't know if I could tell anywhere. I don't I mean, know. I've, I guess I've maybe shaky hands. as a, as a non Trump fan. I like to see him get shit for health problems, even if they're imaginary every once in a while. They helped Hillary down the the icy stairs. And they're like, look at this decrepit woman. She can't be president. Now Trump is getting helped down a gentle slope with grip tape on it that's not slippery. He passed out into an open van and had to be In the heat. It was very hot, Taylor. It was was a very normal day. She was the only one that passed out that day. You know, you don't know that for sure. (laughs) I'll just say this. We all have older family members. When's the last time they passed out and had to be drug off into a minivan? I'll tell you this. My grandpa's older than Trump. And he never has to drink a drink with two hands. And he would beat the shit out of Trump. No, I no believe time. everything you and say. His yeah, this is probably all is true. To- yeah, and he's never made a mistake in relations with China. That's true. That's true. Not one. Not, not one. In all his 
Chinese dealings. I'm going to have to talk to my grandpa about running for office. He's a man of the people. Papa, I need to talk to you about something. <laughs> uh, I know you think that being the youngest candidate in this race will be a problem, but no. <laughs> Other presidents have been younger than you, Papa. Yeah. Like, just go up there and say whatever you want. You're going to be way more likable than everyone on the stage. You're going to be like, man, Biden, Trump, these guys kind of suck. This motherfucker, James, from Southern <laughs> This guy's making sense. I also had a coon problem, and then I put out poison, and now my trash is fine. You know what? I want to know how he trains his blue tick hounds. Well, I'm going to go into extreme detail about that. <laughs> Sir, what is your, what's your economic policy? Well, just try and get everybody a job. Uh, back to the blue tick. Uh, <laughs> Does he have blue yeah. tick hounds? That they're for- he did at one, at one point have, have a blue tick hound, and he... He's had many, many hounds over the years that he's What trained. does he do with them? Hunts. What does he hunt with them? F- fucking everything, whatever season it is. Does he go coon hunting? Yeah. Yeah, he goes coon hunting. You ever do that? I never actually went with him to go coon hunting. It's pretty no. sad. Is it? Why? Well, they, they chase the raccoons with, that are rather intelligent through the woods until they climb into a tree for you know, safety because that's what they do. And the dogs, that their job is to tree them. And so the dogs all circle the bottom of the tree and like growl up at the the, the raccoon to terrify it. <clears throat> and then the, the hunter comes along with a flashlight and a pistol. And he, your goal isn't to kill the raccoon. It's to wound it severely enough that it falls from the tree. Oh. That way the dogs can fight it. Oh, Wait. just that's sad. Just ki- And my grandpa didn't have running water until his 20s. And so he doesn't really give a shit. Well, that excuses it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he, I, I've told you the stuff he does. He like he went out with my youngest brother when he was like six and and saw a squirrel on it. He was teaching my younger brother to shoot on just a little 22. He took all of us and did this. And he was like, I you, see that right up there. Yep. Yep. Shoulder it. You got it. You got it. Just like we practice. Get it right there. And he's like helping him to aim at a squirrel. His little 22 learning to shoot. My youngest brother <laughs> shoots it and just. Gah! Good shot, apparently. Twitches and falls dead. And then my grandpa's just, ha, ha! There you go! There you go! That's one! That's the first one of many! That's the first one of many! Given those way too hard <laughs> farmer back of the backpats. You know, His hands giant, are just giant and thick and strong. Enormous, hands the size of my head just slapping way too hard. Congratulations. The size of what? My, my grandpa's a big <laughs> fan. And my, and my youngest brother apparently broke down weeping. <laughs> <laughs> she struggled over or how much he struggled over the, the the death of that poor little chipmunk or squirrel squirrel not a chipmunk mm-hmm. and you know that's what you need you need a grandpa that's gonna I, i've said this before he fucked with me when i was three because he's real good with his hands and he made a real nice looking duck out of play-doh and he did that because i was spending all day that day i was like maybe three years old trying to make something that looked like a bird that i saw at one of the ponds out of play-doh and it sucked because i was three and then he like took time to make a real nice one and he goes there you go taylor there's duck for you and i was just like looking at it studying it like wow cool a d- man someday i'm gonna be able to this and then he brings his giant southern missouri farmer fist down as i'm like two inches from it looking at it, and he just goes quack <laughs> and i just it scared me so much i just i apparently was inconsolable for like half an hour over that i'm three and he was busting a gut 
just laughing so hard over it. My grandpa's a troll. He's a very funny man. And all, all he wants now, he doesn't, he doesn't give a shit about politics. He doesn't give a shit about what's going on in the world. He just wants to watch professional bull riding in peace. <laughs> he's not a nascar man he's a professional bull riding man where every time i'll go into that room where he's sitting there after dinner just digesting i'll be like hey who's this he's like fucking trash so how does he feel about the brazilians and the bull riding is he cool with it does he root for him against him doesn't care dude maybe he, he likes uh, he he likes whoever's doing really well he doesn't give a shit about the the race thing whoever's he'll even say it's interesting you brought that up he's like yeah, these Brazilians, they're real fucking good. Real fucking good. This failure, Jose, he come in. He rode the Titan. Shit. <laughs> 11 seconds. You know what the second fastest one, the second most time? Some other, some fucker ride it for, for eight and a half. Barely made the cut. He rides it for 11. And it's like, like he he just loves bull riding hmm. immensely. Yeah, so he's, when I brought it up, wasn't it was a national thing to me? Like, like is a there's the Texas good old boys, and there's sort of a culture there, and then these Brazilians come in and they're tough as nails, like really just fearless hmm. bull riders. I guess they're all fearless, but he just wants he likes whoever can ride the toughest bull the longest, and that's mm -hmm. who is. I guess I always right. thought it was like NASCAR, where you kind of care who who wins the races, but you're really there to see somebody get stomped the fuck out. Hmm. I mean, that's entertaining, too, because unlike NASCAR, one out of three from my limited bull riding experience, just sitting next to him after like dinners and such watching it. These guys get fucked up constantly. It's, <laughs> I, it's like every single time they're about to pull that lever and let the bull go crazy. It's, it's like a 70, 30 chance with a 30 being that he gets absolutely fucked up. And like, the clowns bulletproof vests now. Like it, I'm sure they still get fucked up, but I look at it and I'm like, oh, that's that's like a serious bullet. It looks like a chill cowboy leather vest, like you might see in a movie. But you look at it a little more closely. Kyle, well, go ahead. It seems like you might know that something. That only protects them from the goring. That that protects them from full on penetration. Yes, but they're getting crushed. But it must still distribute even the crushing a little bit. Like if it's a it's hoof, off. but a hoof, it's gonna take. What was like one inch of pressure and turn it into three or four or something? Like it helps a touch, right? It'll, it'll keep them. It doesn't make them lighter. No, it's all about keeping the keep, keep preventing a serious goring. I think you know just a penetration. But the they're getting crushed. They're breaking ribs and, and crushed. Well, like let's do it this way. Let's say arms. I'm wearing a bulletproof vest and you punch me hard with your knuckle. With and without the vest, I feel like the vest helps a touch. Right. The same's true for a winter coat, though. Yeah, it, it does help marginally, and that's what you like want. A bulletproof vest, like, like, is is anything special? Like, like, it's just, it's just kind of tough. Like, it's it's not like thick. It's 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 thin. It's just a lot of like, I don't know. It's 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 a soft fabric. It's a it's it's not. The, the it, injury it, I see the most has, has nothing to do with the goring. It's either getting trampled on like arms and legs and stuff, or it's you know they they have to grab with one arm and and yeehaw with the other as they're doing it, because you can only hold with one arm. And what happens is, is as the bull bucks, their head comes down way too fast, and the top of the bull head smashes into their forehead, and that's what seems to be the big cause of injuries, is like they won't be able to stay steady enough, and then that bull bucks yeah. too hard, and then the hard skull of that bull is crashing into your forehead, and it's like, yeah, you're going to get concussed. You're going to get Yeah, this has a ton of foam in it. Yeah, this is very different than bulletproof. This is cool. This is exactly what they fucking need. You know, no, they need helmets. 
<laughs> no, only a pussy wear a helmet. Bull fighting. One in seven guys, it seems like, is getting their skull cracked on the back of those bull skulls. Some of them are a little thinner than others. It looks stylish. Can I get this in black? Yes, I can. Yeah, you can't get it in black. I will take a large. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah this, this helps a lot with the, but like, it's only on your chest. You know, the, I don't see any nut protection on this thing. No, there was that one. Uh, who was the writer who got his testicle crushed? I don't know. He was know. a famous one. I don't know. That sounds pretty fucking well, there's terrible. There's so many famous bull riders to choose from. It's, it's hard oh. to say. Well, there's Cletus McGillicuddy. There's fucking <laughs> uh, Tyson. You mentioned Fury. Jose already. Jose. <laughs> Alan. <laughs> John. John. Steve. Worst uh, bull riding wrecks of 2010 PBR. I wish we could watch this. Probably can't. It's. What yeah, if I uh, found like a live leak video? Can we could we watch that maybe? Or is that also no good? I just, I don't, it just seems like the sort of thing that's copyrighted. Yeah, YouTube gets tougher on that all the time. Oh my god, these people are dying. All right, I'm gonna stop. Sorry. <laughs> dying is rough. Yeah, man. I, I like the weirdo sports on ESPN and stuff. Like when they do like the strong man, kind of weirdo sport, but I guess I was headed more to like the lumberjack competitions and the, the knife ones where they take a knife and just cut a bunch of ropes and logs and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that shit too. Spelling I used to do paintball on there. I always liked it when they did paintball. I bet I can see why you would, but I find paintball to be super repetitive. You know, the guys just sort of set up in the same position, shoot ropes of paint accurately. I get it. But, and yeah. then it, the, I guess it's hard to do videography really well. Like it doesn't lend itself to it. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm not well, seeing like, down did that guy get hit? Did it bounce off him? Did it not explode? Like weird. Yeah. I, I don't think that, um, competitive paintball or, or spectator paintball works well with semi-automatic guns, like the really good guns. I think it would work so much better with like pump guns. Bolt or action. Like something action. that really slowed them down, you know, the rate of fire. Because when they're just shooting those full automatic ropes of paint, it's just, I don't know. It's not. I like well, the way you're thinking. It'd be fun to give them double-barreled paint shotguns and watch the strategy in that. You know, like you've got a real guns. I specifically said paint, but there was a guy you probably know his name. He in League of Legends, he used a double-barrel paint shotgun. It was like a sawed-off shotgun, only held two rounds, and this guy was so much better than like somebody like me that he could pub stomp with a two rounds in the with like two barrels. Yeah, there are a few people who would do stuff like that. The tactics that they, it, you know, the way that they, they played the game so much differently than we did because they would have, like, like, there's the guy who used the bow and arrow. Um, yeah. You know, I don't remember him, but okay. Uh, it's, it's a really cool setup. So you've got, like, you've got a bow, um, and it has an arrow attached to the string, but it's attached, attached on the back of the arrow. So imagine an arrow that will not come off the string that it's that it's being held on. And it goes into a tube. And at the end of the arrow, instead of a broad head or a pointy thing, it's a cup. And when he draws back, it allows a paintball to be fed down in front of it. And so when he releases, the arrow is pushing a cup, which is catching the paintball and launching it out of a barrel. 
So every time he draws back, he loads another paintball. And every time he releases, he fires. Is that accurate? And no more accurate than a paintball gun. Probably so, like, probably takes more talent to be accurate with it. Yeah, that was a really good description because I pictured it differently. I, I thought what he was going to shoot was an arrow with kind of a painty beanbag on the front. Yeah. Yeah, but no, that's Dangerous. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, and I was yeah. worried about that too. Like, man, I think I'd rather be hit with a paintball than that three and a half pound thing I described. Fucking Hawkeye over there <laughs> killed Billy. What do you mean? He, he got, where's Billy at now? He's dead. <laughs> right. What is I? I was also picturing a full-size arrow with a little... Ball on the end, like a beanbag, right? That's all wet. Yeah. Oh, oh, that penetrated me. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) oil-based paint in my in my blood. (laughs) It stings. It it burns. Oh, it burns. (laughs) Yeah. Um, those guys were always interesting, but but at the same time, I was just like, I just want a real gun. I just want a real gun. But for if if it's a spectator sport, like yeah, I like the lumberjack challenge, um, specifically when they do that thing where they climb up the pole really fast. There's a lot and, of good ones. I like it when they take like a 800 cc motorcycle engine, put it on a chainsaw, and cut through the big log three times. Like <laughs> that's cool as shit. That, yeah. I want to see somebody. I saw a guy. This is a little bit of a change of topic, but I saw this guy clearing out protesters over the weekend with a goddamn chainsaw. Did you see that video? I feel like I, I saw that from a few weeks ago. Is there a reason? Was it one? a Spanish guy, Mexican guy? I that, couldn't that had tell. The chainsaw? Yeah. Uh, he's, he's, he gets out of his truck and he's got like work boots on and like work jeans and he's just walking down the sidewalk, revving up this chainsaw, telling everybody to get the fuck out of here and then yelling about how the media lies to them in like broken Spanglish. That guy sounds awesome. Pretty cool guy. And uh, I like the dog show, honestly. I like the dog show, and I like the dog challenge. I prefer the dog challenge, but I like to see the pretty dogs. Oh, on the, the agility ones, maybe. The agility the ones, yeah, where they yeah. do the big long jump thing, and then they do the mm-hmm. the full course. I like all that stuff, too. I like when somebody brings a dog that isn't good at that. On, <laughs> like, like, on purpose. They show up with like their, their fucking American bulldog, and he's just like, the fuck are we doing here, Paul? <laughs> Did you notice everybody else is a terrier? Because, uh, <laughs> all right, here we go. And it just makes a mockery of the whole thing. I like that too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, on a related note, pain? the NFL Combine. So the, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but people are going to not, people are going to be upset. I don't know more, but there's an announcer, right? He's on the crew that like talks about the Combine all the time. He's old. He's fat. Um, He's not an athlete, right? Not at all. And he runs the 40, right? Which is a competition they're all ranked in. And then they take his 40 time and through the magic Mm. of like video production, put it up against this year's prospects. And it's pretty cool to see like a pro versus Joe. Like, like that guy represents me. And that's how here Joe, it sounds like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's not the worst, worst, but, but he's not good. He's not even remotely good. And it's fun to see how like a regular dude on the couch would do against these people. Poorly. Poorly. Poorly is the answer. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad sports are sucking right now and they're they're all losing money. They, they don't deserve it that money. I I, I it's back. You know, Something else to watch. Nah, well, you can go watch go watch some UFC, buddy. It's they're they're fighting right now. Are they? To Thursday? I think so. Okay. I thought, thought I saw the 18th. There was going to be a card tonight. What's the card? Oh, you might be no right. Idea. Yeah, I don't know. I know. Um, 
a handful of fighters are trying to get more money. And uh, I don't know how to feel about that, right? You want everyone to be rich. Like, how can you argue against a fighter wanting more money? But then it's like, Jorge Masvidal, who the fuck have you beat? You know, you, you, you beat Funky Ben Askren quickly. I'll give you that. Uh, and then, you know, Nate Diaz, who fights every couple of years. And who's he beating? Uh, who the hell else is Jorge? He beat Darren Till, I think. That's a good win. But, mm-hmm. you know, the guy's wanting champion money. He won the BMF belt, which was this made-up, badass motherfucker belt against him and Nate Diaz. And it's like, dude, you want to get, you, you think you're the best? Fight someone good. I dare you. Fight Colby Covington. Fight Usman. Fight, uh, who's another top guy? Well, they offered him Usman and he said no. Pussy. Right? Like, it, he, pussy, he would kick my ass. Nobody wants to fight the fucking Nigerian on, nightmare. Yeah, they would, call him the Nigerian nightmare. I think if he was forced to jump around on one foot and use one hand, Jorge Masvidal still beats me. So it's let's go easy on the pussy thing. <laughs> but, yeah, because I will ruin your financial future. <laughs> he would, yeah. He's but, so goddamn scary. Nigerian nightmare. If he didn't talk so much shit. If he was like, look, I'm kind of a gatekeeper guy. I don't, you know, I don't want to fight Colby Covington because it seems like it would really hurt. Then that would be a different thing. But instead, he says, no, I'm the baddest guy on the planet, but I don't want to fight other people who are actually the baddest men on the planet. My thing about the whole fighter pay thing is mm. you get paid your worth, and you, but you've got to honor your contract. You can't sign an eight-fight contract and then things go well for me, for you for three fights and you get some clout and then say, Oh, let's renegotiate this because the UFC won't do the opposite. You won't, if you lose three and nobody gives a fuck and they'll nobody's you. buying your Jersey, can they cut you if you've yes. got the contract, but yeah. don't they have to pay? I guess it would depend on the terms of the contract, right? They're one sided. Yeah. They can cut you at any time. I think they can only cut you after a loss. But um, they do do that sometimes. There's a guy fussed recently. He went three and zero, and then he got his first loss, and they kicked him out of the UFC. Mm. Um, Even so, if you've got like more fights on your contract. True. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm confident about that. So yeah, if you lose a fight, they can cut you. Period. Um, but I don't know. I I guess I, I side d- with the UFC on the whole thing. I yeah, I, I worry that I'm like being a jerk or against the fighters, but it's like yeah, you've got a contract. I just want them to fight. I just want. To, I'm a fan, I, and, and every time they say, "Oh, I'll absolutely fight that guy," you know, I'll fight Kamaru Usman for thirty million. Right? That's my way of not fighting Kamaru. Me Usman, too. Right? You know that they, 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 you lay those demands out, and that's how you dodge that fight. How much would you legitimately fight him for, Usman? I would want to meet him first. Right? It's like, Usman, <laughs> you realize that I'm a sweet guy and I have a wife and kids. I have a special needs kid that I'll need to take care of oh, for God, some time. From that string. Yeah, dude, in a fight with Usman, I break out every card I have in the deck. And if he's like, yeah, you do seem like a nice guy, I'd probably win by like rear naked choke. <laughs> I'll fight you for 50 grand. 25 grand, maybe. Uh, you- excuse me, Mr. Nightmare. Um, just so you know, when we go out there in the stage, I'm going to say some things. <laughs> now, I, I need you to know right now that I don't mean any of them. All right? But, well, you know, we got to sell some tickets, right? We got to let the people, they got to want to see you hurt me. But I don't want to see that. And neither does my family. It would be hilarious. 
if in one of these pre-fight conferences, a guy played off like he was really scared and referred to him as Mr. Nightmare. <laughs> like, Mr. Nightmare, I don't want you getting upset with me, quite frankly. You know, I would love to see that. That would be fun. I, would too, yeah. I don't want this, but Dana says if I, if I turn this down, that's it for me. <laughs> I'm just going to give it my all, sir. <laughs> Sir, it's perfect. <laughs> Mr. 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 Nightmare, Nightmare, sir. sir. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my approach. Mr. Nightman, sir. <laughs> the hardest thing about this fight is when you hit me. And the second hardest part has been making weight. <laughs> it's been a real struggle for 170. Jesus, I haven't weighed that since high school. <laughs> <laughs> you see that as your way. He's like, we'll do a catch weight. Don't worry. 185 works. <laughs> you know, that's almost Fuck. as big a problem. <laughs> can we do like 197? <laughs> I think I can make that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll bulk up. Sure. No, 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 no. no, no. Let's... Oh, God. Oh, uh, did you? Yeah. I saw Jocko talking with Joe Rogan. Did you see this by chance? I haven't seen it yet. I, it's been on my like to-do list. So... Uh, I forget the third party's name, but he's an athletic, non-fighter type guy. And if people don't know, Jocko Wilkerson, does that sound right? It Something very close right. to that. I mean, probably people just know Jocko like Madonna. Yeah, right? that's, that's me. So this guy is big, he's strong, he's a Navy SEAL, he's a trained killer, and he's also a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt, right? And he's having this cool weekend where I forget the three things they did, but they're like... Hunt, they did something that he's never done, like maybe surfing or something like that. They did something the other guy had never done. There were three guys, each had their specialty. They had this super cool weekend. Well, this guy that he was rolling with is not a fighter, right? And he goes against Jocko, and I think Jocko doesn't realize how non-Jockos are fragile. You know, he's he's just, I'm watching him describe what he did to this man, and just he's going like this but he doesn't look like me his deltoids are like bowling balls his neck is thick like a tree and he's got traps that stick up and he's like yeah so i put him in this ezekiel choke and i'm like holy shit this guy's like made out of wood and strong like a like a pro and uh anyway so he's on top of him in full mount putting on an ezekiel choke which is like you you kind of take your arms and anyway he breaks the guy's neck. Breaks oh, a, no. He breaks a bone in the man's neck. And uh, uh, it, Jocko's describing it, and he's kind of laughing about it, but he also feels a little guilty about it. And he's like, but you know, that guy struggled. And Joe Rogan is like, you broke his neck? You broke a bone in his neck? It's your obligation to be a little more careful. And Joe's trying to, like, I, I see him both not tearing him down on the JRE, this mm -hmm. giant platform, and also being like, you know, what happens with regular people is they roll with the Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt and think that that person is going to keep this all under control. And Jocko's like, well, you realize he was trying really hard. So, yeah, I did. And it's like, no, 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 no. That's not what they think. They think that they can sort of spaz out and because you've seen this every day for decades now that you've got it all under control, that, that they're safe with you. But you're not safe with Jocko, dude. Jocko doesn't under like, like if I was rolling with something delicate, like a parakeet, 
then I would understand that this thing requires a delicate touch. I don't know how I roll with a parakeet exactly, but this guy doesn't realize we're parakeets compared to him. Yeah. Yeah, that's not cool. So the guy, uh, like his, um, he's coughing. He's having struggles, you know? And he's (laughs) just not, it's like something stuck in his throat. And he thought he had throat cancer. And he's like, weeks are going by, months are going by. He's like, man, I think I got... I think I have cancer. It's, a, it's hard to swallow. And, and like, <laughs> and he, he goes to the doctor, he takes an x-ray, and he's like, you have an untreated broken bone in your neck, and it's calcifying in a weird way. Oh, wow. He's like, did something happen? And he's like, I know, when the, I know what happened. Jocko broke a bone in my neck, and he never got it treated. And it, like, bones heal. If people don't know, like, I, I learned a bit about this because I broke a bone a few years ago. If you never get it treated, like if, if pretending we're not in like modern medicine, they find a way kind of to bridge again. And sometimes these bones are trying to do it like misaligned. Yeah. There's, there's like a Z, but it heals. They find a way and then you have, a, you've got a Z shin. That's the new you. Um, and then that's kind of how I imagine his neck went, you know, he just has. So they did some sort of surgery and scraped away the extra calcification and he still has trouble. And he Jesus. fucks with them a little bit. Like when he's in Jocko's presence, he's like, <laughs> 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 "That's fucked up." It, I, yeah, I don't think Jocko seems to understand his level of responsibility to be gentle, right? Like, we're putty in your hands, Jocko. Be kind. And yeah, so, but you yeah, were spazzing, cool Woody. Yeah, like compared to you, like, uh, listen. You know, when Colin was a little kid and he wrestles with me, I'm taking care of him. Good you know? example. Yeah. yeah. And uh, much better than the parakeet one. I don't know how I went there. <laughs> but yeah, you know, when you wrestle with a kid or something, then you make sure that that kid ends up okay at the end of this session. You know, he was going hard too. <laughs> yeah, right? Can you imagine saying that to a parent? Well, uh, I mean, he was going hard. <laughs> He's seven. Right. I know, and he was giving me everything he had. Uh, and I thought, if I don't give him everything I've got, he's going to think adults are just bitches. <laughs> he's going to think I'm a bitch. Couldn't have it. Just guessing. Are you talking about a child molester being too gentle with a victim? Yeah. <laughs> no. How did you know? <laughs> you can hear us in the other room. Uh, so I gave him the Stone Cold Stunner. <laughs> Wait. The Stone Cold Stunner? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Is that what you're really talking about? I don't think so. No. Yeah. Well, no. There's a guy named Jocko. You familiar with Jocko? Maybe he's really popular on YouTube. Jocko Willink? Is that his name? Yeah, that's the dude. Yeah. He rolled. Jacked the shit. Yeah. And he's a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt, next Navy SEAL, and he broke a guy's mm-hmm. neck. A friend of his. Uh, they were on just. Purpose? No, he was just too oh, rough good. with him while rolling. <sighs> And uh, and he feels bad about it, but he's also able to still laugh about it. It, it, uh, I didn't get the vibe that he felt bad enough. Well, how was we'll skip past it, but like, was he paralyzed? No, no, no. Uh, the bone broke in his neck, and he didn't have it, he didn't know that he broke a bone in his neck, so it wasn't like the spine, it was something else. And uh, yeah, 
It might be that. That's what they said that well, when Jeffrey Epstein hung himself and the, the coroner was like, yeah, he's got a shattered hyoid. Uh, I've seen a lot of hangings and that's literally never happened. And that's like, <laughs> so people just heard up. this, but I, I think that happened is instead of getting it professionally like aligned and fixed like you would have broken bone, he didn't know. And it got like over calcified and now he coughs and they had a little surgery to help it, but he's not 100% better. So Woody, how is, how is your streaming going? I, I haven't... Maybe I haven't been online when you've been streaming. I haven't seen you. I much. haven't been streaming as much. Uh, it's because I'm really, really into Tarkov. And it's like, I'm fucking leveling up. I'm on a mission to make money. I'm on a mission to do this. And, and my stream, like, they want to play marbles. They're asking, like, should I marry this girl? We've been together for 21 months now. I just inherited $37,000 from my grandmother. How do I reinvest it? And it's like, uh, Look, I love you to death, but I'm really uh, I'm trying to hit level thirty before the end of the night. <laughs> um, so I need to get back into streaming. I did do a stream ish last night. I was on Pastilli's podcast. They're, I think it's Pestily, and they never correct me, but um, he has a Tarkov related podcast, and sometimes they have debates and what I'll call normal players, you know, people who aren't gods are poorly represented. So he reached out to me and he's like, what are you even playing this thing hardcore for four or five months now? Uh, why don't you come on and represent normal people? So that's what I did. It's like a strictly Tarkov podcast. No, it's a mostly oh. Tarkov podcast, but it can go anywhere. What well, I, that's I did, nice of him to have you on. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It went, it, I think it went well. It hits, it'll be on his YouTube channel before too yeah, long. Yeah. I saw you on the front of Twitch. Oh, really? Yeah, you were like fourth, fifth? Oh, I didn't know. Always on the front of Twitch. That guy is the king of the castle right now. Good for fucking him. I'm yeah. glad he's one of those guys. Like, I see him on there, and like, because we all spoke to him, and he's such a genuine, friendly guy, it's like, hell yeah, dude. Like, I hope this rolls for you for a long time. Yeah. Very like He's doing great. He's a great guy. This drop event is uh, is great for so many people. I, I, it's a really cool thing they're doing. Now they rotate the drops for the uninitiated. What that means is... If, drops? I, don't, I still don't know what that means. Yeah, that's what I'm getting. Um, if you are watching a Twitch streamer who has drops enabled uh, and you have your Twitch account linked to your Tarkov account, you get like random items given to you for free. So you're getting paid in in-game currency essentially for what for tuning into a twitch stream and um this time around they're rotating who has drops enabled like all right this guy gets it today and tomorrow that guy gets it the day after and the day after. so before mm -hmm. what they did is like all right everybody has drops but then sort of the cream rose to the top and like three or four people really reaped the benefits Pastilli being one of them that was that was when like he came to my attention and then we got him on the show but this time they're like giving it to different people at different times. So like I saw uh, Aqua FPS, who's a guy that I really like a lot. He's like a, a, I think you'd like him, Taylor. He's got an interesting sense of humor and uh, he's, he's real fun and lighthearted and he has a good time with the game. Kind of looks like you a little bit. Well, and handsome. Uh, yeah, good looking fella and uh, smaller head though. And, um, but, but he had 21,000 people on his stream and he's normally a guy with a few hundred, maybe a thousand, something like that. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so instead of everyone get not everyone, but instead of like 30 people getting it or even 10 and everyone going to Pastilli, now yeah. they take turns. And also they do this. By the way, never stop doing this if you're a Tarkov person with drops. I'll put my stream on this guy so I get drops. Even though I'm not watching, you know, I'm 
I'm getting drops because I'm in the other room. And when their time is up, they raid the next guy with drops. So like I went on, I was gone for the weekend doing my whole flying thing. I did it last weekend. I had a super great time. And uh, I hardly missed any drops because the whole time it was like, you know, all right, I'm done. Send you on to the next guy. There's my laptop in the hotel room getting transferred to the next dude, still getting drops. Good shit that you're getting in the drops or no. is it more like every once in a while, like it's you get 10 cents every so often. And it's like just the amount of time you watch. Benefits it used to be life. good shit. And I've heard rumors of some people getting good shit, but this time around it's early in the wipe. So everything's worth a little more than it will be two months from now. But it's seriously like bullshit. Hats you can wear that aren't protective. Um, Sucks. Wires. Like things that I might not pick up off the ground is, is a lot, represent a lot of my, my drops. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah. straight up <clears throat> fucking trash. Do you ever watch Deadly Slob? Yes. I like him. Yeah. Uh, him. Uh, Landmark is incredible. Yes, uh, I, I watch. Landmark. I like him too. Um, I don't. I'm. I don't know if I like him or not. I don't know if I like him Can as a I person. Talk about him. It, sure. He was a, for me. Landmark was a bit of an acquired taste. Uh, so people don't know. Landmark is amazingly good, right? Maybe ex Calish, like one of those guys that just seems to win every gunfight. Some reason you're like, God, what? Like, what is the subtle difference between the way he does and I'm doing it, or the not so subtle? You watch that, right? But the player, like, it's not jokes the whole stream or whatever. And over time, I've come to appreciate him as sort of a sincere, more like a, maybe a hard laugh, right? So if something's actually funny, he'll laugh along. If you know, he, he smiles and I, I've taken his, you know, not every second is funny to him as a more genuine version. And I like him. I like watching him. I'm in his streams all the time. You know what he did that made me YouTube. mad? This is what he did that made me So I want to play with him. And he has a, if there's this thing on Twitch, I'm sure Taylor knows. If you watch long enough, you build up these channel points. And yeah. it takes something like 150,000 channel points to play with him, which is a lot. That's a lot. So I got up to like 90,000 points. And I'm like, you know what? I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So, right? You know, like I'm, uh, it's not soon, soon, but I'm narrowing in on doing duos with Landmark. And uh, I, like I said, I got to about 90,000 and he removed that benefit. And I'm like, what? Bastard. <laughs> I've been saving for this for, since February now. And I, Somebody let Landmark know what he wants to play with. <laughs> I've been you, you tell Landmark to play with wood. <laughs> I haven't. Um, 90,000 made up points. <laughs> I did. I did. And, and sometimes I feel like maybe. Because I'm uh, because I'm on this podcast, like I could maybe get special treatment sometimes. But oh, I'm I've never doing for you right now. You tell Landmark <laughs> what he wants to play with. I've never asked for any special treatment. Usually, when I want Landmark's attention, I put it in a donation message, just like everybody else does. And and uh, but if there's no other way to win, I might use this card. <laughs> I might have to. You, you, you got to be careful with those Twitch point rewards. Yes, like I think I told you guys, like I. There was one reward Twitch suggested, like, add more channel points. Like, when I got partnered, one of them was like, 1,500 points to play an ad for everyone. And I was like, oh, I don't know why someone would want to purchase an ad that everyone has to watch, but whatever, okay. And I enabled that one. And I tell you, I got I got a minute and a half into that stream before <laughs> these motherfuckers had set up 
So you'd have to watch like an hour and 10 minutes. <laughs> Dude, I did the same thing. If you didn't, and I, and I had to go like, the people were like, what the fuck? And I'm like, I'm going to the settings. I'm turning it off. I'm turning it on. <laughs> and then it even said, it's like, would you like to remove this benefit? You have 73 minutes of ads remaining. <laughs> no, no, I'll go ahead and no. Dude, I'll I have one. Out. It's kind of expensive-ish. It's like 5,000 points or maybe 2,500. In any case, I have to hydrate. And my chat will straight up bully me, right? Like one guy does a hydrate, another guy does a hydrate, another hydrate. I can get 20, 30, 40, 60 hydrates in a row. It's like, how am I supposed <laughs> to even do this? Or, yeah. I, I like the timeout one. I, I, I leave the timeout one up because that means you can pay like a thousand Twitch points to, so that somebody else in chat who you don't like can't talk for like five minutes. <laughs> and every once in a while, someone will piss off the chat and they'll like pile on where <laughs> it's like you can't talk for I, I don't know how it works but it's just like timing out the same person so uh, yeah, it's fun my, yeah, i have a ton of fun on twitch do you have feed your pet no no i, I don't have many custom ones uh, that, no, i've got that's I've got all my custom ones emotes. twitch suggested for me i made mine kind of expensive like two hundred thousand points or something it's maybe it's one something but in any case uh yeah so they'll, they'll give your dog a treat I have to go downstairs. I get the dog. He's usually like, uh, you guys have seen him before, but it's, he's mm -hmm. a great date, so it's not a dog you see all the time. And uh, Goofy Ender comes in with this one floppy ear and eats the treat, and <laughs> everybody likes it. But as much as I enjoy that stuff, when I like buckle down and I'm trying to rank up in Tarkov, like that's why I haven't been streaming as much. Cause... I, I like that when people, like you're saying, like they'll take your, your side a little more. Like I was trying to finish the 60 days in, and I was like three minutes from the end and I could hear Fozzie. I know it was Fozzie because he was ringing the bell so aggressively. I could hear him ringing and I was like, oh, guys, we just got to get through the last three minutes. Fozzie really has to go to the bathroom right now. And immediately everybody's like, go let your fucking dog out, you <laughs> monster. Pause the fucking video. Go let your dog His out. His bladder's like, this you, big. You. I was like, you guys are right. You guys are right. I'm going to let my dog out. <laughs> so it, it's a bunch like the. Twitch is so much more fun than YouTube. Like the immediate chat interaction is fantastic. It's fun like seeing all the, the jokes they make and they make funny ass jokes like i will definitely if the chat's moving really fast and i see a real good joke in there and people didn't notice it i'll snipe that shit steal it as my <laughs> own that's, that's my joke now bitch <laughs> so yeah twitch has been a blast yeah a ton of fun i need to get back at it i was having a good time and i hit level 30 i hit level 30 last night and nice uh i, I feel like it really turns the corner in tarkov what level is Pastilli? Pestilly, whatever. Uh, I he's think he's in the 50s. Going, so it's... Yeah, but it, it the difference between 30 and 50 is much bigger than you might than it sounds. It's probably exponential. Five yeah, five times more or something. He he ranks up really quickly because he's really good on the mouse and keyboard, and he's also really knowledgeable. So he finds things faster, and yeah, you know. it it also depends like how much you want to rank up because there's a certain point where it's just i don't know like a badge of honor like like the number doesn't matter like, like 40 like, yeah yeah i guess so like, are you getting you higher all the base traders? stats like every time you up yeah, yeah your um, base stats get better I those are like an rpg character so it doesn't really matter so much that you're level 50 versus level 45 like you'll get better at like reloading the more reloading you'll do you do you know or like you'll oh. get better at health the more times you've healed yourself so it's like skyrim exactly where you, yeah, can, yeah. Where you can just cast illusion over and over to no one and get there's 100 illusion well they've patched that sort of thing so that like you can only rank up like so many skill 
points per um, raid that you uh, that you're in. So like, you know, every time you chamber around, you're ranking up your uh, assault rifle skill. So like, you could sit there with a macro and have it just reload an SKS over and over and over and lay in a bush. But there's diminishing returns. So once you go up like two or maybe three levels, it's like, okay, now you get one millionth of a point every time you reload instead of one tenth. Um, so yeah, it's one of those things. So you can't cheese it. Not efficient. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, all, all that's pretty much right. Um, it's, I want to find a new single time. player game, a really fun new single player game with a great, great story. Fallout New Vegas. I mean, but like, I'm bad at games. So what? Perfect. Fallout New Vegas. Put it on. Is it really that easy? Put it on normal difficulty. Yeah. Okay. But get invested in the but get invested in the story and care about it. Or like if if you see it as a race from point A to point B. Listen, let me let me pitch this to Kyle and ask him. Taylor's putting on a show. He's interacting with the chat. Every time there's a cutscene, he kind of diverts his attention and doubles down on chat interaction. Won't that not work with Fallout New Vegas? Or am I wrong? There aren't cutscenes. Not okay. really. I don't. I don't remember cutscenes. I mean, there may be. It's been a couple of years. Maybe I just don't recall them. There aren't <laughs> going to be cutscenes. There's plenty of time to just stop though and, and, and talk if you mm. want to. And it's one of those things where like you do a lot of fetch quests, but they're good fetch quests. So like somebody will tell you to go to this cave somewhere across the Mojave and kill all the monsters that live in it and rescue Timmy. And so like you know. You'll get into a bunch of fights on the way to rescue Timmy, and then you'll finally get to the mouth of the cave and do okay. your thing. Like I, I played, to me, it's the best single player game ever. I played Borderlands, and all the story happens in cutscenes, and I yeah. felt like I missed most of the story because those. That's when I could really pay attention to chat. You know, Borderlands is one of those games where there's like six thousand bullets coming at you, but they're all kind of inaccurate, and you just be where the bullets aren't. <clears throat> but that's hard to do while looking at chat. So, yeah, chat, um, chat makes games a lot harder, but it makes it more fun too, and easier in the way that if you can try and discern between the lies and the truth when you ask, like, "Hey, where do I need to go from funny. here?" <laughs> they so, are. so I, in my opinion, like, like uh, I think Fallout New Vegas is is the best single player game you could possibly play. Um, as far as like incredible story, you could play it for forever. Like, there's so much shit to do. It's a gigantic open world with many main missions to do. Um, Bioshock is fucking that. cool. Like, yeah, like I already wrote first... down Bioshock. Like, I'm, I'm making a list of things that I like. I want to get through Red Dead Redemption too because I'm genuinely having fun playing Red Dead. Yeah, yeah, that's a brand new AAA title. You should you should stick with that for a while. Red Dead, Shit. Red yeah. Dead, yeah, it's it's fun. You you would like it, Kyle. Oh, I'm sure I would. Yeah, I've I've watched videos of it and I've, I know of it. I know what's going on. But um, but yeah, Fallout Fallout's so good, dude. I, I think. You need a new PC. It's it's time to pull the trigger on that. Um, Probably the, not for the, the Fallout though, right? Yeah, for Fallout, I would need like a new graphics card, right? You won't. Is no, you can play four it. Years old. <clears throat> it's much more than four years old. It's probably closer to ten years old. But it's um, the mods. If you it, the mods, you can mod it to make it look so cool. And you so so here's the thing about PC gaming that you haven't even gotten into. Modding is so cool. Like I'm like not. you. Like you're a big fan of things like Lord of the Rings, obviously. Mm-hmm. So like and Fallout, especially, I guarantee there is a Fallout mod that your character looks like whichever Lord of the, you can make him Gimli, 
if you wanted, and you could give him Gimli's axe if you wanted, and it, it would do what. That's or a you good could be choice. Legolas. Any of those things, you know, you could pick. I guarantee there's a RoboCop mod where you have RoboCop's gun and RoboCop's helmet, and you have his voice lines. Like like the the things that mods can do to a game like Fallout in particular are virtually endless. Like 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 literally adding voice lines so that like every time you do like a a, a Vats kill which is where you like go slow motion mode and kill somebody like you can make it have like catchphrases from any number of movies. Like, like mods do so many incredible things. I've played new Vegas a little bit, like maybe a a few hours worth, not not enough to really get deep. in. Just, is that the one where like at one point you go to some shanty town shitty, like it looks like cardboard and corrugate metal. So that's all of them. Um, essentially you play, uh, at the very beginning of the game, you get shot and buried alive, essentially, and then saved by this western town doctor. You, the game takes place in the Mojave Desert, and the central figures are the um, the RNC, the or which is like the new the NRC. Anyway, it's it's the New Republic of of California, New California Republic NCR, something like that. And then there's like Caesar's Legion, mm-hmm. but but they. Pre- they can't fucking read, so they call him Kaiser instead of Caesar. Uh, you know, it's it's post-apocalyptic. It's in the future. Everybody mm-hmm. was in those vaults, locked away for like a whole generation. So, um, you know, everything's all mutated and irradiated. And it's, I, I love those games. They're my favorite games. Yeah, they, I mean, they look so in depth and fun. Like I can see getting into those. And to Woody's point, like the chat interaction, like I would see it the same way as Skyrim, where it's like, if I want to look at chat, I can just kind of stop moving my character. That's you know, true. Like, just stop moving them as long as there's not a giant near. Ever Does everybody, the first time they play Skyrim, see that giant near uh, White Hold or whatever the fuck it White is? Run. White Run. And be like, yeah, I like can r- take him. <laughs> you just get absolutely Yeah, put up your dukes. <laughs> and then he just he comes just over and boom. you with that giant club. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely one of those games where <clears throat> like as you're like walking through the desert, you're always getting into like encounters and mm-hmm. uh like like all fighting random shit. But there's plenty of times that you can just stop. What are those talk. scary like bipedal monsters? That, that which ones? No, the ones that are like when it when it's coming at you, it's it's getting real. Like the ones you have to give special attention to. Those are oh. just humans. Uh, it's, it's a mon- <laughs> you're thinking of um, death claws death claw that's what it is yeah i remember really underestimating those a few times they 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 didn't even seem like they were taking damage from my shit <laughs> they just kind of were walking up to me they weren't no they, <laughs> they we're not especially the amount i was missing i remember there's the mission like where you have a gatling gun and I was like walking around that town. And it's like the death claws or whatever the fuck it was. And I was just like, dude, I'm the fucking grand poobah of lead slinging right now. Nobody can stop me. And then you see a death claw a thousand yards away and you just are right on it. And then by the time it gets 50 yards from you, it's like, oh, the health bar hasn't moved at all. Yeah, that's Fallout even- 3. That's Fallout 3? Yeah, that's the one that's got kind of a colonial kind of feel to it because it takes place in Boston. Oh, this is uh, definitely... No, it, it's in the desert, huh? It was in it was in some shitty desert town. It, it, I, I know so little about it. It, it was well, just a devil running at me, and it there's it just like me. this preloaded mission in Fallout Three, where like one of the very first things you do is, um, you know, you face off against a bunch of like gang members with a minigun, and then a death claw comes up, and it can be kind of hard because you're so early at the game. 
<clears throat> That'd be fun. I, I genuinely just want more GTAs to come out. GTA Five is the most fun game I've played. It'll be a while. In my entire life. Yeah, you, I have no fear, spent, Taylor. One comes out every fifteen years, so you're cool. It's this is the very, Skyrim. I would love a new Skyrim. It is. It, it, but the, everyone at Bethesda should be put in jail. <laughs> Wait, what? Time it has taken them to make a new Skyrim. Stop They're doing online. No, I don't want to do online. I want the single player brand new game. I don't want to be one shithead among many. I want to be the king shithead running around the world. Yeah, I'm with you there too. Yeah, I'm the same way. I don't want to play Elder Scrolls online. I want to play a new Fallout uh, or a new uh, Skyrim, a new Elder Scrolls game. I can see how GTA 5 online would be fun because it's all, it seems to be like tongue in cheek. You're joking around, like pretending. I was watching one guy's stream trying to get a feel for it. And he was literally his character and a bunch of other characters. His character was on trial and he was having to like work with another character who was his attorney. And they were having like real arguments with a guy as the judge, like hearing the arguments. And I was like, this is, this is either the dumbest thing I've ever seen <laughs> or very, very cool. Like, well, what are you going to do? Sentence him to not be able to turn his game off and restart. <laughs> <the spot> point? <laughs> like, can you not do that? So. Yeah. That game, that's one of the most expensive games ever made. Uh, it's like a quarter of a billion dollars. Uh, Grand the Theft Auto? Cost. Yeah. I think you're right. I, I want to say two. Story mode, didn't you? No, never played it. Oh my God, dude. Taylor, it's, can you look up the actual amount? I'm curious about it. I think it is. 250 like a, million was the initial cost. Yeah. Yeah. I remember it was super expensive and it was really profitable too. Like oh it, yeah. Like it, sometimes you. Million. 265 million is what it costs to make. That's what it says. Thank you for looking it up. Uh, yeah, it, it's, and it turned out to be a great, I think it made over a billion. Does that sound right, too? It, it did look in there, yeah. It made six billion. Wow. Yeah, most games keep the costs way lower. You guys start, like, if you're looking for just something to play, I know you're all in Tarkov right now, Woody, and Kyle, you're you know, mostly in Tarkov. If you're looking for a story mode, fun, single player, GTA Five is... It's brilliant. And the, you know how people be like, oh, the, the dialogue in this game is so funny. It's so real. It's so entertaining. Usually that's a bullshit claim. It's honest to God, hilarious. So much of the dialogue. I'll bust out laughing. Music at some is of good. The music is great. Yeah, you, you, you pick some, through so many different radio stations. I like that a lot. Uh, and just the little mistakes that'll happen where you'll be on a mission and then you'll accidentally run a few people over and then suddenly you have to be... On a, on a high speed chase, but or you didn't get into the multiplayer for Grand Theft Auto. No, no, I haven't done any multiplayer. Why not? I, uh, I just didn't do it. Are you like using a controller? Red. Yeah, yeah, for GTA, I am, and for Red Dead, I am. It's like typing. You, after 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 like a brief break in period, you are the grandma doing this, dude. Someone please no, clip the, Kyle I'm, and I's disappointed faces. I'm, I'm the <laughs> alpha gamer. Dude, you don't understand. It, like, like, like I, I gave this is. Ex I just, I just nailed it. You are the grandma, pecking away with two fingers, saying it works just fine this way. <laughs> Meanwhile, everybody else is going fucking eighty words per minute with masterful control and getting their. Oh, I'll go head to head on a Guam battle. Wait, a what battle? Guam. Remember typing class where you had to get your Guam up. Your yes. general word words a minute or something like that. Mm -hmm. I'm telling okay. you. Okay, I'll get on it. I'll get on it. it 
I'm, I'm looking forward to when Taylor gets his new gaming PC, right? 16 cores, NVIDIA 3090. <laughs> he still hooks a controller to it. You can't do that, too. You can't no, I'll buy that. a brand new PC, and then I'll do like a Twitter poll and be like, what do you guys want to see? You want to see me play this new awesome game with a thousand mods? Or do you want to see me make fun of this TV show? <laughs> make fun of the show. Make fun of the show. Make fun of those fucking fat people on my 600 pound life. Make fun of the people on intervention. Make fun of the people on my, uh, uh, oh, what was that other one? Thousand pound sisters. Um, have you, have you bought more monitors yet? I've only got the same two. I've always had, two. or I've had since I got the PC. Yeah. I have I, this one for you guys every time we do recording. And then this one for gaming. I think I'm going to tilt my side monitors vertically. Have you seen the new curved point. monitors that are like crazy curved? Are you getting No, them? mine is a gentle curve. I guess it's something This thing that. is intense. Like it's like a fucking U. What's it called? Shit. I don't know. I I, I just watched an article on it the other day. I read an article. <laughs> I was gonna let it go. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, this one's nine hundred dollars. Samsung CJ <laughs> 90 43 inch L C D. Taylor. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful skyline they've got on that stock photo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the way your stream's going, it makes sense for you to invest in. Like it, it, it would. I. I guess I'm a little looser with business expenses than personal expenses. You know, like it. You don't cheap out on what's bringing in the dollars. I agree with you. I I made the mistake last night. Someone said, "Like, are you going to keep doing the prop shit where you're fucking around with like the." <laughs> like that kind of silly stuff and i was like yeah i'll keep doing it when it when it when it's good for a laugh if you want to donate the exact amount of money it costs to buy something on amazon i'll just i'll, I'll write down what you want and i'll do it i had somebody donate 12 dollars to buy the nicest kazoo on amazon i had someone donate 30 dollars <laughs> to buy the cheapest didgeridoo dude uh, seven dollars for a fuvuzela <laughs> and then 95 for a propeller hat i uh the, one of the guys, I do this acrobatic extra, extra flying large. thing. One of the guys I was with last weekend, that's funny, uh, <laughs> he likes ASMR, right? And I was telling him about your plans to just <laughs> fucking middle finger the ASMR category on Twitter. Because Taylor pulls four digits, right? Taylor will get a thousand people, sometimes into the thousand. And uh, uh, with that, he can rule ASMR. So he bought a kazoo, a child's keyboard, and like uh, Ooh, get a, a slide whistle. Oh, chalkboard is great. Anyway, I told him about this. And even though he likes ASMR, he was in complete support of your idea to raid the, the category. And he's like, that's funny. I'll watch it. I'll check that out. So, <laughs> hey, I got you one viewer. Glad, I, glad I could help. I, I mean, that's one of those stream ideas where, like, in my head late at night when I'm writing it down, I'm like, dude, that's funny as shit. And then, like, the thought of actually doing it, I'm like, all right, but what do I do in, like, minute eight? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I had that same question. Like, like this is the great nugget of an idea. How is this a two and a half hour show? I don't know. But let Taylor figure it out. Yeah, it's definitely not. I'll, I'll figure something out. I'll, I'll make it funny. Yeah. I, how much is a binaural microphone? What was that? <laughs> I didn't even hear what you asked. How much is a binaural microphone? Am I pronouncing it wrong? By, uh, oh, is that the thing where it's the two ears on the side and like chicks will be like, I love you and, and you're not a loser and you're fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, that kind of thing. That's what you need for ASMR. That would be, how expensive is that? Because that could be worthwhile. 
I'm looking it up real quick. <laughs> the ears on both this sides. Have you seen those, Kyle? Yeah, this one's four hundred dollars. Yeah, I don't know if it's that funny. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really depends on if you'll use it more than once. Uh, the first yeah. one I found might be the same as Kyle's. It was four hundred dollars. Are you looking at the one that literally has ears on the side? Uh, That's what. Go to the ASMR channel. A lot of these chicks are just touching ears and whispering. It's the 3DO. Yeah, yeah. So we're on the same one. A lot of them either have ears on the sides. I saw another one that also has like eyes and nose in the middle. Like it's eyes. Yeah. Uh, it's strange. I'm googling. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna check out the ASMR channel right now. What's the? What a stupid fucking thing. I I don't get it. I like hate hearing, it. hearing people chew and breathe. I don't care. Jeez, for that. They, some of these are crazy expensive. They can What's, be. Well, I don't know the difference between the four hundred dollar one and the thousand dollar one. The two thousand dollar one. The the FS Pro two. Okay. You know what I'm realizing is I'm going to be the only man in the ASMR category. The only man getting views. <laughs> the only guy getting views. <laughs> There's some chomo in there with four people watching too, but. I've thought about that it might be funny to, and, and like it wouldn't pull that many viewers or donos or anything, but it would be funny to just buy one of those alarm clocks where I can set it to ocean sounds and then just start a stream and not even be here. <laughs> let it play in the ASMR. Do you like, sleep to anything like that? Like any white noise or anything? Uh, so I, I've listened to like big, like classical, like relaxing classical music montages before, and that helps me fall asleep sometimes. Like I listen to the same thing every night. I uh, I, I go to YouTube and it's yeah, Dracula um, by by Rob Zombie. <laughs> it's uh, let me see exactly what it's called. It is called Epic Thunder and Rain, rainstorm sounds for relaxing, focus, or sleep. It's it's literally just well, that's an ad from Brightland Watches. <laughs> that's, an oh, that's a nice watch. And let's just stop, stop, stop. That's what, <laughs> what are we doing? I, I'm trying to stop it. <laughs> you speak to that? What? That's you not what. <laughs> well, then play play the video. Play play the. Well, I was trying to. It just kept rolling ads out. That's... I want to hear the epic thunder. It's really it's it's really loud. Is it epic? <laughs> <laughs> still it's still the ad. There we go. All right. I hate that so much. You like that? It's 10 hours long. That to me is so treble heavy and crunchy and yucky that I could maybe be okay with it if it came through like good speakers, not a phone speaker. But uh, through a phone speaker, it is like woody repellent. Like I, I, I think maybe it's translating poorly through from the phone to the microphone. My wife plays it through her phone sometimes and it's just like, make it stop. Every night before I go to bed, hook that thing up. Roll it back to the start and go to bed. It's great. That's my go-to. There's if a I mermaid need... on the front of this. Yeah, and that's relaxing. Mermaids are are naturally terrifying. <laughs> so, but yeah, that would be classical music for sleep. Eight hours long. You got Mozart, Debussy, Chopin, yes. Schubert, and so. Green. I looked for a binaural microphone for you that had a head. Right, because I think that it's a it's a good prop, but the price is eighty four hundred dollars. Like it doesn't make sense. Ah, uh, you know, it's not gonna. I'm not gonna break even on that investment. You're not. No, no, no. Yeah, and just like outside of the city, I don't mind a thing that doesn't even make money if I feel like 
Like if you told me that like this video I was uploading lost money, but you know, I was going to build the show in such a way that in the long run, it's a good investment like that. That's okay. But $8,400, that's just stupid. Agreed. Yeah. yeah like I'm never going to use that stupid caliper ever again. Or you know what? I won't use it until I will. And I'll need a very precise measurement someday. And it'll be like, I'm glad I bought that retarded shit. Someday like, you'll want to measure the interior of a sphere or something and, and you'll be able to do it. Or like how wide I can open my mouth. <laughs> No, like I totally do. Like, like, all right, there's a hole. How big a drill bit do I need to make its copy? And now you've got the tool for it. Hmm. Well, there or you you'll get it. into hand loading ammunition. Very, very useful. I, I, I'll it could get happen, else dude. Tools are great because they last longer than people. Through my entire life, my tool collection has just grown and grown and grown. It gets a little better all I've the time. I've never broken a tool. I broken a tool here and there but by and large it, it, it's it goes mostly up yeah i i think maybe i've broken a ratchet maybe before but if the tool has a battery then oh six or seven years later it might be junk even if it's not like there's going to be one that's so much lighter longer lasting and more torque that it's it's time for the upgrade mm-hmm yep yep but, uh, Maybe I will buy that four hundred dollar mic because this entire category seems to just be women flicking ears and shit. Yes, <laughs> isn't there a way to just do two mics or something and mix it? I don't know. It's funnier looking at the ear mic. That yeah, right. And for four hundred dollars, you know, ah, I got it. Use it even twice, and it might make sense. You do what our uh, our dark friend from North Carolina always does. You buy it, you make your video. Oh Jesus! Send it back. He's from North Carolina? I don't think so. Nice from he's from Georgia. Oh. Wherever he's from. <laughs> he's our dark friend, Kyle. That's how we describe him. Well, could, I didn't want to say his name because we've talked about some but of his he could legal be activities our strong before. Strong friend or our weightlifting friend or our low body fat friend. Nah, he's our dark friend. <laughs> yes, he is black. He we've is the one got, like one. I have a I picture mean, of him actually. I, maybe don't. Well, I guess you combined him with the illegal activities. I shouldn't show it. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I, I yeah, we, 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 you know, it's it's hard to keep track. We've done so many of these. We have done a few. Yeah, he's, you know. In any case, <clears throat> um, maybe you just uh, you use it and then um, <laughs> maybe you use it and then return. see. It would have been funny, guys. You missed a joke, but I promise you, I had one. It was in the chamber. It was in the fire. <laughs> yeah, just return the motherfucker. It's too bad. Hell, hell, if that pays, get the two thousand dollar one, right? Eight thousand dollar one. Gonna return it. Yeah, do it. <laughs> do it. No, oh God, the one with the ears is kind of funny. Out. I wonder what the other side of it is. I assume it's two mics and two feeds into OBS. Like you did, you take a little setup. You didn't figure it out. Mm -hmm. It's basically probably just two mics, you know, and you move from one to the other and it's not mono, so it actually does something. Mm -hmm. But uh, um, and your audio interface, does it handle two mics? I don't know. The one that the thing your mic plugs into, are there two holes or one? <laughs> he doesn't know, which is funny. <laughs> I had to look too. I was like, I don't know. Uh, well, I have the same mic as, as Kyle. That's mic though. The interface. Your mic plugs into something. Oh no! I think I, I think I'm a one hole boy, right now. You would need also, a new. Uh, you really? What? Or maybe two? I, I don't know where to look. Can you give me know. the model on it? 
of the mixer or the sure, yes the mixer the mixer we know is... the model of the microphone i can see it it's a sure sm7b but the, <laughs> the... this is a zenyx 302 usb mixer why does he sound like a woman now or a very effeminate man because are you saying i got the zenyx no, do uh, that same voice, but push yes. forward. P just, just pull a little more forward like this. You, uh, oh, do I sound? Do I sound sexy now? Do I sound like I could lure a couple of boys to come be a couple of straight boys to come suck my cock on a tiger farm? <laughs> do do yes, you do. I, I, I don't know Maybe. if it's gonna translate, but like when you get past them, when you get past the mic, it get. It gives you a little something extra. It's so much like, <laughs> like the farther past the microphone you get, the more like a homosexual you sound. Oh, more, the further past it, the more that you sound you, like absolute pedophile. So what does that's it sound right. like if you that's actually right. deep throat the mic? Can I can I hear that? You're going to have to right. put on a different attachment for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to throw up my mic. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I, don't know, can't. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can fit this girthy boy in there. <laughs> That's more of a live stream thing. Taylor Burka at Twitch.com. <laughs> Twitch.com. Twitch 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 winning team. This off, it was a cock underneath. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, <laughs> I told him at two thousand subs, I do the phrenology thing. At three thousand, mm -hmm. we're at like twenty two hundred right now. I'm gonna do full. Full clown makeup and clown costume, and I'll and I'll do that for a stream or two. I had a question, Taylor. So, obviously, when you first start streaming, almost mm -hmm. all of your audience is from this show, right? But you're dominating Twitch categories from time to time. And are you finding are you getting many fans who don't know PKA yet? Not as many as you would hope, but every once in a while, you'll see some stray dog come in <laughs> and be like, "What the fuck is happening in here?" <laughs> <laughs> some poor soul uh, yeah mostly it's just a bunch of people being like and then they'll get like join the retard army oh, God. <laughs> a lot of rape talk in here um uh, no, I, I, that's what i've been looking for so no my, my chat's genuinely hilarious they have some good jokes some good bits they'll do and then other other times though someone will get too into like cop like copy pasta stuff which which isn't as funny because it's uh, do you get that woody where it'll be like some long paragraph that's like, hey, yo, it's Tanner from high school. I run a fucking mortgage fund now, and I make millions. I remember this motherfucker from high school. He was a bitch then, and he's a bitch now, and like that. I get stuff like that. Like, you know, hey, guys, I've got a story of Woody. This time I met him at Walmart, and like yeah. the first half of it's kind of realish, and by the bottom, I've like raped their puppy or something. Yeah. That's just part of heart, heart and Why would because you do they, that? Yeah, why would you do that, Woody? I mean, you didn't see the puppy. This if you did, you'd be on Team it? Woody. Damn, that's a hot-ass dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, the puppy had its tail up, which is puppy for asking for it. That's fair. That's I've read that. Caesar They're Milan built. said that. They're built for it. Yeah. And cats, too. <laughs> cats raise that tail all the time. They want it. Fuck Giving cat. you the old brown eye. Fuck cats. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, Twitch is a blast. I'm having a good time with it. Yeah, I need to get back to streaming more. I had such a good night playing last night. I I met all my goals. I even uh, I split off from my friends, and I realized like I'm one successful quest away. I'll give it one try. I'm up too late already, but one more game, and the next game 
hit all my expectations. I upgraded. I hit level 30, which like opens half a dozen things. Yeah. I, people probably don't want to get into Tarkov talk too much, but after I split off with my friends, I did a mission and uh, uh, right now, like, so I have so much stuff I can upgrade about my character that the process takes like 50 hours. It's happening now, Taylor. It's just churning <laughs> and churning and churning. After this show, I'll kick off a few more events and go to bed and I'll wake up in the morning and God, we, we've turned the corner. Turn the corner Good. of this thing. I'm about to Good get Mega Man in this game. Yeah, so. I, I, I just I, we definitely stream different ways. We do. You're, you're working on a game, and like I, I'm just trying to fuck around mostly because that seems to be what my my subsection of this PKA audience that likes me enough to come check out the streams is like. They just want to fuck around. Like they just want to joke and goof and like I just the other day like I. I tweeted, I was like, or I guess it was just yesterday. It's like, hey, what do you guys want? 60 day, Making fun of 60 Days In? Or do you want Red Dead Redemption 2? And part of me was like, man, it'd be kind of nice to play some Red Dead. I really like Red Dead. And it was like, nope, 60 Days In. That's what we want. We want to watch you make fun of retards in prison. I was like, all right, well, that. Say a similar fine. thing happens to me. Like, I'm play, I'm loving Tarkov, right? I'm addicted to this game at an unhealthy level. I'm all about Tarkov. And my chat is like, marbles? Can I get some marbles? And it's like, oh. Now that there's no music, I feel like Marvels is even harder to pull off. It added a tone, a vibe, an excitement mm -hmm. to it. You know, I'm playing Thunderstruck and making a really big deal out of Marvels, which isn't that big a deal. <laughs> yeah, it's well, you do a really good job commentating Marvels. Uh, thank you. You do a very good thank job you. with that. Like I, I like. Uh, I didn't want to say it to Mark. I love Mark. Such such a great guest. But the first time you see Mark, uh, wait for Kyle. But so he's in. The, so I was saying, Kyle, uh, Mark, our guest, great guy. Love him a lot. The first time I saw him in the show, though, he was standing there in a gray T-shirt, nipples protruding. And so for the next entire season, he was just called Nips. In my <laughs> and so I didn't, I didn't want to ask him about being called Nips, but I, I do. I, I'm about to add an emote because I hit. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, I'm about to add an emote that's just him. With, with the nipples on it. <laughs> see if that, if that gets, gets passed or not. I, now I don't want to add it because he's such a genuine guy. I don't want people to make fun of him. But Maybe you know. a close-up of the nips. Can be an inside joke. Exactly. A, a nip close-up. Twitch will be like, yep, approved. <laughs> <laughs> I love I loved Woody's reaction when I called him a pig. <laughs> it was so good. It was like, Ooh. <laughs> this is disapproval. Uh, <laughs> you know, what's funny that I noticed is that I, I added a ton of new emotes, like new funny Trump faces, funny faces of all of us. Uh, my Jeffrey Epstein emotes took a little longer to get approved, and that was funny. But now, now you can Epstein it up on on my channel over there. I've got a couple Epstein options. Oh, I love that meme I sent you the other day on text of of the um, the guy who had bought Epstein's island, and it's just Epstein oh, yeah. and a beard. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just photoshopped like big arab looking beard on there was that island cool did he have it to himself is like so here's what i picture mm -hmm. super rich guy with his own island all the infrastructure you want somehow he has a power station there and plumbing oh, and like a temple there a temple and, and it's like I don't even know, like a sandals resort for just him, like it's a 50 meter pool. Like, what is the island like? Um, it's up for sale. Let's, let's let's take a look. Okay, you can buy it right now. 
You can buy Rape Island. They don't like it, it to be called that anymore. Let's see. It's a private island. <clears throat> um, it is about 78 acres, which is rather large. Uh, Little St. James is the name of it. That's what they prefer. Uh, Spit in our face with that name. <laughs> it does look nice. Have you, the, the photos of his temple on there are so fucking creepy. Uh, sexual abuse is listed on here above amenities. So <laughs> I like it. It should be his activities. Like we have water polo, we have shuffleboard, and sexual abuse. Yeah, and we've got the entire color spectrum of all the world's races of nine-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah, guy was. I don't, don't want to go there. I'd love to go there. Actually, I would. I would go. I want to go. I want to go snoop around, Scooby-Doo style. See what I can find. You think you're gonna find like a like a like a you pull like a candle holder on the wall and you fall into a fuck dungeon? Roro Raggy, it's a child being raped. <laughs> try and do. Oh, I don't know, Scoop. <laughs> Every time I we try need to get out of here. If I get more than two words into Scooby Doo, if I do more than Roro, it just it just kind of becomes bubbles. Oh, from it. <laughs> Jesus fuck, Rick! I'm not gonna rape these kids. I don't care what fucking island we're on. It's not legal. <laughs> This shit is fucked. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even allow kitties on here. Can you imagine? You could rape a kid, can't bring a kitty. <laughs> oh man, bubbles, king bubbles. I want more. I I made the mistake of starting an episode of that animated trailer park, uh, and I think I made it about three minutes in before I was like, "This is gonna make me sad." Have you seen all the movies? You've seen all the original content. I've seen. I, I think I've seen every movie. There might be one, the newest movie. I don't know what year that was made, but I, I don't think I watched that one. But I watched the Christmas one. I watched uh, the subsequent one where the end of it is like Jim Leahy in the middle of a street after like a a, a Brinks heist, it's like one of those, yeah. uh, you know, those armored cars. Armored, and yeah. He's like threatening to to kill Ricky in the Julian. middle of the street. That's yeah, yeah. Or Julian, yeah. That's a good one. <clears throat> Yeah, I, I've seen them all. It, it's it's fucking great stuff, man. I I it, you know, but it's it's over now. It's over now. I can't I I can't get into the animated thing. No, but, uh, I understand why they're doing it. You well, know, yeah, they got to make some make some coin, but still. Well, Leahy's dead, so like they they have to animate him. Oh, plus true. they plus they're all you know much much older. Jim Leahy, his not not the I don't remember what the actor's name was. You know, he's dead now. But the videos on YouTube of him making his own kind of beachfront, not beachfront, but maybe canal. He front likes concrete, concrete or something. Yeah, like he rocks likes and concrete. concrete and placing rocks and building like he built a theater. He built all these like retaining walls. And it's really impressive. And the way that yeah. he explains it is so antithetical to the way that you like you're trying to watch Jim Leahy talk about this and he's doing it in such a calm reserved like the guy doesn't even drink in real life or he didn't even drink yeah a drunk person that well and it was just like a mind fuck watching that where he's like calmly mixing cement being like and you can't get too antsy with it or you'll mess it up you have to keep it very don't you just wish at the end of one of those videos where he's like being his true self and it's nothing like jim Leahy that it just zooms out and he puts his arm around randy and he's like yeah we just we just love it here we just love it yeah. here, <laughs> I saw him. I saw maybe the same video as you, and and then I heard he died, and I was like, "How?" Because masonry seems like the kind of activity that would keep someone in shape. He likes mixing concrete with his bare hands. He he likes carrying boulders and shit around. Like, no, 
I think he died of cancer, though. Did he? That'll get you. Well, I guess Masonry doesn't keep cancer away. Masonry doesn't keep anything away. <laughs> I mean, body fat. He was. He was yeah, it keeps of... away poor retaining walls. Yeah, it keeps away the ocean it keeps water. The water out. Yeah, uh, it's an undisclosed illness, but it was short and unexpected. So maybe like a stage four pancreatic or something really, really rough. Who knows? Mm. Or maybe he's still alive, like Epstein. He just stumbles in one day to a brand new Trailer Park Boys series. Not even <laughs> He faked his own death like Mark's co-worker dude person. That was one of my yes, favorite he, shows for so long. Like I, I would show that show to everybody. It's better if you're high. I don't think I could watch it uh, sober. I don't know how anybody it's watches It's better it if Kyle shows it to you. I don't know that I would have enjoyed Trailer Park Boys if Kyle didn't like lay it out with the lore. You know, watch this guy's <laughs> pants for the next seven years. He doesn't change them. In season three, episode four, he rips them. That rip will stay there for the next yeah. And, Continuity. Uh, yeah. Kyle is a student of the show. He's like, you know, <laughs> in the very beginning, is it Randy who drinks? No, uh, they all drink. No, Julian Jim. is who I'm going for, though, I think. Oh, Julian. And he's like, it, Julian gets out of prison. He comes back and they put like a mixed drink in his hand. It's alcohol with ice in it. And he's like, <laughs> you know, with the exception of three times in the next 10 years, he will always have a drink in his hand. And uh, yeah. I try to like, I don't know, find exceptions to that. I guess I'm an asshole. Like I was like, oh, let's, let's, let's see where he gets this wrong. Nope. He's not wrong. He's right. You know, he, it's funny. And it's, it's, I don't know. It's that show is better when Kyle introduces you to it. Most shows are. Um, but, but yeah, I, 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 that's one of, I've shown that show to so many people, like so many people who'd never seen it before. It's a treat when I meet like a new girl or somebody who's never seen that show. And I'm like, familiar with the trailer park boys. He's like, well, I am from, kind of rough neighborhood no 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 no. the, the tv hmm. show tv show trailer park boys no great we're gonna need a half an ounce of marijuana in about eight or nine hours hmm. let's uh let's get started that's what you want yeah, i don't think trailer park boys is <laughs> i remember the first episode or two it, it wasn't kyle that turned me on to it because it, it was years and years ago. it was before i i was part of this show when i was in college and I only watched like one episode or two episodes the first time I was introduced to it because the intro itself is so sad. It's like the <laughs> shittiest, saddest existence of these kids riding around in a trailer <laughs> park and everything's like broken bottles everywhere and like and then the shitty camera work. Like it it made me feel bad for them yeah. for a while where it's like, oh, this is just a sad life for these poor kids riding around. Whenever I'm introducing it to someone, I try to tell them that it's a documentary and keep that up <laughs> as long as possible. And you can like, tell who's retarded that you know. <laughs> well, most people, like, by the end of the first episode, they're like, wait a goddamn minute here, because <laughs> there are a lot of wild things. Shouldn't they have arrested that? But but every now and then, you'll have somebody going for, like, two, three episodes before, they, before they're like... The fuck is this? When did this happen? <laughs> is, it, is, is this stuff just legal there? Or what, what, what? On a related thing, you mentioned documentary. There came an extra episode of Tiger King that I haven't watched. Was it good? No, 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 no. It's uh, Joel McHale um, doing like uh, Skype interviews with some of the people who are on the show. It's not another. I thought they had re-edited some, some extra extra content, more footage. It is not that. So I watched 15, 20 minutes of it and turned it off. Oh. It was that bad. Like it couldn't even hold your attention. 
I'm not a big Joe McHale fan outside Who of is like Joe uh, McHale. Is it's it like Joe a, or like Joel? Ryan, Ryan Joel. Kind of guy. He's the guy who did from Community and the one who used to do uh, Talk Soup. Oh yeah, I definitely know this person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I didn't like him at, at this. I think he was a big fan of the show, and that's how he got the gig. And I just didn't care for but, it. You know, he's the character he say, normally plays is way cooler than you. You being like whoever I'm talking to, right? Like yeah. his whole shtick is I'm like so cool. But that's not really a fit in the Tiger King crowd. Yeah, you know, he was just kind of being himself. And I want to say the first interview was the rotten-toothed guy mm. who now has teeth. Yeah. And it was just, it wasn't for me. Um, it, it didn't do it for me. At I all. watched the whole thing, but the only reason I was able to kind of stay engaged through it was because it was, I watched it as soon as it came out, like right on the tail of the Tiger King. But it, it, re- it genuinely is pretty fucking boring. Like that new episode was clearly just a grab for attention. They're like, "Oh my god, this is the biggest thing on earth!" Uh, 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 get everybody on a Zoom call and we'll record it. Like, I wonder kind of- what Tiger King would have been like if they hadn't lost the footage, right? You know, the the animal abuse, the the the, the footage that Joe Exotic seemingly destroyed. How does that change it? Joe Exotic came away as this like almost sympathetic hero of a story that had no heroes, maybe the favorite character in this wild mm. story. If it captured him like killing lions for sport and being cruel and being racist, then people might've viewed it through a whole different lens. I, I almost thought of it like, maybe I'm wrong. I thought the whole like, Oh, free Joe exotic. Joe exotic is the best. Like it seems like memes almost to me where it's like, yeah, this this guy's clearly all these people for the most part. There are some good people in there, but a lot of them are just <clears throat> some shit. It's mean, and... but Carol Baskin was way more hated than Joe Exotic, and probably yeah, she should be. She killed her husband. Yeah, she she is a murderer. Yeah, her Joe Exotic never murdered anyone. As far didn't as didn't he, he make money selling drugs, and he flew his plane low over the ocean, single engine, mm. and his plane's missing, and his car was at the airport, and that's how he died. No. Because, um, well, there's no drugs at all. Um, but um, the thing is that, like, his planes were um, were not capable of making the flight that that he went on, that he was the trip he was going on. And he would have known that, yeah, yeah. You know, th- those planes had like a 150 mile range or whatever, and he needed to go like a thousand miles or whatever it was. It was Carol Baskin was a shady bitch. No one will get around that. She was a shady fucking bitch. And she was unlikable. She didn't make any funny jokes or anything. Like the type Have you seen thing. those guys who convinced her that they that they were Jimmy Kimmel and they were yes. that, that she was gonna be on the yeah. tonight show? <laughs> yeah, I did I did see that. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. good for them. I saw a bit today, uh, 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 like a hidden camera bit where this guy calls a computer repairman. Because his PC is is not working, he's like a, he's got like a gaming PC, and uh, the computer repairman cracks open the case and looks inside, and it's full of beans, <laughs> <laughs> like cooked actual beans, like cooked black beans, and, and chipotle, <laughs> just yeah, exactly. And I mean, like, no joke, like five ten pounds of cooked black beans, and and the guy's like, whoa, dude. There's, this is, this is, you, how did this happen?
happened? He's like, I, I bought it off Craigslist like two years ago. Uh, I've never opened it up. It, it, he's like, I can't believe this computer could work like this. He's like, he's like, that's your motherboard's back there somewhere. And, and the guy goes, are those all motherboards? And points at the beans. And he's like, no, those are beans. That's food. This is food. He's like, so do I need to that? I thought that was like, like, is that for like cooling? Like to keep it cool? He's like, no, no. The beans are not doing anything that you want to happen. We've got to get the beans out. Beans. He's like, I hate to say it, but I think you just need a whole new computer. <laughs> Covered in slimy bean juice at this point. <laughs> that is, that is the guy's like pointing at the beans. He's like, are those the motherboards? <laughs> He's like, that's food. No, that's food. <laughs> oh, man, that is fucking funny, dude. Fucking great. <laughs> beans? It's just full of beans. I've got I've got the video here. I mean, we can't watch it because it's it's you know he sees some like behind the scene. Uh, so I looked if, anyway, up, if you're listening and you want to hear it, it's vlog creations. Do you want to hear uh, this Don Lewis and where his money came from? So I guess sure. there's used Don cars, Lewis. which is part of it. Carol uh, Baskin's husband. Oh, okay. Uh, another part of it is I guess he bought real estate, fixed it up, and sold it. And then what I was referring to was he frequented Costa Rica as a business, as a vacation spot, and he had business dealings that required him to fly back and forth in his little plane to Costa Rica. And uh, his car was at the airport when he went missing. And some people think that it was just a plane crash in the water. But, but they explained in the show that his planes couldn't travel to Costa Rica. He got got. He got fed to the tigers. I'm convinced. Mm -hmm. I bet my bottom dollar. Hmm. Like he wasn't flying himself to Costa Rica because his planes can't make it. No, he's tiger. Is that the case? Now. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I could have they my facts wrong. Yeah, they explained in the show that he'd have to refuel like a handful of times to make it. To he just didn't do that. He didn't fly himself there. Even though so many people on that show are unlikable assholes, Carol Baskin was the most unlikable asshole. Even oh yeah, well, shit, that's why people hated on her. The thing is, like, besides Doc, Doc also seemed like he had a lot going. He seemed like the smartest guy in the show, and he had a lot like that he was hiding. But Carol seemed so manipulative and yeah. like such a liar. Like when you see her tell the same lie back in like 1994 or whatever and then today and she does it the exact same way like yeah, the way her. she's like she's like don said he had to get up early 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 and she like rolls her eyes and like nods her head back and forth like she's like mocking the way he said it early 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 mm -hmm. in the morning and like it's like she's told this lie so many times like like She's got her lines down, basically. Like, she yeah. found a line that works, and she's not going to deviate from it unless it gets real serious. So. Yeah. Fuck her. Carol Baskin, go so, fuck yourself. These are the different stories. Conspiracy theorists say that um, Don had been flying his plane to Costa Rica every month, and he became tangled up in a dark drug trade. Uh, chatter led to flesh and... Chatter led to claims that his so-called friends suggesting Don liked to bury cash in the ground. Theorists concluded that Don was killed by a drug trade gone wrong. 
Carol Baskin says that he would fly to Costa Rica every month to have sex while she was on her period with with like other women. King. <laughs> uh, and I don't know what the truth is. I probably know it's probably the sex. <laughs> I think I think it was the fucking. The monthly um, thing ties into that, right? Like yeah, he had a schedule where every 28 days he would go down to Costa Rica for business. Bro. Right. I got some uh, business to take care of the- south of the border later. <laughs> every month you just Yeah. So anyway, uh, I, I was repeating a conspiracy theory it turns out. Yeah. Um yeah, who I, I don't I don't know. I think she killed him. <clears throat> it, it it's so weird that like he was seeking protection from her like a, like weeks before he goes missing. And it's so weird that like the will was written to say like in the event of my disappearance. Yeah, I remember that. It, it, it's very shady. There's too many up in the air aspects for it to be totally up and up. It's like she was planning for contingency issues. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, she, she just seems like a real creepy fucking person too. She's a bitch and I hate her. Fuck you, Carol Baskin. I know you're a listener to the show. <laughs> She's a patron, actually. She's a patron. Yeah. We hung out with her $50 a month to hang out with us. She's a bitch there, too. Gave her the money back. We refunded <laughs> Wasn't it. worth it. Get Was it last happy. show or two shows ago? We had two women in there. Yeah. At the oh, same yeah. time. Probably the last one. That's a yeah. record. Yeah, a couple of ladies. That is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, Kyle, do we have any, any post-roll info no. from friends.gov? Yeah. No. Okay, then. PKA, 496.